thoughts. Episode 125. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. All right, welcome back to the Dive Bar Podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh yeah. That's the thing that we say here. <laughs> I got a fucking headache. <laughs> yeah, nothing clears a headache like podcasting. Yeah, nothing, good to go. nothing like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think emails are like the excedrin of podcasting. Oh yeah, we'll do a few of those. I know. <laughs> we'll do a couple of those. You'll feel all right. Yeah, it'll... Take two emails. Call me in the morning. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome back. You know what? I don't like. Usually, I have something like uh, I want to say. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, I got nothing. Not today. <laughs> nothing. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two teams I don't care yeah. about yeah. going head to head in a match that means nothing to me. <laughs> if you put a gun to my head and told me to say what two teams were playing, you'd, you'd have to shoot me. Uh, is it uh, the, the Broncos yeah. and? Uh, I can't even verify this. <laughs> we'll, look that up. we'll look that up later. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? You never, you never know how many fucking uh, historians you have listening <laughs> to the fucking podcast yeah. until you, until you get, falsify Francis Scott Key information. Yeah, yeah, Mister History. Where were you when we needed you? And they, all, they all fucking come out of the woodwork. <laughs> I got fucking everybody fucking giving me a history lesson after uh-huh. last week's show. In front, Francis Scott Key. He was a he was a uh, uh, he was a prisoner on a British ship, and I, uh, I had to f- I heard that shit all fucking week. Uh huh. Is that true? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wow. Mr. History. Well, I mean, there, after you know you've heard true. it from like twenty different fucking people, it's yeah. got to be true. Yeah, true. <laughs> so he wasn't a pussy. No, he was just. Well, he was. He was a prisoner. Mm. He got taken out of the battle early. <laughs> Probably surrendered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind, what kind of, what kind of, I actually, I gotta, I, I gotta kind of like, uh, knock the, the British a little bit because like, what kind of, what kind of prisoner are you? You're letting this guy write songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that inspired the troops. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have let, let that, have that guy locked up so people can't hear his song. Right. Yeah. Which well, inspired all of us. He should have been writing songs to begin with. Yeah. And, the, and he's a prisoner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do they, what do they do? Lock him in a room and give him some pens and yeah. here's, no, here's a quill and some fucking. Yeah. You can't do anything with this. Just some parchment paper. <laughs> <laughs> have at it. Write a song. Yeah. Do whatever you want to. Don't even watch him. He'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> nobody, nobody remembers the other prisoner that was locked up and invented Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> just, just this guy that fucking did a song. <laughs> 
<laughs> Is that true? Somebody- no. <laughs> oh, I'll hear about it next week. <laughs> Actually, Brian. Hey, Brian. It was Sudoku too- was not created then. Yeah, I know. I'll get that fucking lesson next week. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck off. <laughs> just let me live in my ignorant, stupid world where Francis Scott Key was just some pussy writing a song. <laughs> let me live in that world. Yeah, I'm with you. God, people got to feel the need to educate all the time. <laughs> it was a fun world to live in. I know. It was. It was. Had a blast. I know. I love being ignorant of shit. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I know. It's like all the listeners out there that were ignorant, I think they got something out of it, but everybody else is like, damn it, he was a British sol- uh, prisoner and going on. Yeah, I, I paid I mean, attention to this in school. <laughs> I, I think the biggest shock is we have smart people listening. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, we're going. We're going to C two E two. Yeah, oh, that we are in March, March eighteenth through the twentieth. Going to C two E two. It's a convention up in Chicago. Read Pop. They're the ones that do that. C two E two. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We should. Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners are going to go, but we should probably have like a little one night where we get together. Maybe go to a bar, hang out, and drink and shit. Absolutely, yeah, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have a great bar right there at the show. There, there we go. Cool. Yeah. Let's get let's get fucking tanked. Yeah, for sure we will. <laughs> I will. So if you plan on going, let let us know. Don't don't send me a fucking email about it. <laughs> Just let, let me know. Yeah, because we'll be broke and we need someone to buy us drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, True. We'll try to we'll try to put something together though. You know, I would. That's what I would like to do. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll have one guy show up, like the Great America thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, the thing I, I like, I, we've met some listeners and they're, they're, they're all great. The ones that I've met, I just don't want to meet that one. That's like that, uh, fucking, I don't want to meet that one fucking weird listener. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you can't be yourself around and you feel all fucking weird around them. Like, like, uh, like, like you're waiting in line to see Santa and the Christmas story and you got the fucking weird kid talking to him. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. That one scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. I that's the, do. I don't want that listener no. showing up. So if you know, if you're that fucking guy, <laughs> stay fucking home. stay home. <laughs> yeah. If you dream of collecting parts of our hair or something, right? Yeah, don't show, don't show right. up. Uh, yeah, I've got a Jake hair doll. I saw some more guests were announced this week. I saw Scott Snyder will be yeah, there. Yeah, um, Addy Gronoff will be there. Yeah. Um, God, there's uh, Greg Rucka, right? Yeah, Greg Rucka's going to be there. Yeah, there right. were a few more comic personalities announced. Fucking John Cusack's going. Is yeah, he really? That is, that is cool. true. Yeah, love John Cusack, man. Yeah, that's kind of a big score for them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, all right, big show next week. We got Deadpool coming up, mm-hmm. and it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, which means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not celebrating. I'll be spending Valentine's Day with my sweethearts. Nice. Yeah, uh, you know it's the thing. What a fucking commercial hot. <laughs> it is. Then they got the second one. That that one really pisses me off. Uh, yeah. Fucking Sweethearts Day. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, that's fucking bullshit. I don't know when that is at all. Fucking Hallmark holidays. Sweethearts Day. Yeah, it's like a second va- Valentine's Day they created. When does that come up? When I don't that? fucking remember, but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Hallmark sells cards for it and everything. Yep. It's like basically the same exact holiday as Valentine's that's bullshit. Day. <laughs> it is bullshit. So, you know, the, the whole, uh, I, I was watching some kind of program where they were talking about, like, you know, like, uh, the whole traditional, given your, uh, special lady uh, an engagement ring oh yeah mm-hmm. and that was a, did you know like the whole diamond thing that's a whole de beers that fucking that that diamond company yeah that's that's marketing 
Oh, that's okay. where that like diamond is forever. All that shit came from was uh-huh. from a company. Right, right. Before that company, like nobody fucking gave out diamond rings. Diamond wasn't a symbol of love. It was hmm. just because this fucking company that they they worked with diamonds. And they wanted to sell their fucking product. It's genius. Fucking great yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> because now everybody thinks like that's the fucking symbol of love. It's oh, like yeah. a fucking rock. Yeah. <sighs> Go in debt <laughs> is love. Yeah, and they were the ones that they were the ones that said like you gotta take three months of your fucking paycheck and they were the ones that fucking did that. Oh yeah. Those fucking assholes. That's it, crazy. It's not this is not like fucking like been passed down generation to generation. It was just this fucking De Beers company. Wow. Yeah. A bunch of evil fucks. The nuts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking the nuts. Well, it's people are fucking the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was you know, like back in the day you just fucking like isn't it weird like romance has changed? Now it's all fucking complicated. You watch these fucking rom coms and everybody's like like back in the day it was just like like the strongest guy just fucking conked some chick over the head. <laughs> and I'm marrying you. Right. Now it's all like this fucking like CW romance bullshit. Yeah. All yeah. these steps you have to take yeah, in now the proper got, way to got, do it. Now we got the internet involved. Yeah. It's really fucked <laughs> up. Romance is fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah it, it is, man. People really falling is. in love and shit. <laughs> Fucking De Beers. love? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, romance today is pretty crazy. I I don't know. Sometimes I just want to stay out of it. It's dead. Yeah. It's, it's dead. I don't know. I don't understand these people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, for me, it's dead. The heart of rock and roll may still be beaten. Right. But the Cleveland. heart of love is fucking dead. Yeah. God, I hate that song. Oh, I love it. I love. Uh, I fucking love Huey Lewis. Oh, I love Huey Lewis, too, but that that's like the song. Oh, I, no, I man. There's, a, there's a fucking train in there, and it's just like, man. <laughs> it's like, it sounds, you hear the chugga chugga choo choo of the train, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm on the, you know what? You said my city. Ooh. It's like, it's, uh, I hate that fucking song. Yes, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure that's a crowd favorite at every, every stop on the tour. Yeah. Detroit. Woo! Here, a couple people. Des Moines just like, why did they leave us out? What about us? I don't know. That's my least favorite Huey Lewis song for sure. So, guys, uh, let's talk about something uh, before we jump into iTunes reviews. Sure. Doesn't look like Star Wars is going to beat out Avatar. No. no. I called it. I called it, gentlemen. You did. Still a number one movie in the U.S. That's good shit. I know, but, like, not, it didn't overtake, it didn't overtake Avatar. I thought it might, but yeah, you nailed it on that fucking shit. It's China. Yeah. Yeah. China, Star Wars is not that big in China, guys. Yeah. Yeah, they tried everything. They tried putting Finn in the background. Pumping BB-8 up. <laughs> you like robots. Don't what you? more could they do? Yeah, I'm sure other trailers had the Kanja Club in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm being serious. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. For sure, it's, it's yeah. so funny. But uh, I'm going to make a prediction here. You guys are going to think I'm fucking crazy. I think Avatar 2 will beat out Star Wars: The oh. Force Awakens. No, I do think you're crazy. Wow. Well, based on these numbers, though, I'd say that's a pretty solid prediction. You okay, know? okay. Uh, listen to my reasoning. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. Star Wars. Love for the movie aside, mm-hmm. back when Avatar came out in China, there were only 20 IMAX theaters, and people were flying from thousands of miles mm-hmm. to fucking watch this movie in these IMAX theaters in 3D. In China, they love that 3D. That, yeah. it, it, they fall for the gimmick. They yeah. love that gimmick. Since Avatar, that they realized that it's a, such a big thing over there. People were paying a, like $100 a ticket <laughs> to see this in the IMAX. Right. Okay, so now, since then, 
They've gone from 20 theaters, I think, to about 500 IMAX theaters in China. Oh, I believe I Don't it. quote me. Wow. So there's even more now. I think it's going to do okay here domestically, but I think there's going to be so many re- – internationally, it's going to destroy The Force Awakens in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that that is going to happen. Right. And I'm not saying – it. I don't think it's going to beat the domestic box office here yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. But I think Avatar 2 will beat out The Force Awakens – in 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 sales overall, I do. I think once it I think once it gets to China, it's just going to blow up. I think it'll do fine here. I think people will see it once. Some people will see it maybe twice, but I think a lot of people will see it once. And I do think that in China, it's just going to blow up. Yeah, I hope it's a giant flop. It's not. It's not going to be. It is not going to be. It is not going to. There's be. just so many people there, and with the expanse of the IMAX theaters, yeah. the numbers aren't going to. It's there. Yeah, you know? it, it's it's going to do very very well. When's it even going to come out? End of 2018. Okay. Okay. Or sometime in 2018. He hasn't started filming or done any principal work on it yet has he? but i i don't know yeah. I, it's not like i follow him on twitter or whatever but, but i'm I not an avatar it was supposed to come out it was supposed to come out the same weekend as the uh the second uh star wars movie okay. mm-hmm. but it's been pushed back so uh, hmm. we'll see yeah. but i'm thinking i'm thinking it will do very well it will do very well. People are going to think I'm crazy, but they, you underestimate that Chinese dollar. Yeah, you, you, people are underestimating that, and they're they're just they're look. Star Wars is not big in China. It no. just is not yeah. big in China. It did great like the first weekend, but after that, it was just like it didn't get the repeat business that it does here. Yeah, yeah. and Ava- Avatar will. I think in China, the, the the international numbers over there, especially in China, is just going to like double or even triple what the Force Awakens did. There, right. That's just my opinion. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right on that. So I know people are going to think I'm crazy, and it's not like it's. Not, I'm, I'm not downplaying, which is a, like, oh, like, oh, uh, Avatar two must be a superior movie. Fuck that. No, I think Star Wars is a superior movie. It's just like you get just got, you have to look at these films geographically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, how much a movie makes doesn't define whether or not it's a better movie. Right. I mean, fucking. Breaking Dawn Part 2 is one of the top 20 domestic fucking movies. Well, anybody that follows the box office can tell you that the Resident Evil movies yeah. are going to do better in China than mm-hmm. they are in the U.S. And that's just – that's that's what this is. But on a larger scale because Avatar is a bigger movie. It's a bigger blockbuster. But those fucking Resident Evil movies do great internationally. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. That's why, it's why we're getting another one right down the pipeline still. Yeah, yeah so – all right, I guess we're going to move on to uh, iTunes reviews. So let's let's do that. Oh, <laughs> Where'd Offspring go? Yeah. <coughs> it's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dumont and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. All right, iTunes reviews this week. Uh, we got we actually we got an iTunes review from somebody, but it's not going to show up in the U.S. iTunes feed because mm. it's from overseas. How'd you find it? He sent, he sent me sent it to me in an email. Oh, oh cool. Uh, let's see. yeah, I flew over to Japan. <laughs> you just changed your region on your iPhone or no, something. I, I thought no. you were really really into it. No, there. I flew to Japan. <laughs> I, was, I, got, I, was I gotta, like, gotta read this riveting review. <laughs> gotta read it. Always checking them overseas. I am. <laughs> Freaking flyer. Uh, yeah, I'm going broke. <laughs> it's from it's from John from Japan. 
Okay. Nice. Uh, he sent it to me in an email, so I'll just read the entire email here. Hi again, Brian and the leftovers. In case you couldn't access my iTunes review as I'm in Japan, here it is. Okay, here it is. I hope I do this justice. Here we go. Spread thinly across a limited but nonetheless enthusiastic experience over the last three weeks or so, I now feel the time is right. I would like to submit my impressions regarding a cast of pod presented by a group of oral bandits on horseback riding and hunting in a digital wilderness in search of the pantheon of popular culture uh, treats. Tidbits and delicacies. This is wow. Oral bandits. Oral bandits. Yeah. <laughs> I think he meant like aura, like or, and not like going down on each other. Okay. <laughs> it ain't Valentine's Day yet. He's jumping the gun. I'm an oral bandit, and I'm gonna ransack your balls. <laughs> After poaching and gathering its juiciest morsels, adding a lot of spicy language, fruity anecdotes. And a garnish of topical humor. The result is chewed, stewed, simmered, and regurgitated into our ears from Zeitgeist Gourmet Chefs Brian, Jason, Jake. <laughs> this cerebral sustenance might be a pinch too salty for some, but for a wet, green, fresh, and organic space cadet like me, it is filling yet lean nourishment in a drive through of diluted vanilla and unsatisfying instant sachets of entertainment. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't show up in the US feed. <laughs> the fridge ain't big enough. Five stars. Love the show. And if I can help in anything, if you're interested in Japan, let me know. Yeah. So. Wow. Shit. Thanks, John. That's Holy incredible crap. fucking that's, review. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, man. Yeah, that's he's, awesome. He's quite the wordsmith. I'm going to read that before bed every night. Just to, <laughs> you know, have some vivid imagery. <laughs> you just like that part where you talk about oral pain. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll be <laughs> using that. Oral bandits. Yeah, I'll be using that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we got one more. Uh, this one did show up. You know how many fucking iTunes reviews we have in total? Let's hear it. 210. Nice. There's a shit ton of them there at one star, though. It's <laughs> awesome. That's what we got to do, then. What's our average? Uh, we're at a 4.5. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, man, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it could be at a 3. I don't go a fuck. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, it's uh, titled Marvel News. <laughs> it's by uh, Arazian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was brought here via Aaron of Nerd Porn and even recorded an episode with Brian. I think, I don't know who this is. I think it might be Nick Brousseau, who I fucking, I did record an episode with him. Okay. Of Nerd Porn? Yeah. I was okay. on Nerd Porn. No, I knew you were on Nerd Porn, but. I was on Nerd Porn a couple times and they have other guests on and shit. So I, I think that this might be Nick. Uh, these snarky hosts are on top of current events in the nerd world. And this podcast is the personification of that jack-off in the comic shop that knows more than everyone else in the room. I love it. So it's a five-star. That's a nice, nice compliment. Nice. Yeah. We're a bunch of five-star jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> jack, jack-offs. Oh. Yeah. Get it right, Jake. Yeah, yeah. shit. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> five-star jack-offs. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that way. My headache's gone. Good. Nice. Yeah, I took that Excedrin. Hell yeah, it man. It worked. That's <laughs> awesome. You, I, you know, I'm one of those people, like, you can't, like, people are like, you want an ibuprofen? Ibuprofen doesn't do shit for me. Yeah. Fucking, is that what Advil is? Yes. People are like, you want an Advil? It's like Advil. a watered down Advil. Advil is ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't do nothing. Yeah, that shit knocks my headaches away. We lost them as a sponsor. <laughs> Damn it. I know. <laughs> 
whatever we're going to do. It works for me. I take three ibuprofen. It pretty much stops anything. Why are you taking three? Why are you taking – you got to take three? Yeah, three. What a, that's a bullshit. It's, a lot it's of, just yeah. like one. Yeah, just one. Why can't they just have like the one Advil? Yeah. Just like take this. Super powerful. Instead, no, take three. <laughs> so you have to buy another bottle soon. Yeah. That's you why they do I mean? it. Yeah. I don't take it that often. <laughs> I was just saying you got to take three. Yeah. I take one Excedrin. I'm good to go. Yep. There you go. That's a hell of a commercial. Yeah. Just take one. <laughs> just one little. Listen, I don't like Excedrin. Excedrin has caffeine in it. Nah, it's the only thing that works for me. Uh, caffeine. Yeah. Like, just drinking a soda helps my, my headaches sometimes. Yeah. So I like caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, people are loving this segment. I know. I'm the writing it yeah. down. Oh, Excedrin God. versus Advil. Yeah, I, I see in our iTunes review. Find I, I'm, five, on, I'm on Team Advil. Oh, my God. When they started talking about pharmaceuticals. Oh, God. <laughs> what, do they work for Big Pharma? Yeah, Big Pharma. <laughs> big Pharma's taking over pop culture Jesus. leftovers. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's move on to some emails. Uh, uh-oh. Never a shortage of those. Uh-uh. Bunch of fucking emails. Good, good thing that Excedrin worked. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Man, motherfucker. Ah, leftovers of the universe. Man, motherfucker. Ah, pop culture leftovers. You know, I, God damn it. You should just like, you know, just like announce like, hey, we're not doing emails anymore. <laughs> That would be a glorious dream. <laughs> a glorious people, dream. People like it, though. Yeah. I wrote that. They're reading it. Oh. I, you know? <laughs> That's my name. I think this, this segment does have its detractors, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've seen a little bit of that. Yeah, sure. Can you, can you, can you shorten the email segment? Oh, God. Can, yeah. Can you put the emails at the end? People can't put them at the end. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not a fucking restaurant. You can't make fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not, not your choice, it's man. It's not, not Burger King. I'm not, yeah. You can't, I'm can't not, have it your way. I'm not asking. God, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> emails at the end, please. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was rude. <laughs> One star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we aren't that show that takes suggestions. There's, oh, no. there's no fucking like little fucking like Dropbox of suggestions. No, you know no. what I mean. Like, oh, how can we how can we improve your experience? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like no, that ain't happening. No. Give us a bad review. It ain't gonna change a damn thing. Uh-uh. We're no. we're all set in our ways at this point in our yeah. lives. We're not changing yeah. it for the podcast. You know, yeah, either you're along for the ride or you're not. Yeah. Love it or hate it, man. Yeah, exactly. Or you ladies. Know, you know, you can get off at any Yeah, you can get off at any time. Yeah. Get off at any stop. It's just a ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can bail any time. I don't care. Unsubscribe, motherfuckers. Yeah, one less email to read. <laughs> <laughs> but keep them coming. <laughs> or not. Uh, the first email comes from Sylvia Ultraviolet. She's mm. she's a notorious emailer. Yes. She likes to send them in. Recognize that name. Yeah. It's titled what, Jake? I'm, she's the one true leftover. I know. No, no, she's not the one true leftover. Uh, you are. The one he, true she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. No, I knew she's the one true leftover emailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're the one true leftover. That's true. She doesn't listen to anybody else. He's you're, so humble about yeah. it. And, <laughs> I know. It, basically, she sucks your dick in this fucking email too. Here we go. All right. It's titled "My Hero True Story." Uh, My Hero True Story. <laughs> I wonder who it's about. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Hello, PCL. First of all, I would like to thank Jake. Let me just stop right there. Uh-huh. Oh, you're Big welcome. fucking shocker. <laughs> One true fucking leftover. 
fucking Sylvia find a new shtick. <laughs> Every fucking email with her. Stroking Jake. <laughs> I would like to give uh, my services as tribute to uh, Mr. Jake. <laughs> the one true leftover. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard her voice. Is that a pretty that's, dead, that's, dead on impersonation? Dude, that's dead fucking on. <laughs> that's what Sylvia sounds like. <laughs> Why do you think I've never invited her on the fucking show? All she'd be doing is fucking worshipping you. We're not worthy. Yeah, I get enough of that. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Pop Culture Leftovers. First of all, I would like to thank Jake, the Star Wars Force Awakens spoiler that Han dies. But not the way you think. So fuck off, spoiler pussies. Please let me explain. I separated from my ex-husband five months ago, move out, and bought a condo. So my soon-to-be ex-husband and I are finalizing our business affairs when he asked the question, Have you seen Star Wars? The Force Awakens. I answered, No, but I will. As soon as I said that, this fucker goes, Han dies. Oh, God. <laughs> now pause here and imagine, just for a moment... If this was the first time I had heard this, <laughs> and what catatonic shock I would be in. But no, this is not the first time. So I responded, I know, Jake told me. <laughs> no. And the look on his face was priceless. He then asked, who the hell is Jake? <laughs> I smiled ear to ear, knowing that I just owned his ass, and walked away the winner. Thanks, Pop Culture Leftovers, for all that you do. I think that's a typo. It should have been, thanks, Jake, for all that you do. It's a typo. I'm a loyal listener to the end. Don't change anything. That's from uh, Sylvia Ultraviolet. That's hilarious. That's very funny. <laughs> She's thanking you. I, everyone else was pissed at you. I helped her get comeuppance on her, on her ex there. That's good stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, for every uh, nine pissed off listeners, there's one that's happy. I <laughs> that's guess. the only one I, I care about. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's. You're the only one she cares about. <laughs> Feelings fucking mutual there. Big shocker there. Thanks for listening, Sylvia. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> when are you gonna start your solo career, Jake? The one true leftover. Yeah. That shit still pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> one true leftover. It's like Highlander. <laughs> I cut both your heads off. Got the quickening. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to go. Ah, next email comes from. Uh, am I still recording? Yeah, I am. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Got excited. Thought it was smoke break time. <laughs> next email comes from Joey. We got a, we got Joey emailing us. Joey. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, reference from 1994. Yes. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> all right. Hey, Leftovers. Love the show. I've looked all over for a show that hits all the needs of my geek and nerd addiction, and you guys are just my drug of choice. That another... Uh, another Advil reference, right? Oh, another Huey Lewis song. Oh, drug I of choice. I want a new drug. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, though. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, that's my guy. favorite. Mm. One that, one that don't kill. Yeah. One that won't make me sick. One that won't cost too much. Yeah. All coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> I want a new drug. One that won't hurt my head. <laughs> I don't know. One that won't do something or other and make my dick turn red. Yeah. One that won't make me nervous. Right. Wondering what to do. Yeah. One that makes me feel you like I feel when I'm with you. you. When I'm, I'm alone, alone with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
trumpets, please. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love those, I love those eighty songs where they just stop and it's like the the like the, that classic alto sax. Yeah, just oh yeah, sax or a trumpet. Yeah. That, that's a yeah. sign of an eighty song. It's totally right like the like 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 once the eighties ended. Like I would I'd love to see the unemployment line for <laughs> <laughs> fucking saxophone players. Like all these guys are out of a fucking job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Standing in line together playing the sad sax. <laughs> all of them soup kitchens eating fucking soup out of their fucking sacks. <laughs> ah, just just pour it in here. I don't need a bowl. I don't I don't need a bowl. I, I can't use this fucking thing anymore. <laughs> Nobody's hiring anymore. Eighties fucking ended. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen already has his guy. They don't need us. You had to know how to dance too because like half the song you're just standing there. So mm. you gotta look, you know, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then oh wait, my turn. Uh, the, the, the one guy got paid royalties though that did the entire saxophone instrumental version for the end of the Growing Pains show. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm making that up. But have you ever remember watching Growing Pains? Oh yeah. yeah. They had the theme song, but at the end it was just like that guy playing the saxophone. Yeah. I used to just get up and kind of dance to that part. Uh, okay. Is that a true story? <laughs> no. <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, putting that, put that into things you don't ever say out loud. Okay. <laughs> It was a great song, though. It was a good song. Good way to end the uh, episode. Well, sure. well, we can end it with that we song should. right now. We fucking should. <laughs> All right, episode's All right. over. Cue the sax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, Leftovers. Uh, it's from Joey. Love the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His drug. Uh, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening since a few episodes before the Star Wars episode, and since I've been going back and listening to older episodes. No matter the content, every episode is great. Until last week, I had never really heard Frank on the podcast, except the Star Wars episode, and all I had known of him was what you guys and the dot dot doters have said. What is that? What's a doter? Dot dot doters. Oh, the dot uh, dot, 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 dot dot and Frank. Oh, he said dot dot daughters. Oh, Put an apostrophe sense. in there next time. It looks like doters, chief. Dot doters. No, dot dot daughters have said. To 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 that, let me say, fuck off, Frank haters. Episode one hundred and twenty three was a blast, even though Jake and Jay were not there. Hmm. Hearing a point of view from a fellow geek dad and big video game guy was awesome and gave me another reason to keep listening and every, uh, listening in every week. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know the show is one of a kind, and every Monday I'm just itching to hear what you guys have to say about the latest in all things pop culture. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep listening. You never know when Frank will show up. Yeah, you know, we, we never know we either. Never know. <laughs> we might get a knock at the door. <laughs> Brian, keep on that fucking show running shit, and fuck all those motherfuckers who think they can run a show as fucking awesome as this one, because I sure as shit know I never could. Your loyal fan, Joey. Nice. P.S. Jay, after hearing your good pop, bad pop of Lucifer, Lucifer is the son of God, not Satan. Lucifer is Satan. Unless they are going by a different mythology, but Lucifer is the fallen angel, a.k.a. Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are doing the the mythology where Satan is, I think, separate and the father of Lucifer. Lucifer's like I don't the think son. so. After watching it, I, f- I felt like they were talking about father is God. I thought he was talking about the the devil himself. I watched the first episode. Okay. So the first episode, they basically they give you like uh, 
the story at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say Lucifer uh, cast himself out of hell. Mm-hmm. He was cast into hell, and then he took himself out of hell. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why everything is like all in upheaval. That's why everything's crazy. Oh, is because, you know what? Because Satan's not in hell. Right. You yeah. know what? I'm, get, I'm getting it like mixed up with the Antichrist. That's what I'm getting it mixed up with is the story of the Antichrist, how he's the son of the devil mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, the spawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess they did say your father wants you back in hell. I just immediately assumed father is right. God. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. About. Okay, yep, for sure. Eh, he just wanted to correct you. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Get off your fucking soapbox, Joey. <laughs> so Lucifer is Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're one and the same. I, I guess. I bet he's Joey's got a little smirk. Wipe that fucking smirk off your face, Joey. You were right. Jay was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. What do you want? I'm not sending you a fucking koozie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that too. I guess. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Michael J. Borelli, I'm fucking with you, Joey. Just fucking with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you can't, you know, we pick on each other. Oh, fuck yeah. We gotta pick on the army, too. Yeah. That's All what right. they're there for. They can't take it. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael J. Borelli mm. sends us an email. Michael J. Borelli, he's, uh, I think that was like the one email I refused to read, his Age of Ultron email. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The infamous Age it's, of Ultron. It's email. still hanging around there somewhere. It's like a fucking, uh, what do they call it? Dingleberry. <laughs> it's a dingleberry of emails. <laughs> Might need some scissors for that. Yeah, seriously, dingleberries? That's yeah. fucking gross, right? Yeah, it's very gross. It's very gross. Think about it. It's like, uh, it's a, like a piece of a, like a, is it a dried up turd that's just like chilling on a, like a, on, on just yeah, hanging around? Just yes, hanging. yes. Yeah. I try not to think about it very often, but you're right. That's what it is. Who who has these? I don't know. Very dirty people. People aren't wiping good or yeah. showering. Yeah, they often. don't take showers. Yeah. They don't change their underwear. You should always do a safety shower. That's my rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Safety shower after, of course. Don't do it before, guys. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of doing that? Yeah, n- none. Oh yeah. Not so fresh afterwards. Well, I gotta go now, but you know what? Let's get freaking <laughs> I shower in first. <laughs> Michael J. Borelli, hey guys, I am a huge fan of the old Police Squad series with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a great show. The show they made, the Naked Gun movies after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I used to watch those, too. I actually started off, I was so young, I started I started off with the Naked Gun movies first. Me, too. Yep. And then I think, like, Nickelodeon brought back, like, the Police Squad series, and then I started watching those. Mm-hmm. That's the same way I did it. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell is producing a new show called... Angie Tribeca, which is in essence a tribute to them. Like Police Squad, everything is very silly with lots of gags in the background, but the actors do their very best to stay serious while delivering their lines. Uh, this is either a Tupperware or a Tosset type of show. You either buy into the silliness and enjoy it, or it will irritate you. I, for one, Tupperware the shit out of this show. The whole first season is available online at TBS and other places. I hope you check it out from uh, Mike, the Gamma Irradiated Leftover Army Physicist. Nice. You guys, any of you guys seen this? I'd never even heard of it. Neither, neither have I. Yeah, Steve Carell produced, you say? It's a, Steve Carell is producing a new show called Angie Tribeca. Hmm. Sounds cool. I, 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 I'm behind anything. He's funny as fucking shit. So if it's going to be like in that vein, I think it'd probably be pretty funny. Who's in the show? Do you know? I just read the fucking email. It's one of it's one of the girls from the office and uh man, I can't remember you'll you'll know her as soon as you see her. I can't remember her name though. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I saw something on it. I've been meaning to watch it. 
didn't know it was even out yet. Yeah, it's available online and uh, TV. I, I love the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I remember like the first time I ever cried at humor was the was the peeing scene in the first Naked Gun movie oh, where great. he has the, the, yeah. the intercom on. Yeah. I just remember bawling. and I was like, man, this is the first time I've ever cried laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got Dion Cole in it. I love Dion Cole. From uh, Conan O'Brien show, does a lot of material for them. Oh, I actually saw him. I went to. Uh, he did uh, a stand-up act for Conan a few years ago. You remember when Conan was leaving mm-hmm. um, NBC and then going to TBS? Yes. Right before that, they had a bunch of like the Conan writers. Yes. Do a stand-up. Andy Richter hosted it, mm-hmm. uh, and then what's his name from uh, Comedy Bang Bang? Um, oh, shit. the keyboard player, he was there. Uh, he was the entertainment and Reggie, Reggie yes. Watts, Reggie Watts. Yeah. yeah. Reggie Watts was there. And so they, you went to that? Yeah. Was it fun? It was absolutely phenomenal. Oh. Conan wasn't there. Yeah. Still though. But his writers were great. His writers were great. Andy Richter was hilarious. And then, uh, Reggie Watts, it was my first exposure to him mm-hmm. and he was hilarious and he left comedy bang bang. So oh, really? Yeah, he's not on it anymore. They I got did. like a new keyboard dude. Hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I'll try to I'll try to fit in a couple of those episodes and check it out. Yeah, me too. Next email comes from Adam Morris. Uh, on the most recent episode, it was almost inaudible, but Jake can be heard saying, "And get whacked off," or something along those lines, while you're discussing Han Solo dying in The Force Awakens at about the four hour and twenty minutes or so. Small thing, but worthy of some mocking, I think. Ha ha. Cheers. Have really enjoyed the show, boys. Adam Morris. Were you talking about Han getting whacked off? <laughs> yeah, possibly. I mean, like you meant like in like a like a mobster style. Yeah, getting whacked off like a like not a like, mob, yeah yeah not, not like getting a hand job from Chewbacca or something. Uh, Han job solo. Yeah, Han job. <laughs> That's what I call it when I masturbate. Han job solo. I call it a Han job solo because I'm by myself. You get it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey yo. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> So I guess Adam got a kick out of it. Yeah, I use that terminology a lot when people die in fiction. Mm. This this character gets maybe you whacked. should just say get off. whacked. Yeah, but not use off. Yeah, I'll try that. That character, you know, that character gets whacked off. That doesn't sound like yeah, like you know, like Kylo, like <laughs> you know what I mean. I got one last favor for you, Dad, before you go. Yeah. <laughs> Finish what you I like stopped. How, I, like, <laughs> I like how he sent the timestamp in. Yeah, yeah, that's a four hour and twenty. Did minutes. you verify that? No, I didn't go. <laughs> I just assumed he heard it. So. I bet. I bet Jake said something about Han getting whacked. I'm off. sure I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jake farted a few episodes ago. <laughs> it happens. You know, who knows what he's gonna do? The guy's a fucking wild card. <laughs> <laughs> he's making some of our fucking our fucking like entertainment icons get whacked off and jacked off, and then he farts. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen with this guy. He's the yeah. one. He's the one true leftover, right, Sylvia? <laughs> one true leftover. You're a fucking hero. <laughs> Big fucking hero, right, Sylvia? Neo. <laughs> the Neo. The Neo of pop culture leftovers. Got an email here from Johnny B. Johnny B. Johnny B. Good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he wax people off. <laughs> How does that sound like he wax people off? Like a mafia name, Johnny B. So you say people in the mafia whack people off? Yeah. They whack people. It's not like they go around jacking people off. <laughs> Pay up, <Yeah>. guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. This ain't so bad. <laughs> All right. It's, t- it's titled Porridge. Huh. 
No. Holy shit, the fucking blender segment was awesome. Best best part of last episode. <laughs> you got to do more of those. Maybe a blender bumper is needed. Eat more porridge from Johnny B. <laughs> blender bumper. It's like we planned it out. <laughs> like we got to do more of those. I'm sorry to disappoint, but the blender is not here this week. Yeah. No, well, no the point. thing it's like we don't plan plan this shit. <laughs> no. I don't know what we're going to say. Shit just happens. It just happened, yeah. man. We can't recreate that shit. <laughs> 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 we do it minute for minute recreation. Yeah, All right, we got to bring back that blender magic next yeah, week. Yeah, guys. <laughs> guys, we, it's like, this is not Sarah at Live where we have like reoccurring characters. <laughs> blender Jake. Why? You know what I mean. Like, uh, as far as like uh, reoccurring characters on SNL, yeah. why didn't they do another massive head wound Harry? They only did it the one time. Really? I've never seen another one. They only Uh, did it the one time. I think you're right. It had a theme song and everything. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I love Massive Head with Harry. The dog's eating it and everything. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, that was great. (laughs) Dana Carvey, the era was Uh, was so good. I know. And then he did the, what was it? What was that one movie? He did the Turtle movie? Master of Disguise. Stupid. It was the worst. Horrible. It was worse. I I liked um, Clean Slate, was it? But that was yeah, that was, right. that was all right. Yeah, his movies, except for like Wayne's World, were not that great. Yeah, and even that is, you know, yeah. more of a Mike Myers vehicle. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Next email comes from Anthony. Uh, it's titled uh, "Vader and Fett." Uh, hey, leftovers! I'm not going to blow smoke up your arse, but love the show. I've just pressed pause after hearing about Boba Fett and Rogue One. This sounds potentially awesome. It never occurred to me until Brian said something about Vader complimenting Fett, but the prequels create an interesting relationship between Fett and Vader. As a Jedi, Anakin spent years working with clones, a troop of soldiers he obviously respected and cared for. Even when he turned to the dark side, the clones came with him and slaughtered the Jedi. How would Vader feel setting eyes on Fett uh, helmet? Uh, what uh, memories and what Fett's helmet and what memories and emotions would it bring back? Uh, I love the idea that somewhere under that gimp suit is the beating heart of a Jedi. I want to see that meeting play out. Tony, uh, P.S. If this is all well trod ter- territory, sorry for wasting your time. Yeah, oh, what a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we really got to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Anakin had much exposure to uh, Jango Fett, though, really. I mean... Just clones. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were together it, when Jango died. I mean, Anakin was there in that ba- that Genosian battle, too. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't think that... It gets their first and only meeting. Yeah. There's no deep relationship between the two, but it's respected. It, seem, it seems to be respected. He could have whacked off Fett. We don't, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, he might have. He might have. You never know. A force whacking. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the clones went with Vader, either, as we've learned from, like, Rebels. Yeah. yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just I, I don't think it would the I don't think the helmet would be what would kind of like you know trigger anything. I think you know looking at his face maybe. Yeah, yeah, that helmet was just unique to Django and right. Bubba, so I yeah. don't think it would do much for Anakin. Yeah, mm-hmm. he saw it rolling across the floor in Episode Two. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. I think a good movie for one of these Star Wars stories would be uh, Django Fett Unchained. <laughs> Don't you? I would watch that. Yeah. I would. Yeah, for Have sure. Have Tarantino direct it? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I would love a Tarantino yeah. Star Wars movie. No joke. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm. Man, fucking Tarantino should do some other. He should do like a property. Yeah, I got super excited when he they were talking about. He did a couple episodes of like, uh, was it CSI? Yeah. Back in the day. Hmm. For a minute, they were talking about him doing a Friday the 13th movie. And yeah, I, was I remember that. So down for that. That'd I thought that cool. would have been so awesome. Yeah, I remember that. All right, email from Chris Hohola. 
<laughs> oh, Christ. Can we have a smoke before this? <laughs> What's up, Brian, Jake, and Jay, a.k.a. Mr. History? I have a, I had a question for Mr. History himself. Oh, Jesus. We where, already know how good I am at this. Where does nougat come from? Nougat. Yeah, it's the, the shit and fucking uh, candy bars. Does it come from gold? Is that what it comes from? Gold nuggets, maybe? Mm. Otherwise, I have no fucking clue. It's like that, like, filler that's in, like, Snickers and Three Musketeers and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like a caramely kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it came from... I think it was invented by Ted Nugent. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking he Ted Nugent, traveled. too. I think Ted Nugent was the one. Well, mystery solved. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll hear emails next week. Yeah, it wasn't the Nuge. No, it was definitely not Ted Nugent. <laughs> I think like he was like you know he was using some of his firearms right and just like uh, what was it uh, Beverly Hillbillies yeah the dude from that where he shot and up came bubbling crude right. oil right <laughs> yeah j- he shot a fucking like a geyser full of nougat <laughs> Ted Nugent was firing his firearms and of course it was named after him it was named at, kind of yeah kind of he yeah. didn't want it. he's a humble guy well they were gonna call it Nugent's nougat uh-huh. but. I think like one of the big candy companies like right. s- swooped in. <laughs> the Monopoly guy. It was. <laughs> Monopoly? That's how I picture all big wigs. I never <laughs> from back in the day, they all had the spectacle. Uncle Pennybag? Yeah, whatever the fuck. He looked like him, whoever it was. I just, yeah, I think <laughs> Hershey's or, you know. They whatever. all look like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Nugget is made with sugar, honey, roasted nuts, and whipped egg whites. Huh. That's where it comes from. Historical yeah. facts. Yeah, if Jake didn't tell me, one of our listeners. Listeners, what up? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so impressed. You have Wikipedia. I know, I know. I'm so impressed by our listeners. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> so you're fucking Wikipedia. But he doesn't know what nougat. Oh, means. I hate those things. Those <laughs> jelly nuggets, like the white shit with oh, the. That's gross. That's like the worst. Yeah, that's a, that's grandma candy. It is <laughs> grandma candy at its finest. <laughs> Here, eat this terrible no, that, shit. You, you know what? That's like the fruitcake of candy. Oh, <laughs> it is. It's disgusting. <laughs> the, it's, the, the, is that Brock's? Yes. Yeah, explain those things to people because they can't see. Yeah, they're like it's like a white chunk of nugget with like different colored fruit pieces in it. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's so fucking gross. It looks like it looks like uh, it looks like fruit swimming around in semen. <laughs> Hardened semen. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. Semen cows. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, Brian, have you thought about doing a post-mortem celebrities and history tidbits corner for Jay? <laughs> God damn it. No. Uh, I feel like he has a lot of useful information on those topics, and the bumper would be epic. Uh, keep on podcasting, fuckers, Chris Ahola. Wow. That was short. That was, I know. that was a very restrained email. Yeah, very. I like that. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean... I haven't thought about that segment. I think it just it just happens naturally on the show. Yeah, yes. for sure. We don't really have to like force a segment. No. You know what I mean? That takes away that takes away the magic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah the nougat, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then nougat's no nougat's not magic. Nougat's just like a bullshit filler. It yeah. is bullshit filler. It's I, a I bullshit hate filler. Three Musketeers is probably oh, bottom God. ranked of oh, candy bars for me. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. Yeah. It's one of the fucking worst. Yeah. All that, what, what did they say? What, what do those fucking three musketeers say? What do they say to each other? Uh, one for all and all for one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one is just fucking nugget 
<laughs> I love because nougat. You can't because it's bullshit, man. You can't fucking eat a candy that just has fucking nougat in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do people buy three fucking musketeers? I think it's just like the, the leftover nougat that doesn't make it to the Snickers bars. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the leftover. It's like the uh, like that the bullshit fucking donut holes. Right. Right. Yeah, it it works in Snickers because it's like part of a big mix of stuff. You know, it's not just like overpowering. Oh, I know yeah. the nuts and the caramel. They fucking like kind of cancel out the nougat. The nougat's just kind of like you know what I mean. Yeah, just taking up space. Like <laughs> n- like nougat's like the like the the really unattractive person in the orgy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it's there, but you need them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or wouldn't be an orgy, <laughs> right? <laughs> It, it, like he's not he, he's not even like penetrating a hole and nobody's like doing anything with right. their holes with that person he's just kind of like rolling over people <laughs> you know what I mean just Hold, holding the leg up here right, and there right trying to find somewhere to work himself in <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah that's what no, that's what nugget is in the orgy team player yeah <laughs> <laughs> never really thought about it but yeah there you go yeah all right moving on special kale. Hmm. Special Kale sends us an email. Special Kale. <laughs> you see what I, like I did that. there? That was nice. Special Kale sends us an email. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That is that's, funny. That's hilarious. People agree emails from Superfood now, huh? Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, uh, it is a Superfood. <laughs> I mean, you can stack Kale up against spinach. Mm-hmm. Dude, the, you look at stats. Pound fucking kale is just kicking the ass out of spinach. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what fucking that's Popeye shouldn't have been eating that shit. He should have been eating kale. Yeah, for sure. He had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> just saw what spinach did to him. Jesus. Oh my god. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Would have been you, the Hulk at that point. Yeah. The Jesus. Kale. I fear for olive oil in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Special Kale says, hey, guys, uh, just a quick email to say I give episode three of The X-Files a complete Tupperware. Mm. I'm going to have you – did you watch episode three? Oh, yeah, of course. I haven't watched any of them yet, guys. I apologize. Did you watch it, Jay? Yeah, I did. Nice. Might have you guys talk about it after this email. That's cool. Okay. I don't know if you're going to bring it up in Good Pop, Bad Pop or not. We could talk it now, though. Okay. I am not a lifelong X-Files fan as uh, I was a little young for it at that time, uh, although I love sci-fi. I tried to go back and watch it on Netflix, but found it to be a bit dated. Uh, may give it another shot, though, after seeing this. Uh, I love the way they subverted the traditional were monster story. Uh, Rise Darby as yep. Guy Man was absolutely brilliant. His performance as the humanoid reptile was boast, was both, <laughs> boast, was both earnest and cheeky. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani was uh, also did I did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Did I name don't that? ask me. Oh, yeah. Why am I looking at you? Yeah, Jay's got your back. Yeah, perfect, Brian. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani was also great as the serial killing cannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love seeing him in there. He's a well-known X Files super fan, mm-hmm. hosting the X Files podcast. Uh, in addition to his podcast about video games, I look forward to hearing you your guys dis- discuss this episode on the podcast. And that that came from. Special kale. Nice. nice. Yeah, I listen to that. Sounds guy's like pop. that. Sounds like like uh, like like something you get the like the store. Special kale. Yeah, special, special kale. kale. Special kale. <laughs> no, I, I know you're itching to talk about this fucking episode. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I was gonna say I listened to that guy's podcast. Yeah. He's the one that that has Dan Harmon on as a guest sometimes. Oh, really? They're talking about nice. X Files. It's Love a really Dan good Harmon. podcast. Yeah. I didn't know he did video game podcast. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, this wasn't this episode did not fail me either. It was definitely a Tupperware. 
I, I loved it. It was a great take on the whole uh, perception of monsters and stuff. And mm-hmm. The whole inverted like werewolf t- kind of character was pretty hilarious. I loved seeing um, Mulder with modern technology was a lot of laughs. Seeing him operate a smartphone not very successfully. It was some really good cheeky fun. Got some uh, really sexy Scully stuff going on in there. That was that was always a good time. I've never. Do you have to watch the show to be attracted to her? Is that the thing? I'm, I don't think she's. I think so. I've never really been. I never really found her that attractive. Yeah, it's her character. I guess it's got to be. I guess it's got to be. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, after you start hanging around this person long enough, it's like then they start becoming attractive. Yeah, you know kind of. I, mean? I think it's because she's so reserved on the show, too, that when there's, like, those few moments. She's got, like, one of the – for me, she's got, like, one of those 1920s faces. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just – like, like, like – A flapper girl? Like, yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want to hear, like, that old fucking, like, uh, classic piano old music. Timing. Her, her doing some fucking dance with, like, this – I don't know. what. Bob they, Hope the, introduces yeah, her. Yeah, like, roaring 20s bullshit. That, she, she's got one of those fucking classic faces. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. into that. I don't know. I'm not into that. Yeah, she does. She does for sure. Yeah. I guess it's got to be you got to watch her. I think so. I, she's, I just don't find it. like if it, like, I, like I can like there's certain women like I can just look at them and be like bam she's fucking it's probably like I wouldn't turn it down. It's not like I'd fucking like oh no, no, you're gross. Yeah. No, but I'm talking I'm talking like you know if you're if you're gonna be a superficial fuck like I am right now mm-hmm. if you're gonna be a su- no I mean it seriously like sometimes like be, like okay I'm a regular guy if she if she hit on me dude I, I'm down right yeah I'm down but I'm just saying like if I'm being a superficial watching TV fucking asshole mm-hmm. like I can compare like Megan Fox to her and I'm like oh Megan Fox oh right. Kate, Kate Upton oh yeah but on the flip side like I can't stand Megan Fox's personality and I don't know anything about Kate Upton her personality <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> she, she she says stuff I know. <laughs> This sounds awful, but I'm just saying, like, that's just, you know what I mean? I, I think it's understandable. Am I making sense? I, I think for me, it's like, uh, I think it's their relationship and, like, putting yourself into Mulder's yeah. shoes and having this kind of, you know, attractive, but like you said, not like overly, no yeah. overtly hot, you know, girlfriend yeah. who's your friend and your colleague, and then that developing. It, it brings, I think for me, it makes it her attractive in that regard. But I'm not one of those guys that, like, I can't, like, watch a show. And, like, I, Amy Schumer, I wouldn't usually find her attractive, but it's her, it's her sense of humor. It is. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I think Amy Schumer's, like, hella sexy now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just said hella. Yeah. Hella sexy. Yeah. I think that you're onto something there. I think you're right. I mean, after, you know, 150 plus episodes yeah. of X Files, you're just, it's like. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think, I think the media has fucked with me. I'm, I'm not going to be one of those guys that say, like, oh, the media hasn't fucked with me. You go through the fucking aisle and you see, like, you know, gorgeous women. And we were talking about X-Files and I totally derailed this. That's fine. I don't mm-hmm. even give a shit. But you go through the aisles and you see, like, all these fucking magazines and they just show you, like, this is what a sexy woman is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, you see these, you know, honestly, I think, like, uh, I would rather, I think, like, they're just so unattainable. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what sexy women are. But, like, I think that's the thing. It's like I spend time watching these shows and then, like, then you suddenly become attracted to, like, their personalities and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's what it's got to be for her because I've never really viewed her as, like, a like a sex icon. And a lot of guys do. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I raised my hand. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, a lot of – ah, man, if you looked at – maybe you held a black light to some fucking creepy guy's basement. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Half of it's dedicated <laughs> – Sex files, fucking half of it. Sex files. Half of it, half of that fucking protein on the wall is because of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying. Can't blame that guy. What's her, what's her name? Jillian Anderson? Yes. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah. Dana that's Scully. How, that's Oof. how fucking out of it I am. <laughs> but yeah, I um yeah, talk, talk about the episode. I'm talking I'm talking about protein stains and um, Super K also <laughs> they tried to get watch it on Netflix. I if you really liked episode three, I strongly suggest um Googling um Darren Morgan and finding his episodes and just watching them because his episodes are just they're all kind of like this. They're really tongue in cheek and silly. Um, there's one episode where Jesse the Body Ventura and Alex Trebek play Men in Black that he did. That's, uh, That's a really standout episode. Crazy! I've never even heard of this. Yeah, um, Charles Nelson Riley is also featured in the episode. Shut too. the hell up! Yeah, it's it's one of the best episodes of the series. Oh my God. Easily in my top ten. Is he wearing one of those like neck handkerchiefs? Yeah, I think he is. I oh think. God, he... <laughs> how would you know? It's a <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, yeah. It's a season it's not a stretch that he would wear a neck handkerchief. No, it's not a stretch. He's seen an episode of the Match Game. Oh yeah. yeah. God. Oh yeah. It's a season three episode called Jose chungs from outer space yeah and it's it's a really interesting episode what's it called jose chungs from outer space how the fuck do you remember the title of that <laughs> it's one of the most famous episodes of the series the old jose chungs from outer space episode old wives tale any x-files <laughs> fan knows the name of that episode okay yeah he did one called war of the copenhagens which is um an episode about a cockroach infestation mm, that's all that had to do with uh, tobacco dip <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see that battle of the kodiaks that's another episode. That's another he did episode. one called Humbug that's all about a uh, freak show carnival that actually has Jim Rose in it mm. that used to tour with like Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, and he's featured in the episode. So, yeah, look up the – watch the Darren Morgan episodes. And if you really like this one, you'll you'll enjoy them. What did you think about it, Jay? Uh, I Tupperware it. It, it – it was almost borderline like Portlandia funny at times. Yes. You know what I mean? Just like, is this, it's kind of like making fun of it in a way, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, he was saying that watching the earlier episodes felt dated. Um, I feel like all of, all three of these episodes really feel fresh to me. Like it's been so long since I've revisited any of the X Files, but I do I do realize if I watched them again, it would feel dated. And this feels this feels new. Like everything about it feels you know fresh and modern. Yeah. And like you said, the the cell phone humor in this is ridiculous. I think like, I think dated stuff for us though works a little bit differently since we were we were kind of. Like teenagers mm-hmm. around the time when these shows were coming out, so like we were around in the nineties. Yeah, right. I think like if you're, I've talked to you know twenty year olds that went back and watched like the Superman Donner films, and they think they're the the dumbest things they've ever seen. Right, mm-hmm. and it's because it wasn't a part of their childhood. They saw these in their twenties, and they think it's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. So. Even like like classics like Seinfeld. Sometimes you're just like Jesus. If they had cell phones. This mm-hmm. this episode would be over in like two minutes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's why I kind of like I kind of like movies where they where it's a period piece and they go back to like the eighties or nineties yeah. and like oh, yeah. everybody has cell phones yeah. and shit. I agree. It's it's a hard thing for a writer when you have so much technology. Right? They always have to find some fucking way to fucking knock out the technology. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everybody loves EMP now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, EMP blast. We ain't got no technology. <laughs> <laughs> fucking EMP. <laughs> fucking uh, a bunch of nougat melted in my cell phone. <laughs> Fuck. I can't use it. I'm glad you Tupperware this episode, Jay. I'm excited for you to see this one, Brian. Yeah? Yeah, I think you'll really like well, it. Well, I'll see. I like how we'll it, see. I like how it's separate. I need to watch you know, it. From the yeah. events. Yeah, I think you'll like it, too. Yeah. It's, just, it's different. I'll watch all three of them that have come out. Yeah. I'll watch all three of them. Next week's is uh, Home Again, which is the sequel to the notorious episode that Fox only aired the one time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I should, maybe I should watch the original then. Watch the original and then watch Home Again. Yeah. 
don't know how much of a sequel it's going to be. I assume they want new viewers too, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's going to mm-hmm. be with the title a little bit of connection. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, we, I, th- I think we got about three emails left. Uh, actually, four. Uh, somebody sent me one today. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's was that a genuine thing? That was so. <laughs> that was so sincere. <laughs> You don't get what, uh, do other other podcasts like thank people for emails, right? Yeah, they do. Is that like a normal thing? I think like, I think so. We yeah. used to. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, is that like it's a normal yeah. like the podcast? Like they, that's this like what they do. Yeah. Like, hey, thank you for for the emails thing, and we we really don't do that. We're do a little we? bitter. <laughs> We're like ah, oh, four more. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> you opinionated fucks. Back off. Gosh. All right. Can you ask Jay when Nougat came from? Yeah, what the fuck was that? I'm on, I'm on the Monopoly some of the podcast time. That's Jay when Nougat came from, because yeah, I'm dying to know. Just do what I did. Fucking Google it, you lazy ass. <laughs> just type in Wikipedia Nougat and yeah, fuck off. It's right there. How about that? There you go, Chris. <laughs> there you go. It took all but like two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Got to feed his well, ego. He, well, no, he wants to hear it from you. He wants to push me down a peg. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's, just, it's a, he's turning you into a fucking mockery. He's he what is. He's doing. Jay said it was from gold. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I didn't know making candy had anything to do with alchemy, you stupid fuck. <laughs> it's ripped egg whites, Jay, you idiot. <laughs> it's uh, honey and sugar and egg whites, you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> Man. Ted Nugent shot the ground. <laughs> oh, whatever. All right, we'll be right back with more of your fucking bullshit. <laughs> And the horses have reached the starting gate for the race of the season. It's the podcast derby. And the first to enter, Lord of the Hooves. And strutting into his post is Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. Followed by Dharma's Initiative. And may the horse be with you. Just waiting on uh, Hogwarts Express right now. She's slipping in nicely. And last to come in, Pop Culture Leftovers, who seems a bit restless. Uh, settling down now. And in he goes. And they're all ready. And they're off and running. Hogwarts Express leads them out as pace setter. Lord of the Hooves sits in behind and may the horse be with you. One out, one back in third. Beetle horse, beetle horse, beetle horse. Back on the rail in fourth with pop culture leftovers sitting comfortably just in front of Dharma's Initiative who's right at the back of the field. As they head around the first turn, it's Lord of the Hooves now taking the lead from Hogwarts Express. Beetle horse, beetle horse, beetle horse now moving up into third with may the horse be with you. Starting to look for a gap but to no avail just yet. Pop culture leftovers still happy to sit back off the pace and Dharma's initiative just doesn't look like he's up to it continues to bring up the rear Hay's starting to pick up now as they round the final turn. Lord of the Hooves still leads from Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you now, making a move around the outside, moving at a third in front of Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. Pop Culture Leftovers and Dharma's Initiative now eight links from the lead. They're 400 out now as they come down the straight. On oh, here comes Pop Culture Leftovers. Five wider moving up quick. Lord of the Hooves still has a nose in front of Hogwarts Express with May the Horse Be With You also finding something now. Pop Culture Leftovers still coming and joins the leaders. You can forget about the rest. They are right across the track. Going to come down to a bob of the head. Lord of the Hooves, Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you and pop culture leftovers. Lord of the Hooves, Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you and pop culture leftovers as they hit the line. It's pop culture leftovers. Pop culture leftovers. Time to run perfectly. He's won it. 
Photo for second and third, but looks to be Lord of the Hoos by a short half-head for second. Just in front of May the Horse be with you. Hogwarts Express is fourth, then two links back to Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. And it's Dharma's initiative. Drop back to the tail of the field. Stone Motherless last this afternoon in the podcast, Debbie. Uh, okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, not this again. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. People are listening. Mm. Hanging on our every word. <laughs> what are those wacky leftovers going to say now? <laughs> More nugget goodness. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know you know what word is stupid? What's that? Uh-huh. Like I'm, I don't use it. You, you hear people say it in like TV, mm-hmm. but like nobody says it in real life. Splendid. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, and usually it's like a villain. Like they hear some good news from like another set villain character. <laughs> yeah, that's splendid. Splendid. <laughs> <laughs> rub my hands together. Splendid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this plan is going splendidly. Splendidly. <laughs> splendid. Like, but like I don't like. Like I don't, I never like respond with that word no. ever. Mm-mm. Like even in like a text message or something, it no. just seems stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've so never even thought about how using would, it. Yeah, like you know, like how would you even use that? Right. I don't know. I mean, splendid, splendid. I'm Dumb. A splendid. I don't even time. know if I. I'd have to fucking spell check it. <laughs> <laughs> splendid. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. You, know, you know what's gross is Splenda. Splenda is gross. Oh, Splenda, the the uh, the sugar. Yeah, oh, it's disgusting. The, the alternate. Mm. I actually I use Splenda in like coffee when I and whenever I do drink coffee, mm. that's what I use. You like the Splenda? Oh, it's disgusting to me. I don't like I don't like Splenda in uh, fucking uh, like Coke when Coke had Splenda. Oh in yeah, it. that was gross. Oh yeah, I don't I, like it in coffee or in anything. But I only drink diet drinks anyway. I can't drink full flavored drinks anymore. Yeah, I try not. It's too to. sugary. Yeah, it makes me feel funny. <laughs> splendid, splendid. Splendid. If one of our listeners out there, if you say splendid, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. I don't want anybody that says splendid to fucking listen to this show. We're gonna have an iTunes review next week. Splen- Five stars. The show is splendid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, somebody's going to say Splendont and think they're fucking... Oh, oh, you you, you (laughs) punny motherfucker. (laughs) Someone was already typing that email up and they're like, fuck. (laughs) It's probably Marable, (laughs) drunk off his ass. Or Luther Shaver. (laughs) Daniel Hopner sends us an email. When you say his name, you got to say it like that. Daniel Hopner. Daniel Hopner. Hopner. You gotta say it like that. <laughs> if, if you say even like if you anything that rhymes with Hopner, mm. Judge Hopner. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we were all about the '90s references this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel Hopner sends us an email. Hey, leftovers. <laughs> so I saw an interesting theory posted on Facebook. It basically involves the idea that Han actually activated the lightsaber instead of Kylo. I attached a screenshot of the original post that I saw. Uh, hope it works and is large enough for you to read. If it isn't, keep reading this paragraph. Basically, it suggests that Han knew that Ben would need to kill him in order to fulfill his trip to the dark side and thus make Ben unable to return to the light. So in that moment, he activates it for Ben killing himself. Ben has a brief look of shock when the moment happens before saying, Splendid. 
<laughs> no, he says, before saying thank you to his father. By doing this, Ben can't tell Ben can tell Snow he did it, but it allows that shred of light to remain in him, making it possible for Ben to return to the light at some point further down. I wonder what your thoughts are on this theory. I didn't come up with it, and I don't necessarily believe it to be true. But I thought it would be an interesting twist if it were true, and I wanted to know what you all take from this. In any case, take care and keep moving forward. PCL Private Dan. Dan Hotner! <laughs> that's, that's how bad he wanted out of Star Wars, that he killed himself. <laughs> yeah, he went all fucking like uh, samurai mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. with yeah. it. it. No, I'm not buying it. I, I, read, the, I read the novelization, and uh, it's clear in the novelization that it was uh, Kylo that kills Han. And yeah. it wasn't any kind of like mutual, like, I know what you got to do. You got to tell Snow. No, there was none of that. He fucking, he killed his dad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That look, that look of shock was just shocked that he felt something like. Yeah, like a lightsaber going through his fucking gut. Well, no, that, <laughs> that Kylo felt something, you know, some mm. kind of remorse, I think. Oh, is, Kylo's look. Is the look. Yeah. Does Kylo have a look of shock in that? Not scene? really, but it's, you could tell he, he's thinking about it. You know, it's not just like cold blooded necessarily. Kylo but- has a look right before. Kylo has a look right before they fucking shoot to Leia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, his mouth is open, then they shoot to Leia, and then she's, she feels it in the Force. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the novelization confirms that she feels it in the Force. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't take anything else from that, and I, yeah. and I think that would be stretching the story. You know, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe that's the look that you described from, from the novel, that he was surprised that, like, think he felt worse after doing that. Yeah, well... He, yeah, like in the novelization, it basically says like he felt like he felt weaker. Mm-hmm. It says that he feels weaker after he does it. Like so, he he thought it was going to be something that would make him closer to the dark side. Yeah, and it didn't. He just felt weaker. Maybe that's the look we're getting. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Dan from Manchester sends us the next email. Yeah, so that previous email, I think we can all agree that yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. That I think it's a stupid theory. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dan from Manchester sends us an email. So now we have another uh, Brit listener named Dan. Oh, yeah. Nice. So that's going to be confusing. So Dan from Manchester, I'm going to give you a nickname. You are Danchester. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So from in, in future emails, just refu- refer to yourself as Danchester. <laughs> Dan from Manchester, Danchester. There nice. we go. Danchester yeah. and Dan West. Danchester sounds like a fucking, like a, like a sex move. Dan. On, on- <laughs> I gave her the old Dan. I gave her the old Danchester. <laughs> she didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that would entail. <laughs> something, something happened on her chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not a. Have you heard a chili dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Hopefully not. A hopefully not chili. a chili dog. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Google that one. <laughs> the old Urban Dictionary. You're ruining my lunch. Yo, chili dog. <laughs> I, uh, people love the old truffle butter last episode. <laughs> that was good. I've learned so much from this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Between blue waffles and uh, truffle butter. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. What's a nougat shower? <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Hey, guys. This is from Dan. This is from Dan Jester. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm just going to get the ass kissing out of the way first and say I fucking love your podcast. I stumbled upon it when Fantastic Four came out, and I wanted to listen to a podcast that gave 
a really straight talking opinion on the shit fest of a movie. <laughs> Safe to say you didn't pull any punches, and I've been hooked ever since. That's the thing, man. I heard I did. I listened to some podcasts that fucking they gave that fucking they gave it some favorable reviews. Yeah, yeah. Which, there was that one that we were talking about on the show. Yeah. we played the clip from. Yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. We just got to. I don't know, man. I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna bullshit, man. It was it was a crap fest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad. Mo- it's a fun bad movie. Yeah, though. it's one of the best crap fest of the it fucking is. last year. It's like it's like one of those movies like like it shouldn't have got made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like we we talk about what was that the the the, the death of Superman? What yeah. was that Superman lives or whatever that fuck that movie was? Tim Burton. Yeah, the, the Tim Nick Burton. Cage. Yeah, yeah, the Nick Cage Superman. Like you know, like now it's like I want to see it made. Oh yeah, oh, I wish that was made. Yeah, yeah they should do an animated one. Oh, they really great, should, man. but like, but like, this is like that movie, but it actually got fucking made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Millions of dollars spent on it. Millions of dollars <laughs> wasted. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm glad they made it. I bet Kevin Feige was just sitting back and going, "Splendid." <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back in the palm of my hand. Splendid. <laughs> All right. I felt compelled to email after just recently listening to episode 100. Uh, the Ant-Man. That was not episode. That was an episode 99, Chief. Yeah, we didn't talk about any movies. Yeah, in episode we, we just had uh, listeners on episode 100. Big fan, huh? There, <laughs> Dan Chester. <laughs> <laughs> Way to drop the ball. I felt compelled to email after I recently listened to what I thought was episode 100, <laughs> the Ant-Man episode. Uh, I do now. I feel like a dick. <laughs> Because he goes, in it, you spoke about depression. Ah. Uh, in my 26 years on Earth, I know for sure three times I've been depressed. Dude, I know about like 300. Yeah. <laughs> These three uh, specific times. Uh, the first time it hit me, I had left school and I had no job. I got over it that time by finally getting work. Second time was at the end of my five-year relationship with my girlfriend. I got over that by doing what you did, Brian, which was to work out and eat a lot cleaner. Uh, now this third time is happening right now. Oh, that happens when you listen to a lot of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chronic depression. <laughs> you guys are talking about borage. <laughs> Downward spiral. <laughs> no, he goes, now this third time is happening right now. I've recently moved to Thailand. Oh, wow. And I am homesick as fuck. Uh, but you know what's getting me through it this time? You dickheads sitting around... <laughs> Talking shit about movies and insulting each other. It makes me feel like I'm uh, at home with my mates as that's how we communicate with each other as all good friends should. Yep. Uh, so just want to say thank you for getting me through such a difficult time. Uh, next time I fuck a lady boy, I'll dedicate it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in Thailand. Right? Yeah, for sure. It's a big thing in yeah. Thailand. <laughs> Pretty crazy. He's like, next time I do it. Yeah, next time. Next time. time. <laughs> Didn't think about it the last time. You think the lady boys, after they get done banging him, they're like, split. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb word. I know. Who it fucking is. says that Splendid. shit? Splendid. James Bond villains. Should not even be in the fucking English language. No. Uh-uh. Splendid. They should. There should be words that people just fucking retire <laughs> splendid you know what i mean retire. like every fucking year like in the webster's dictionary they'll add like a new word remember like when doe got added the simpsons yeah, you know yeah. it got added to the dictionary there should be re- words that are retired oh yeah and splendid should be one of them <laughs> what a fucking dumb word i still can't get over that stupid fucking emoji being the word of the year this That's last year dumb. what uh, was the emoji the one the, the laughing, tears. laughing oh, tears okay yeah. i know yeah. <sighs> jesus <laughs> anyway uh, so yeah, um, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we help you out, man. Yeah, 
For yeah, sure. That's awesome. That's cool. I don't think that, you know, sometimes you don't think about that. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. For every 20 listeners we piss off, yeah. one we help. Yeah. One Makes it all help. worth it. It does. We need to piss off 20 more. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I don't, I don't want assholes listening, man. No. You either get it or you don't. If you're listening and you got a complaint, I mean, maybe you shouldn't be listening. You know what I mean? Like if 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 you listen to something and there, there's a point where you're just like, ah, oh, I wish I wish they didn't do this or I wish they didn't do that. Probably just don't stick around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go somewhere else. I mean, there's there's got to be something else out there that you can listen to that's not doing that. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna. I, you know, we're not gonna bend over backwards. No. You either get it, or you get it, or you don't. You're putting yourself through it at that yeah. point. It's not our fault. Yeah, don't blame us. Yeah. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, that you know, would be like, splendid. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. It's like when, if I do piss you off, I'm I'm sitting back here like stroking my kitty, going splendid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By, by the way, I can honestly say that if you read out my email, I'll probably be walking down some tropical Kosamui Beach. I don't K O H S A M U I. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he acts like I can't. Is that like a thing in Thailand? Not that I know of. Koh Samui Beach? Sure. Yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> Enjoy that. He says, by the way, I can honestly say it. If you read out my email, I'll probably be walking down some tropical Koh Samui Beach with a fucking raging heart on. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad, man. Before, what do you think the best Before you use the email or after? Is it the hard on? Did we cause the hard on? Oh. No, he's like, it, yeah, we did. Oh. We did. So he's walking down the beach and he starts hearing, like, ew. <laughs> starts hearing my voice as I read out his words and he gets fucking hard boing, on. Boing. <laughs> he gets a hard on Can and I says, just splendid. Oh, I feel dirty. Yeah. yeah. Used. Ew. <laughs> He, yeah. he totally used us there oh, for his fucking sexual pleasures. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> All right. Sorry if I'm going on a little too long here. Uh, I know how much you bitch and moan about long ass emails, but fuck it. I subscribed. I've earned this. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's definitely some things going too long from that, from that email. <laughs> but in this episode, you talk about, uh, but in the episode, you also talk about Man of Steel. Now, I've not listened to the episode that covered that, but rest assured, I will. I'm pretty sure you and Jay liked it and Jake tossed it. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. I love Superman. He's probably my favorite superhero, even over Batman. I like him because he represents the best of humanity. And he's a fucking alien. The line from the Richard Donner Superman that Brando is reading off the back of the cue card still gives me chill. <laughs> it goes like this. They can be a great people, Kal-El. <laughs> can, can I try to do a Brando here? Do it, yeah. They can be a great people, Kal-El. I don't know. I'm not doing it. It's, it's not pretty good. close. Yeah. It's splendid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> They can be a great people. <laughs> there it is. They can. They can. I can't do it now. They can be a great people, Kyle. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show them the way. <laughs> fucking amazing. While Jarrell is giving this speech, time has passed for Kal-El. He's been in the Fortress of Solitude for 12 years, becoming Superman. The speech ends. We're inside the fortress, and John Williams' score swells, and there he is. Clark Kent went into that fortress a boy, 
And he's left a fucking man. Oh, shit. <laughs> a superman. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Is that really how it's written? <laughs> In Man of Steel, he just didn't earn it. Uh, Clark just hikes up a mountain, walks into this ship, has a chat with Russell Crowe, and it's like, okay, here's your suit. Go outside, hop around a little, and then you'll be able to fly. There was just no emotional payoff. He didn't earn the suit from me. And after Pa Kent sacrifices his own life to keep his secret, which is really fucking dumb anyway, he just totally pisses all over it by flying around like a jackass, straight into having a fight into a fucking IHOP. Between him, this fucking email and Jake, you guys got to bring up IHOP and Sears and every other fucking, every fucking, all this fucking product place. Because it was in our fucking face. It's in the fucking world. It's in the fucking world. I want you to drive down the goddamn road and not see a fucking IHOP or a fucking Sears or a fucking sign promoting State Farm fucking insurance or some Geico bullshit. It's the fucking world we live in. Doesn't need to be it's shoved in fucking world. Movie. What it's not fucking like that world movie. are you not? Are you living in where they don't have fucking product placement every goddamn where you fucking drive? They don't have it. There's in every a fucking movie. McDonald's. Yeah, but it doesn't look real. And those fucking movies when you're looking at fake fucking products, I hate it when they show some fucking soup and it looks like a Campbell's. Soup, you just think of Campbell's, but it's called something else. Yeah, like I love that splendid soup or whatever that. the fuck it is. I think it's bullshit. Like at least in this, it looked like the real fucking world, and that's what you got to bitch about. Is fucking real product placement in a fucking movie? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck the fuck off. It's in the real fucking world, people. And there's, I think there's like one town in fucking America, one town where they have banned product placement. <laughs> I guess every movie should be set in that one fucking town. Yeah. That fucking podunk fucking whatever the fuck. Yeah. Stupid fucking complaint. And it's not like I'm, I watch the movie and I'm like going out and buying Pepsi products because of it. It's just like, yeah, it's there. Yeah. And I have Pepsi in my fridge or whatever the else fuck they're talking about. I have it in my refrigerator. So, so do they. You know, it's There's the same kind of so thing. So much product placement. It was like always front and center. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It, it was did. like shot for the product placement. Oh, yeah. I think you either notice it or you don't. I didn't. How notice. do you not notice it? I see it, but I don't like. Oh, you notice it when you don't start. When you well, number one, when you don't like the movie and you're just looking for something else. Yeah, that's what I. That's when you notice it. It's kind of nitpicky. Well, as soon as, soon as Jake saw that fucking Sears logo, he's like splendid. <laughs> I hop splendid. I'm talking Carl Jr. Splendid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the real fucking world, right? Is what it is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We can we can talk about we can talk about fucking Man of Steel again. Oh I, yeah, that's a thing. It's just uh. like fucking people bitch about the romance and fucking uh, uh, Man of Steel and how she just falls for him. Yeah, there's no fucking difference in the fucking Donner films. No. She treats Clark like shit in those fucking movies, but whenever Superman's around uh, and he looks at her pink panties, she gets all wet down in her downstairs. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. It's the same fucking thing. Right. People bitch about the fucking romance in the in the fucking Zack Snyder movie, but she fucking gets wet by by her mentioning her pink panties in that fucking movie. Right. He saves her in that fucking movie. She's not empowered in that movie. She's fallen from a fucking helicopter and he saves her there too. Yeah. At least they have a date in the Donner movie. Oh, whatever. <laughs> There's no romance in the Zack Snyder. It's just mm-hmm. on with the kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, Cav- Cavill is so ugly that she would no way fall for that guy immediately. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but people I agree. do Look that. at those teeth. People fucking do that every day. 
Like, oh, that guy's attractive. I like him. Like immediately, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I expect more from. Lois no, I just, I, I don't, I, I, but I, I don't think people have like any ground to stand on when they're saying that the Donner films did it better. As far as like, as far as that, like she fucking she. You know what? I mean, she she gets rescued in that movie too. Oh yeah, all the Anytime time. Anytime she's around fucking Superman, she turns into like this nervous little schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. It's this. It, it's I don't understand like what people are. Yeah, saying. but he's like a celebrity in those movies. Like he's like all over the news and everything. Like it, there's none of that in the in the Snyder thing. Mm. Like there's exposure to the character for Lois he Lane. He saved. He saved. Like, she's like writing stories. He about saved him. her life. And like okay, and another another thing, she saved him when they're in the fucking uh, when they're in Zod's ship. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's the one who fucking saves him from that ship. So people act like she's a damsel in distress. Mm. No, she's got fucking his father directing you through there, acting like he's like he's like opening corridors and shit for her. She's the one that saves him from that ship when he's yeah. fucking being like uh, that one uh, that creepy dude is fucking using the kryptonite on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's more empowered than fucking uh, what's her face. In the in the original films, mm. she saved Superman in that movie. I would agree. Yeah, I don't disagree that she's not empowered in Man of Steel. Oh, everybody's saying she's, she's just a, a damsel. Slut. Everybody's saying she's a damsel in distress. Oh, yeah, I've never called her the damsel in distress. Uh, I can go back, and you have. You've said I thought that, I just called her a slut. Nah, you <laughs> called her damsel in distress. <laughs> really? Maybe not in those words, but I can go back to those episodes, and absolutely, you're saying like she's just like uh, Superman just rescues her, and she does nothing. Yeah, you've said it. Oh, she's just a slut, is what I my complaint has been. I think I've ever said it was like bad female characterization other than her being a slut. All right. All right. Fair enough. My hopes are not high for Batman. BC. Look what you fucking started, dude. This guy. These fucking Man of Steel fucking emails. My hopes are not high for the uh, Batman v Superman at all. Why the fuck they felt it necessary to just present Doomsday in the trailer is beyond me. Uh, one of the greatest DC villains of all time. The namesake of the biggest selling Superman comic in existence. And he literally just falls out of the sky into shot again no fucking payoff i wouldn't have even minded if you just heard him roar and maybe just saw his silhouette or something but no it was just like oh hey by the way doomsday's in this (laughs) so fucking dumb i'm not gonna argue there yeah anyway thanks again for being such a help while i'm stuck out here a loyal member of the leftover army and fellow hater of shitty fucking funko pops (laughs) dan from man trying to win you back over there a little bit (laughs) they're dumb they're so fucking dumb they're so fucking dumb i guess they're so fucking stupid (laughs) they really are just little dumb faces with they're just all the same just like the same fucking mold just little different characters they just look like little baby shit like Mm. little dude Duplo bobblehead bullshit. <laughs> I think I, you, I think you got sucked into it, man. And it's, I'm sorry to see you go down there. <laughs> I am. Somebody at Funko Pup right now is like looking at you and saying, "Splendid." <laughs> I'm not the only one. Down I know the you're not. I, I feel like I feel like some people just got in on this shit when they thought it was cool, and like now the, now they're just like, oh, "I'm sucked in." Now I you know, I got these dumb things sitting around looking at me. I, 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 I haven't I, regretted it yet. I, I would not have. A, I would like. I would turn my. I, I would turn my lights off off man at night when i go to bed i wouldn't want those things looking some of them go in the dark oh god (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying you can't turn the lights off to escape all of them you can never escape them (laughs) sex deterrent (laughs) next email comes from jake gross remember jake he sent us an email before yeah yeah. jake gross hey pop culture leftovers gang we're a gang oh yeah yeah we're a pcl gang what's our gang sign oh 
Uh, well, middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same. Middle, middle finger and me saying splendid. <laughs> For, splendid. <laughs> splendid. First off, I want to say that Frank's review on the Suicide Squad trailer was some bullshit. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I actually wanted to. I, I wanted to read this next week because I think Frank's going to be here. No. Is Frank going to be here next week? He says that's he, what he, he says. says. He, is. Yeah. he says they will get an email. They'll get a text message the day before. Probably. Sorry, guys, can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Big surprise. Yeah. First off, I want to say that Frank's review on the Suicide Squad trailer was some bullshit. I mean, you want to toss something because you don't like it, that's fine. But have some solid reasons to back the toss. The trailer was fun as fuck. No way around it. One thing, though, do you guys not like Will Smith? I like Will Smith. Mm, I don't hate him, but I, I don't love him. Like, I'm never like, Will Smith's in this, gotta go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm not like, oh, shit, he's making a new movie. I'm excited, but I like I, him in what I've seen him in. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be excited for Will Smith movies. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I used to be excited. Um, I, I guess it just depends on the movie. Yeah. And it depends on, I don't know, I love him in Bad Boys. Oh, I love I love him in Bad Boys, too. Uh, dude, I loved him in, I'll go back to TV, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Absolutely. I love that, too. Love it. Yeah. I also, I loved him in The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, like Bagger Vance. Bagger Vance is great. Um, I loved him in uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Mm, that was good, too. Was it called Six Degrees? Or is it called Six Degrees of Separation? I think it's Six, six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, I loved him in that. Um, loved him in Pursuit of Happiness. I even liked I Am Legend. Now, not, now, not so much now. But before, like, Walking Dead and all this other stuff came out, I actually liked him Me in too. that movie. Yeah. Ali was decent. Ali was really good. Yeah. It, it just depends on the movie. I, 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 as part of the, I don't know, some of the things that people complain about Will Smith mm-hmm. is part of the reason that I like him, though. Like, I can complain, like, I can say, like, oh, Will Smith, I don't want to see Will Smith being Will Smith in his movies. But, mm-hmm. like, that's what made Will Smith Will Smith was, like, Will Smith being Will Smith. Does yeah. that make any sense? It does make sense. It's I mean, like that's Tom what, Hanks. That's, what, that's, like, Independence Day and, like, Men in Black. Like, that's that's what got him popular yeah. is being himself. Being right. himself. Is it is it that well, – see, I don't know how to critique him then. Yeah. It's hard because, like, some people are like, oh, Denzel Washington for the longest time was just, like, he's the same character in every movie. Yeah. But on the flip side, like, I thought he would, he did a different character in um, – what was it? Uh, Training equal, Day? Tra- no, Training Day is, is, like, the personification. That's, he's a bad guy, though. That's kind of fucked up. But he's still Denzel. Yeah, yeah. He's still Denzel, okay? I'm saying, like, in Equalizer mm-hmm. – he did a different character, I think. Really? I think that he did a different character in Equalizer, and I really liked it. But I think some of the reason, some of the charm, some of the reason that we watch Denzel movies is because you like Denzel Washington. Yeah. And so, like, part of the reasons I hated After Earth, not only because it's Jaden Smith and M. Night Shyamalan, was because, like, Will Smith was, like, taking a lot of attention away from himself. It was mm. just like he was in it just to, like, generate more people to see the movie yeah. and use it as a vehicle for his son, but he wasn't Will Smith. No. I don't know. I don't know. This is a hard one to tackle. I agree. It's one of the reasons I'm not a big Ice Cube fan in movies. Mm. As much as I love Ice Cube, like, as a yeah. musician, like, he drives me fucking crazy in movies. Like, if it's not Friday, he's it's just he's playing Ice Cube in whatever situation he's in. Uh, I loved him in, um... Uh, shit, um... Boys in the Hood. Okay. Loved him in that. And then I love him in the, the 21 Jump Street movies. Yeah, he was great yeah. in that. Yeah. but He's not playing Ice Cube in those movies? Well, I mean, he, he, he's he's playing... I, I don't know. He's not playing himself, but he's... he's 
he's kind of acting like Ice Cube. Yeah. yeah. He's but still like doing it. that. But I like it. Funny performance, but also with the rough attitude. You know? I just feel like there's no range for Ice Cube. Well, I mean, like, it's the same but, thing. Do you expect that out of him? I mean, is that, is that what we're expecting out of like, are, like, I expect that of, like, Al Pacino, or I expect that out of, like, uh, Oscar Isaac, or yeah. I expect that out of, like, uh, Christian Bale, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Tom Hanks. I expect that range, but I don't expect... It's not like I'm saying, Ice Cube, I, I need you to be a chameleon. Right. Yeah. If you're I, watching- I guess after like five or more, like you're the headline of this movie, I do expect that. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's just how the movies are written. They're written for him as a draw, which I think happens a lot with these guys. I don't yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like uh, you know, he's showing off his acting prowess in any of them, but I, I think, think the Will Smith movies that fail are the ones where he's trying to play outside of the sandbox, right, really, in right. my opinion. Mm, he's trying yeah. to, he's trying to go for that Oscar, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I don't I don't necessarily think that Will Smith I think some of these uh, these actors that are chasing Oscars, I think they're making their performance suffer because of it. Like he got all butthurt about concussion, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen, so I can't rate it one way or the other. But I he's not going to attend either. the Oscars because of him not getting nominated for a concussion. Right. And it's like I haven't seen the movie, so I can't rate it. But like on the flip side, it's like don't be like Jim Carrey gets himself all depressed because he like tries things that are outside of his wheelhouse like let me do a horror movie let me do a serious movie and then when then when people hate those movies then he g- goes into a depressed dude do what you're good at yeah yeah I think the problem is, is he he did that once successfully and then that kind of fucked him like up Man on the Moon uh, I was gonna say Truman Show Truman Show mm. okay. I think that was very well received and then after that he's like oh now I can do The Majestic I did enjoy The Majestic I that. enjoyed The Majestic yeah it was okay I liked, I liked it. Frank Durabont and it was a good it was a good, mm. okay flick yeah but 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 I think like some of these actors like that's what they they just need to stick with what they're good at yeah and I think that Will Smith has kind of like hurt his. I, no, I don't know. He's you can hurt. tell he's trying when he's not in that natural state. And, like, these people don't understand, like, there is no other Will Smith. There is no other Jim Carrey. So these guys almost get jaded about themselves. And so they, they try they try and do these other roles where it's outside of their box. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they're trying. Because also, as a viewer, you're expecting... The, you're expecting Will Smith. You're expecting Jim Carrey. Yeah, but okay. Like uh, back in the day, I could say, I could say like, oh, I'm expecting Tom Hanks. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I remember watching Dragnet comedy, big comedy, mm-hmm. yeah, and then like, it. yeah, and then when Philadelphia came out, it was a huge success, right? And that was like his first serious role. It mm-hmm. just worked for him. Yeah, and I think that I think that what Will Smith and and Jim Carrey have done for like the longest time is like they've. They wanted to be taken more seriously, and they've just gone down this rabbit hole and chased like this Oscar. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and they shouldn't feel like bad about that. Like, I mean, they are who they are, and like I said, no one else is going to be that person. Who, so, but who is it? Who's doing it? Is it the people that are around Will and saying like? I think the people that are around Will are saying like, "Oh, you can do that. You can do that. You can do that." And I, then like, when- I bet it's a bit of both. I got to imagine Will wants the respect too, though. Yeah, I can't imagine he's like, "No, I just want to, you know, be fun loving Will Smith." I think he's chasing that Oscar too. But I think it, it hurts him, and yeah. it hurts it, it hurts his fans too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he when he's outside of that man, because like. Honestly, I like. I would just uh, for the longest time. I would just like. I would. I want to see that funny Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I want. Yeah, because he's so good at that. And nobody. Nobody else can do that. That's what makes him special. The charm actor. he has. Exactly. Is, the know. charm that he has. Yeah. 
And it's when he's chasing these other fucking this other fucking bullshit. Are they doing Bad Boys Three? Is that happening? It, it's supposed to be happening. I think they. It, I think Bad Boys Three and Four got greenlit. Oh, Is wow. Bay gonna do it? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking. I'm that, pretty that, sure. I'll be excited. for I'm that. pretty sure. I think Bad Boys Three and Four. I think that's what they were talking about is doing two more. Bad cool. Boys 2 is amazing. It's one of the rare sequel comedies. Yeah. Like, unlike another 48 hours, it really was better, I think, than Bad yeah. Boys 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Jake. We got off on a tangent there. It's I, okay. I think we all I think we all really like Will Smith. I think we just want to see him do stuff that's in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do not hate Will Smith. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't either. I, I'm willing to give this dude a shot as Deadshot. Mm-hmm. I am. I really am. Yeah. I, I, and I hope he does a great job as Deadshot. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that it was really awesome hearing the news about Vader being in Rogue One in the last episode. It was even better hearing a throwback to my last email regarding Darth Vader in his Prime movie. Mm-hmm. As much as I would love to see a full movie about that, I actually like the idea of it being woven into another film such as Rogue One instead. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. We're going to get to see a good portion of his true power while still leaving mystery behind the badass that is vader yeah oh god that's why the prequels for me don't work mm-hmm. that's why they don't work yep just this obvious fucking like beat for beat this is what he did this is what he said and acted in a time period where it doesn't really matter as far as like true star wars fans that's not really what any of us were looking for um so yeah i, I think the interwoven story is way better he, I don't, I don't, and I think he'll still be in his, he'll be in his prime. I mean, I don't know what you're calling his prime, but that will be pretty much his prime. You know? No, he agrees. His, okay. his evil prime. He agrees. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I want yeah. to see more than anything after seeing Empire. And he's Return saying, of Jedi. he's saying basically, I like how this is being like what I want. Yeah, is going to be woven into the Rogue okay. One. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jake, I know you probably have some thoughts on like the prequels right now. Did you? No, no, I'm okay. I mean, I can. I think that's a valid complaint. Yeah, is what they did with Anakin Skywalker's character. Right. Like, I won't. I don't. I can't play devil's advocate there. Yeah. I can see how that would piss a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah. And my least favorite part of the prequels is kind of the Anakin stuff too. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. It's like some of the best characters. It's like uh, to flesh out their origin stories. Actually, I think it's like a big detractor of like why we love these characters. Like, like. Um, you know, I didn't watch the Hannibal TV show, but for like the longest time, I was like, I don't want to see how Hannibal, the ha- Hannibal Rising. I don't want to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I, but I hear, I hear it's a great show. I've heard it's great too. But see, on the flip side, it was like it could have gone terribly wrong. Like, I like that's what I love about the Nolan Joker. Just I love that one thing about like how he changes his origin story. Want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, yeah. that's fun. And that's fun. There's a lot of mystery with that character. Mm-hmm. I don't want the origin of that character. It kind of ruins it. Mm-hmm. I just want to know that this guy's fucking crazy. And he's fucking evil. I don't need the fucking origin of Leatherface. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't need the fucking origin of Michael Myers. Yeah. Or Jason or yeah. anybody, really. I mean, I know we get it. Mm-hmm. And I know some people like it. But I just need to know that this guy's fucking crazy and goes around killing people. Yeah. Yeah, especially if that's what, if you start with the origin, that's one thing. But if, you, if you're successful for multiple mm-hmm. movies without it, then yeah. it's like, why fix it if it ain't broke? Right, right. Well, of. I think it's because they, they run out of things, stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's show people how it started. Oh, you like this? You want to know how it started? And then it takes all the mystery and fun out of it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people put the blame on Anakin on like Hayden's Hayden Christensen's shoulders. But I honestly, I think that's kind of a bad rap. I mean, I don't think he had a good performance. Some of the lines, but are the just writing awful. is yeah. terrible. Writing like, is it, awful. yeah. 
Like, I don't, you know, we heard Leo could have had that role. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think, I mean, maybe the acting would have been better, but those terrible lines are still there. Yeah, that's like, true. That shit could have ruined Leo's career saying some of those lines. Uh, I, I think after he, he, he might have even asked for the script. I think, yeah, once he saw that, he was like, no. Yeah. yeah. It could have ruined his career, like he said. Yeah. So, I don't know. I always feel bad for Hayden. I mean, not that he, like, I think it would have taken a miracle worker to be good in that role. Like in, it's definitely the worst part of the prequels is yeah. the interpretation of Anakin Skywalker. Absolutely. As much as I love the prequels, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like, yeah, Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker, right? Macking on fucking Padme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not weird at all. Uh, Brian, have you watched Turbo Kid yet? Mm. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, we all have, and we're going to talk about that in Good Pop, Bad Pop this episode. I heard it come up in an email on one of the last shows, uh, and you said you haven't watched it or even seen a trailer. High Tupperware for me. High Tupperware. Wow. That's a new rating. Wow. Jeez. It's dude. It's just Tupperware. Yeah. There's nothing higher than a Tupperware. I think one time I've said the highest of Tupperwares. Yeah, you're stupid too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful cinematography and just overall vibe of the film gives it that rating. It's like Road Warrior, but with kids on BMX bikes. Just curious about how you rate it. So we'll talk about that later in Good Pop, Bad Pop. Uh, thanks for staying the assholes you are, except Jay. <laughs> You stay cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd pass my history course without you. Oh, yeah. Keep doing doing what you guys do. Jake Gross. I'll pass in history because of Jay. Yeah, I hope not. I hope you're not really listening to me. <laughs> Jay's writing his crib notes for him. I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know my own history, let alone, you know, world history. No, man. Jay, Jay is a smart fucking dude. <clears throat> You're a smart fucking guy. Oh. You know a bunch of shit, dude. I'm <laughs> so modest. <laughs> uh, he, dude, I'm, I'm the fucking idiot. I am a fucking idiot. I'm fucking talking about Francis Scott Key <laughs> being a lazy bitch on a boat. I'm like, he's a prisoner, man. He couldn't do nothing. You know what I mean? And I, I'm still trying to play it off like he's a fucking jackass. <laughs> like, you know, he's a fucking piece of shit for getting captured. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All goes back to me being a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know shit about history. All the all the history I learned is from watching fucking Pawn Stars. <laughs> yeah. I sit around watching fucking uh, all the all the bits of history I get from is from fucking Chum Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. I do too. Dude. I That's watch it all the fucking. I do too. Yeah. I, they had some Star Wars centric episodes recently. I haven't seen those uh, yet. What yeah. they have on them? Uh, like people bring it in like uh, one guy brought in like a huge poster that was like signed by like everybody involved in Star Wars. Oh wow! Like everybody. Nice. So crazy. Uh, let's see here. Next email comes from Joshua Ryan. Joshua Ryan says, "You guys are fucking awesome." Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> got Jake going. Jake got, wow. <laughs> Take her down on that shit, man. It's just Joshua Ryan. It's not like <laughs> Been listening since Age of Ultron. Not going to let. Uh, not going to get into the play-by-play of all the back episodes I've listened to and the hours I've spent. But just let me say that I've spent a lot of time with your show and that you guys are fantastic. Don't stop. Question for you guys: You seem to know a lot of the background of Ike Perlmutter and Kevin Feige. And you guys are obviously big fans of hip-hop, so what do you think of Axel Alonso's tenure at Marvel so far? Uh, the hip-hop variant covers, the introduction and mainstreaming of Miles Morales, the Jane Foster Thor, Sam Wilson's Cap, uh, Kamala Khan, and the obvious push to diversify Marvel in gender, genre, and tone. 
more fantasy, humor, hard sci-fi, etc. Thanks for all you do, Josh. So when you guys, I, I love Axel's tenure. I, I think a lot of the stuff Axel's done for the comics have been have been really great. Um, that obviously isn't directive from Pearl Nutter, I bet. But uh, yeah, I think Axel's done a terrific job. Yeah, what would that have to do with Perlmutter? He's not in charge of any of that, is he? No, he's, he does the TV side. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. all I'm familiar with is the Miles Morales, you know, storyline. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that was a great thing to introduce. And I think that was just public demand too. I don't know how much of that lied on, you know, necessarily how well it was written or whatever, but I think, you know, it was just a cool character to introduce. Yeah. But what do you, what do you, what do you guys think about, you know, uh, you know, Jane Foster Thor, Sam Wilson Cap? Um, yeah, I think that stuff's cool. I like new okay. spins on characters like that. It doesn't like I hear a lot of people complaining, oh, they should just come up with new characters and whatnot. But I think it's cool to change it up. We all know it'll revert back eventually. Yeah, and I think like cool storytelling can come from doing little twists like that. You know, and I can be one of those people that say like, yeah, I think they should come out with new characters, which I think they should. But there, 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 there is a problem with that because like, when's the last new character? Deadpool. It is 1991. (laughs) And the problem is with that is once Image Comics formed, a lot of the creators have taken like their original stuff over to Image. Uh, It's because like if you do create a new character that's cool in the Marvel Universe, you don't own that character. Mm -hmm. That character is owned by Marvel. So I agree, though. I really do think that I, 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 I like what they're doing, but... On the flip side, it, it, man, it's so hard because, like, the golden age of comics, silver age of comics, it was white male dominated. Mm-hmm. It really was. Like, they weren't coming out with African American or Latino characters um, back in those days. It was everybody was white. Yeah, and so the golden age of comics kind of like set the tone for like everything that we're watching now, and it feels like that. A lot of different uh, ethnicities got the shaft, man, when it comes yeah. to that stuff. It's like, you know, it's like fucking, you know, even, like Falcon was just like Cap's sidekick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's and it's like, so it is cool watching like, you know, Cap Falcon now. Like I, I've, I've been reading, you know, a little bit of the Avengers run that Mark Wade's doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the solo Cap Falcon book, um, but I have been reading what Wade's been doing with the character. And it, it, it's okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, I know it's tough. I know Busiak tried to introduce an African American yeah. character when him and Perez were doing Avengers a triathlon. Yeah, that didn't really go over too well with fans and everything. But yeah, I mean Avengers, Justice League—they're both kind of the same. Where yeah. it's like you know these things were created by old, old white Jewish guys. Yeah, so they, it's just a yeah yeah. And it's something that's like a lot of people are, are like kind of shocked by how things are going in the comic book realm. Like, oh, they're just introducing all this and switching genders and races all of a sudden. I mean, they've been kind of building towards that. And, and again, that's just how reality is. And, you know, if you feel like that's forced, mm. you know, there, there's, that's something wrong with what your viewpoint on the world is. I think it's a little I, bit I also, forced. I do too. Well, I, I think, I think they were, you know, a little bit behind the times. And now they're like, oh, we got to play catch up. So, yeah, in a way, but in a, and also in a way, it was also building up over the years. It should have always been this way. You know, it should have always had big characters that were, you know, as important as Thor, but a female or whatever. Mm. It should have always been that way. Yeah, it's just hard so, to, it's 75 years of history, so it's hard to, to go back now. Yeah. It, but I think it works both ways, though. I mean, 
it gets more exposure if you make, you know, Captain America and African American. Yeah. Where if you make a Marvel character that's African American that has no ties to any other Marvel character, if that book gets past issue six, I'd be surprised. And it has nothing to do with what race the character is. It's just that no no one's buying Marvel and DC books with new characters. Yeah. Right. They're, I mean, they try and the shit just fucking dies. It's true. Know? Yeah. So, like, Miss Marvel, I mean, for the longest time, couldn't get past issue fucking 25. Yeah. Because no one was fucking buying it, right. you know? It's like, the, I think the Brian Reed run was the first time it made it past issue 25 since the character's, like, inception. It was, like, the fourth try at that shit. Nothing can make it past issue 25 these days because yeah. Marvel keeps renumbering every fucking six months. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think it's the best of both worlds. I mean, I agree with Brian. Yeah, it'd be nice if they come up with new characters, but it's just, yeah. like, th- they're also running a business, you know? Yeah. And they gotta they gotta sell comics. See, that's the thing. And like, uh, oh man, it's it. I that that's the thing. It's like you have you have young African American kids, you have young Latino kids, and it's like they're growing up, and it's like all their superheroes are Batman, who's white, Superman that's white, Green Lantern's like white, unless you're looking at John Stewart. Mm-hmm. But like all of them are white, and it's like why can't they have somebody that's representing them that mm-hmm. they can look up to like right. yeah you know what i mean it's like and that, i've gotten in arguments with people i'm not going to name any names but i've gotten in arguments with people and i've i have fucking flat out gone off on people that have said like oh james bond should be white and i'm like i have gone off literally gone off on people and said james bond should just be a moniker it does not matter if idris elba plays james bond no. i said how you know what i mean it's, i totally agree with that i mean i've as far as that's concerned, I'm kind of in the middle of that right now. Being a giant Dark Tower fan, um, Idris Elba has been cast as Roland, the main character of that. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe how much racism I read on Dark Tower message boards right now that's just all about, uh, that character can't be black. Right. You know, he, the pictures they drew of him were white and whatever. And, and I feel the same way about that character. He's just very much a moniker. Exactly. And it's like, whatever, Idris Elba's a great fucking actor, and we should Absolutely. be happy that we're getting Dark Tower movies made that we never thought we'd get, mm-hmm. and we're that butthurt that Idris Elba is playing him? Yeah. And what the fuck? I, it's just unbelievable. You should be thrilled that you're getting Idris Elba in this movie. Yeah. What a great score. Mm-hmm. Just like, same thing with Michael B. Jordan and The Human Torch. Yeah. Even though we hated the movie... Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. Yeah, exactly. And people are just well, like, he can't be Sue Storm's sister if he's if he's African American. Right. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like every single comic book movie is not a fucking adaptation word for word of the comic book movie, even the ones where they keep the ethnic you know, ethnicity of the character. Yeah. I mean, just like you were talking about Dark Knight. Like, that's not the Joker's fucking origin in the fucking comic book. Right. Like, every time we do these superhero movies, it's just kind of a, you know, an homage to the comic book source material. It's never a beat for beat. The See, the thing is, it's like the media, I blame them too. Oh. They love shitstorms. Totally. And they love controversy. Like, like anytime a character's race has changed in anything, it's like... USA Today's got the story, or Fox News has got the story, or CNN's got the story. It's and it's just it's just to just to highlight that this character is playing a different race for sure. Even when the fucking Spawn movie came out, right? Well, Terry Fitzgerald is white. No one even knew who the fuck <laughs> Terry Fitzgerald was. Right. But the media made such a shitstorm about yeah. it. It's True. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yep. Yeah. I, 
I don't know, man. I, I think there, there, I think there needs to be, there absolutely needs to be more diversity in comic books. But it's like breaking in new characters in Marvel or DC. It's rough. I understand they're kind of forced to do what they do. On the flip side, I do think that there, there, there are. Um, I, I think instead of uh, worrying about different characters being portrayed in different ethnicities, let's honestly let's get more diverse creators. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. Definitely. Let's get more women in comics. Let's get more fucking uh, African-Americans writing comics and Latinos writing comics. And then maybe you'll see some changes. Yeah, because you get the voice right. You know, you get the character right from coming from a perspective like that. Right. Maybe we just haven't had enough. Yeah. I mean, get some get some good and, – and then treat, and treat these creators good too. It's like – that's the thing. Like, uh, if you do have like uh, different, if you have different creators, like on uh, books, like they're going to Image because mm-hmm. yeah, they want to. If they make a movie, they want to make that fucking money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Treat treat your creators. Give them give them a little bit. Uh, give them a little bit more. Yeah, that's always been an issue in comics. Yeah. I mean, look how long it took. Like. The Superman artists and writers right. and, and, you know. Oh, families have been fucking in court. Yeah. 75 years later. We can't get Steve Ditko credited as a Spider-Man yeah. creator. I yeah. mean, it's, it's always been the way. Nothing's yeah. changed there with Marvel and DC Agreed. dicking around their creators. Yeah, that's true. So. It's unfortunate. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good email, yeah. Joshua. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're all for it. I think, I love the hip hop variant covers. I think it's cool. I don't, I've pay. not seen those. They're cool. I don't pay for variant covers. I kind of, that's something that I stopped doing. Are they like homages to famous hip hop album yeah, covers? Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what they are. And la- they're very cool. It's just like, it depends on like, if, if you go to a comic store, they, most of the time they'll, They'll hike up the price, yeah. and it's yeah. like, dude, I don't want to for the same fucking comic book. I don't want to spend like fucking fifteen bucks or ten bucks or whatever the fuck for like a three ninety nine comic, right? Yeah, I'm already spending three ninety nine on the on the fucking book, and like half of it's fucking ads. Yeah, usually I prefer the cover that is actually related to the comic book. Anyway, yeah. I kind of get annoyed when the. Uh, cover has little to do with anything about what's going on in it that's true or but it's it, misdirecting i don't know man i i did love those ant-man covers they had like the ant-man cover that looked like miami vice oh yeah yeah and that shit was dope as fuck that was cool but like i mean like we're it's deadpool month yeah or so deadpool's on every cover yeah i got a doctor strange book and it had deadpool on the cover but i got that for 3.99 yeah. they just sent it to me it was a variant i used to be with uh, atomic empire myself and they were always nice about that yeah like every now and again they would just store you the variant yeah. at the same cost as yeah. what you were paying for your normal book right so all right guys uh we're gonna uh take a break and uh yeah three fucking white guys talking about diversity <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. fucking stupid. i know it's it's hard to express that opinion properly but i mean i think we i, I think it's right you yeah, know three fucking white guys <laughs> we have no fucking voice they can listen to us yeah. or not whatever i think we're you know what i we're mean we're pretty liberal when it comes to that topic, oh absolutely though. like oh god i've had to quit one of these dark tower message boards Really? I literally had to quit it. I just couldn't fucking take it anymore. Yeah. Just like post after fucking post about flaming Idris Elba because he's not white. Yeah, and that's he's playing this character. It's ridiculous. It's just like, are you guys living in the dark ages? When you hear stuff like this, like how, what aren't you exposed to that's changed your opinion on these people things? People were bitching about Daniel Craig though because he was blonde at first. Yeah, oh yeah. And oh, now yeah. people are all about it, man. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, I would love to see fucking Idris Elba take over as James Bond. And then hear these people a year from now saying, "Oh my God, Idris Elba is like like the best James Bond that we've had in years." Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. 
probably revitalized the whole franchise all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Whole new I crowd. was a fan of that when they were saying that that was going to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking what was it? Rush Limbaugh was talking bullshit oh, about fuck. that. Well, yeah. He's yeah. about as conservative on those issues as I know. you can get. And ridiculous. <laughs> I think, like I said, like 007 should just be a moniker that couldn't be passed down to anybody as long as you're British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These fucking Dark Tower fanatics, if it wasn't Clint Eastwood in his prime, they were going to bitch. Right. So they want the impossible to fucking begin with. Right. And then, oh, we can't get the impossible, so I'm upset. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you're lucky you're getting Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah, no shit. He's gonna destroy that role. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for those movies. Yeah, it did, he did, he directed Beasts of No Nation, correct? Yeah, I believe so. This guy is talented as fuck. You guys should be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers. And on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, we're back. I can't believe people listen to this. Do they? Yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah, this fucking thought this was just us hanging out. I know. (laughs) (laughs) For our own enjoyment. (laughs) All right, guys, uh, we're finally done with your fucking stupid ass bullshit emails. Uh, Moving on to uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, we do have a rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. Dude, God, he's so excited <laughs> Jesus. when he says that. You know what I mean? Having a mm-hmm. coffee today, man? Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. Whoa. <laughs> it's all professional and shit. Uh, guys, you know what? You know what? I'm, we're going we're gonna to jump into Good Bop, Bad Bop right now. Let's and do I, it. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, a movie that we all watched this week, uh, a Netflix original. Is it a Netflix? No, it was, no, it was a Sundance, Sundance. Yeah, it was a Sundance thing. I wonder what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, it was called Turbo Kid. Mm-hmm. Turbo Kid. It stars uh, Monroe Chambers as the kid. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence LaBeouf. Uh, that's the chick. Her, her name's Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Sexy name. This is like a. What was this like? This is like a Canadian slash New Zealand feature. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. This movie had like forty like production companies. They listed the before the movie started. Yeah, was so I was like, holy crap! Lawrence LaBeouf. She starred as a. Apple, the the girl, Michael Ironside. Yes, good old Michael Ironside, mm-hmm. looking good in the eye patch. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> um, uh, what what other Michael Ironside 
movies do I love? Uh, Top Gun. Um, species. Oh, Species. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Starship Troopers, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was Zeus. Uh, Edwin Wright was uh, Skeletron, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Jeffrey was uh, Frederick. Yeah. Uh, synopsis: In a post-apocalyptic future, the kid, a young solitary scavenger obsessed with comic books, must face his fears and become a reluctant hero when he meets a mysterious girl named Apple. Despite their efforts to keep to themselves, Zeus, the sadistic and self-proclaimed leader of the wasteland, plagues the kid and Apple. Armed with little more than blind faith and an ancient turbocharged weapon, the kid learns of justice and friendship and embarks on an incredible journey to rid the wasteland of evil and save the girl of his dreams. Mm. So, yeah, we all watched uh, watched the old uh, Turbo Kid. We did. Uh, what did you guys think? What are you going to rate this? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna rate this a total Tupperware. Uh, this was fun as hell. Uh, it reminded me of all the fun B movies, uh, that I used to rent as a kid that my mom didn't know about. Uh, just the over the top, you know, gore and violence that was associated with those movies. Um, yeah, it was killer, man. I, I really, really fucking had fun watching it. Yeah? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love this movie, too. It was a Tupperware for me, too. Oh, dude, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at your rating. I love this. I'm shocked at Jake's rating of really? the Tupperware. Yeah. I love the, the whole 80s feel to it. I was thinking this was going to be like a tasted or a high taste. Uh, no, I, I like this movie a lot. I love the, the 80s sensibilities to it, down to the fucking, like, score. To oh, it's yeah. like super synthy Synthesizer. I had that yeah. in my notes. I had that in my notes. <laughs> I said 80s synthesizer music. Is in yeah. my notes. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. It was great. I love the yeah. over the top comedic violence. I, I it was really funny to me with all that stuff. I, I I had a shit ton of fun with this movie. I thought it was the perfect length. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, <laughs> of course he did. I did. I, did. It, it, I think it was like an hour forty minutes, yeah. and I think like <laughs> another twenty minutes of this movie, I might it might have been high tasted territory. <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved Apple's character no, a lot. No product placement. No. Yeah, no product Zero. placements. Well. Well, there was the uh, Viewmaster. Viewmaster sales went up. Yeah, I went out and bought a Viewmaster right after seeing that shit. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I was kind of shocked by how much I loved this movie. Yeah. Uh, I also, I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. I, nice. wow. I, I had a lot of fun with this one, man. It, it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, just, just not what I expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. Like people were telling me to watch this. I think I had like three or four. I think Kelly Claiborne told me to watch it. Uh, John from Friday Night Fandom told me to watch it. Yeah. John, John actually messaged me on, uh, Twitter and, uh, his, uh, his girlfriend got a gnome stick tattoo. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll have to show you the picture. Actually, I'll probably, if it's cool with John, I'll post it on our Facebook. But awesome. It's fucking dope as fuck. She got a gnome stick tattoo. Hell what yeah. a fucking crazy tattoo. What a yeah! What a, what a fucking crazy idea! Yeah. <laughs> Gnome stick. Gnome stick. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It, it just reminded me. Like it reminded me just like Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with an '80s kind of like feel to it, man. This is like this is like I, I think that the '80s were such just such an iconic time that I think it's great that like some of these people get it, like you know Kung Fury mm-hmm. and that type. Have you guys seen Kung Fury? Oh, Oh, yeah, I yes. fucking love Kung Fury. So, you know, it's like Kung Fury, it's like one of those things where I think people kind of miss that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People miss that feel that and the music and, and – 
And and this movie brings it back. Yeah. When I finished watching this, that was the movie my Netflix recommended me to watch next. Kung Fury. I actually yeah. laughed at that. I was like, hey, good call, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what, what, what were some some of, some of the things that you really enjoyed about this? this I, I loved the over-the-top violence. Of one of my favorite scenes. Uh, was, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I do, too. I know exactly what you're going to say. It was when they were torturing the guy, oh, and they no. had his um, intestine on the bicycle. Yeah. Skele- I, I, Skeletron. Skeletron. Yeah, and they were pedaling the bicycle. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's the scene where the body parts are... The torso. The torso (laughs) is just every body part... Oh, they're stacking them up on him? They're stacking them up on that one dude, and he can't see. (laughs) Yeah. It was so Monty Python. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was just That was a hilarious scene, too. Torso on torso action. (laughs) If you have a Netflix subscription and you want to watch something that's really funny that you got to watch turbo yeah, Kid. yeah yeah it was great it was, I, it was really charming too I, what i thought was crazy was like as like he's like uh he's scavenging and he finds like that turbo what was they call him, what did they call the original turbo guy uh, uh tur- turbo, turbo rider? man turbo writer turbo writer yeah. yeah when when he finds the turbo writer comic book i was just thinking like oh it's just a comic book character mm-hmm. and then like when he falls into that in into the the ship that's like underground i was like turbo writer was a real dude yeah <laughs> uh, that, that's what like that's what that 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 kind of like took me it didn't take me out of it, but it, it, it took me by surprise. Yeah. He like, found a turbo layer. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, not only, I thought it was just a comic book character, I didn't realize, like, this was a real dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets the suit, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh my god, now he's got the suit. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so, and I love the look of the suit, mm-hmm. and in, he didn't use Turbo Rider's helmet, because it right. was all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He used his fucking shitty helmet. Yeah, that was a good scene, too. But I loved it, and, and it looked like like this, like uh, like a Nintendo controller, power glove. Like yeah, power it did look like a power glove. Yeah. yeah, it was super fun. It reminded me of all the power glove commercials I ever saw. <laughs> well, I loved how like when he would blast somebody with the fucking glove. Yeah, like, how they would just like, <laughs> like yeah, just like an explosion of blood, yeah. jelly against a wall. Yeah. yeah, I love some of the silly science in the movie too. I love like what the human body contains ten gallons of water. <laughs> yeah. when you put it in the grinder. Yeah, that was yeah. super funny to me. I, I like the. I like the silly romance between him and, and Apple. I, oh God! I, at first, I was so annoyed with this girl. Oh, I love her. I no, love I, her. at first, yeah, yeah. At first, I was annoyed with her. Yeah. And then, like later on, I was like, you know, she really is a charming, funny character. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was a good reveal that when we find out she was a robot, yeah. like I just thought yeah. she was a super quirky, weird girl. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, it makes sense. She's a robot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that it was in there. It's like a, it's a real simple story, basically. Yeah. And it remind, it also reminded me of those, those movies I watched where it's like, ah, girl, guy gets the girl, you know, he falls in love with this really cool chick. And that's kind of what happened in this. It reminded me of all those movies watching when I was a kid. Would so, you guys like to see Turbo Kid 2? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. These types of movies, I, I don't think that they could do anything really to ruin it. Yeah. I think it, it's just fun. It's I wonder. Low budget, fun, yeah. silly. So you can just crank these out. Absolutely. And just I, like I want to see Kung Fury too. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I wonder how people feel that didn't grow up like we did with these movies. I wonder if they how they feel about it, seeing it. You uh, know. Will this work to like the the, the millennials generation? I think, I think retro is cool. Yeah, yeah. I think retro is cool. Do they get it though? I mean, are they just like okay, that's kind of a, a play on the you know the old eighties movies? I wonder if they do if they revisit those yeah. movies. I, I, I can't see Finn Dietz Creek not loving this movie. Yeah, though. that's true. Yeah, you that know what I mean. True. Dan Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think he'd love this too. Yeah. 
there's something special about fucking the, the style of that. I don't yeah. know what it is, but every time I something that's eighties, whether it's music or, or movies or I was TV, shocked that they got Michael Ironside to do yeah, it. Yeah, that was no great. Yeah, he, he did good. He was fantastic. He was yeah. fantastic. Was it a joke that they one of the people that produced the movie was the uh, number one leader in laser disc sales? I saw that, yeah. I didn't see was that. Was that a joke? I wrote was... that in my notes. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was a joke or part of the movie or an actual production it company. Got a laugh out of me yeah. so it worked if it was a joke yeah yeah just fantastic just fun i'll watch that again and again you know i was looking up some of the facts on the movie one of the facts that i thought was really interesting is uh the part it's apple is giving the kid that bowl of cereal mm-hmm. the cereal the box the name of the cereal is solil vert mm-hmm. which solil vert is the french name of the movie soylent green oh, yeah. oh. so the kid was Eating people. Yeah, yeah. This cereal is made of people. They, they did that with the water. They did a water joke. The yeah. water's made of people. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I Tupperware this movie. I want to see more. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think everybody acted their ass off in this. Yeah, I agree. It, it was fun. It was just so much fun. Ever since I've seen it, everyone I run into that I talk to movies about, I tell yeah. that you have to watch this movie. Turbo Kid. I, do you have Netflix? Yeah, yeah. You have to watch Turbo Kid. Yeah. They never unmasked uh, Skeletron, did they? No. no, they never did. I thought like when they were going to unmask it, it was going to be like a huge Hollywood movie star. No. I thought it was going to be like an unmasking. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe like – you know, Kiefer Sutherland was. I was going to ask who would you put there, or Kevin Bacon was was said character, or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. I thought it would have been great if it was like an '80s star, like if it was like they unmasked it and like we saw like Ralph Macchio, yeah. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really awesome. So yeah, three Tupperwares mm-hmm. for the old Turbo Kid. It's been oh, yeah. a while since anything got three Tupperwares. Yeah, it's true. So a Tupperware party. Oh yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk. Let's talk about a little bit about animals sure we talked about animals last week we watched the trailer really enjoyed that i know jake you saw this jay you haven't got a chance to see it yet um what did you think about the mark duplass the duplass brothers animals i liked it a lot yeah it was a lot of fun it's not quite a tupperware yet but definitely a high taste it for me i really enjoyed it it was a quick half an hour and it was it was a lot of fun. There yeah. was it was you know it was the story about the two rats they showed in the trailer mostly. Yeah, they, with they, a they, couple of sides. Yeah, they had like the what was it like the was it bed bugs? Yeah, bed bugs, and they had a little side the horse. with the horses. Yeah, but it was mostly like eighty five ninety percent about the rats and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess I don't want to spoil animals for anybody, <laughs> but I, it was really sad to me at the end. I was like, I can't believe that this stupid show is actually making me a little a little bit choked up like, oh, really? i felt really bad really for what was the what, what was the character's name the virgin rat was it phil yeah i, I god i felt really bad for phil yeah. I, I was really choked up at the end i was like i'm just i can't believe this stupid show is making me feel bad for this stupid cartoon rat see i think that's worthy of a tupperware man yeah if it's making, if it's making you feel anything that's what i love about the two duplass brothers and i i have to admit i've never seen their show togetherness okay which i'm going to definitely watch now because of this and i, I love the duplass brothers anyway anything yeah, maybe i should maybe i should tupperware it. it really did at the end i was like oh man yeah i feel terrible <laughs> I, I i thought the show was was great i i loved it uh i am gonna tupperware this um 
I, I cannot wait to watch more. I, I love the setup of the show. I loved it at the beginning. I love the paper plates. Yeah. With the cracker. That was hilarious. Uh, how he meets, what was it later on? He meets Rebecca. And yeah, Rebecca. Like, and she appreciates that he is the one who brought the paper plates. And it's, it's funny. It just shows like how quickly like the mouse, my, at the same party, this baby mouse is now full, like a, like yeah. a full grown <laughs> adolescent fucking. Mouse now, and now she's ready to make babies. That's I, ridiculous. I love the joke with the the taking the pill. Yeah, that was gonna like make you so you could have sex I with the it was, girls. It, it was a blue pill. So, so I thought I, it was Viagra. I instantly thought it was Viagra too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And the twist that it ended up being yeah. rat poison. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> have you ever taken Viagra? I've not. Have you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Fuck yeah, dude. Have you ever taken Viagra? I would if I could get some. <laughs> I can hook you up. Thank dude. you. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I can get you Viagra. Dude, I've fucking, or- I've fucking ordered crazy shit from Canadian pharmacies. Check this out. Check, no, check this out, dude. Check, check this out. Check this out. I ain't bullshitting, dude. You can go to, you can fucking get whatever the fuck you want to from a Canadian pharmacy and they will send it to you in the mail. And like, I went through this one Canadian pharmacy for some shit and they were just like, with every purchase, we'll send you like, uh, some additional fucking Viagra pills. What? Generic Viagra. Wow. And That's funny. They fucking sent me some Man. Viagra and shit. Are they blue? Yeah, they're blue. <laughs> nice. Canada's awesome. Fucking, like, like a, it was like a blue, like a blue triangle pill or something <laughs> that they sent me. It was generic Viagra. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, dude. This is crazy. They hook me up with some of these links. <laughs> it sounds like the deep web to no, me. It, it's not. It's not. All you had to do, dude, there was a, there was a fucking website for the longest time. It was like a generic eBay. It, it's called bst.com okay they used to sell prescription drugs on there like guys would fucking sell shit like i would go to bst.com and fucking buy shit yeah and it was just like some guy like would go down to mexico get the shit and fucking ship it to you nice some dude out of texas used to send me some shit all the time (laughs) (laughs) you go brian i don't give a shit partner that's funny that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching animals, though. I, yeah. I definitely might upgrade if if every episode is is good or better than this. Yeah. The whole thing might end up being. How many episodes is this gonna? Go? I don't know how long it's gonna go, uh, but I, I maybe I would guess ten. Yeah, I would guess maybe ten or less. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even like six. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm gonna keep watching. It's one of those shows that I plan on watching every week. Yeah, yeah, I'd never wear it, man. What are you gonna give? It? What What is your official rating for the pilot then? A high taste it. High taste it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just a big. I, uh, the um, who was it? Oh, uh, I love uh, they, they they're at this fucking like mouse party, this rat party. Excuse me, yes. excuse me. They're at this rat party, and they they had the DJ Lab Rat, and, <laughs> and he had a fucking. He was one of those lab rats that have the fucking ear attached to his back. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and he had the headphones on his ear. Yes, <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's awesome. dude, dude, dude. The voice of DJ Lab Rat was Nathan Fielder. Oh, okay. From Nathan for you. Yeah, awesome. And awesome. you know, I'd start picking up on like on some of the voices that are in this episode, and I was just like, oh my god, I love it. And yeah. like the one, uh, the one rat that that took the blue pill first. Yes, I think that was the actor that plays Rafi from uh, the League. Oh, okay, okay. And I love, I love Rafi. Wow. One of my favorite characters. I loved the uh, end game for DJ Labrat. That was one of the funnier parts of the story yeah. to me, where he none of the DJs ever get paid, and he doesn't know who he's supposed to talk to yeah. to get paid. Yeah. That was really funny. Are, to me. are you threatening me? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely watch Animals. It's on HBO. Was it? It was February. It was on. Uh, Fri- comes on Friday nights. Yes. It took. It took until Saturday until my HBO Go had it. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Do you guys have? I'm, we've got a lot to cover. There was not a lot of news this week, so mm-hmm. we've got a lot to cover in, uh, in Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. But do you? guys have any good pop bad pop that you wanted to cover right now 
Um, I, I've got my DC animated review I did this week. Yeah, go for it. I, I um, watched Batman Under the Red Hood this week. Uh, I just watched it like a couple weeks ago. Awesome. I'm glad that you can kind of join in here with me. Yeah. Um, based off of the uh, Judd Winnick storyline from uh, like Batman 400, something like that or whatever. Um, and interesting, interesting enough, Judd Winnick also wrote the screenplay for this cartoon. Nice. Which I thought was really cool. That's usually not the way it works. Um, some interesting voice casting in this one. Uh, Bruce Greenwood was Bruce Wayne. Um, John DiMaggio was the Joker, who is like Bender on Futurama, if people oh. don't know. And he's also uh, Jake in uh, Adventure Time. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was uh, Nightwing, yep, you know, yep, Dick Grayson. Yep. Uh, Jason Isaacs was uh, Ra's al Ghul. So some, ex- some pretty big names doing the voice cast in this. Um, th- this was a really good one to me. I, I-, I think I'm going to go ahead and Tupperware this one. Um, it really felt like another episode of Batman the Animated Series, even though we didn't have the classic voices associated with that. Yeah. Um, you know, basically the story is it's another kind of retelling of the Joker to, in this one, he's the Red Hood persona to begin with, and then he gets pushed into the vat, and that's how he becomes the Joker. And it's the, the whole Jason Todd story, Batman's guilt over uh, Jason Todd getting killed by the Joker and then what would happen if Jason Todd didn't really die and is is back? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the Red Hood and everything, right. and he disagrees with the way Batman was. It, and it all leads up to this amazing climax with the three of them in the same room. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That, that's, that's, it, it all leads up to that. E- even when it was just uh, Joker and Jason Todd talking, but, like, Oh man, when they were, yeah, when he finally gets his moment with, uh, the Joker, it's yes. amazing. Wow. But like, when it's all three of them in the same room and he's given the ultimatum, when Batman is given that ultimatum, I was just like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. Yeah, he basically tells Batman either he has to let Joker die or he has to kill fucking Jason Todd to stop Jason Todd from killing Joker. Right. And it's really fascinating. Like, that's what Jason Todd's hang up is. Like, Batman's so upset thinking Jason Todd is mad for Batman leaving him to die. But that's not Jason Todd's hang-up at all. His hang-up is, is the way that Batman's treated these criminals. How many, t- how many, how many, people, how many people does this guy have to kill before you fucking pull the trigger and kill him? Yeah, exactly. Right. He's more upset that the Joker is still alive after all the things. He, he tells Bruce, he says, if if you would have been the one to die, if Joker would have killed you... I think he's the voice of a lot of yeah. comic book readers, too. Exactly. He's, he's like, the voice of like some of the comic book readers that we've been reading in this. If he would just fucking kill Joker... Joker, all these other people wouldn't die. Yeah, right. shoot him in the fucking face. Exactly. In this. Boom, game over. So it was really fascinating. It really, you know, the psychology of all of this story was really fascinating. And then yeah. you add just amazing action sequences on top of it. Probably oh, yeah. Some of the best action sequences to date in these DC anim- animated movies that I've watched, um, the, the Batwing chase scene when he's chasing Red Hood in the car is just yeah. fucking amazing for animation. I mean, it's fucking awesome. Well, and I also like it how like when they, when they come at him, and he, it, I think uh, he he uses uh, the battering um, that with the it's got kind of like the uh, the wire connected. Oh to yeah, it. I was gonna bring that scene up too. And he was able to cut it before it got you know before before it got too taut. Yeah, and and he's fighting with Nightwing, and Nightwing's kind of the one that points it out. Yeah, like, he's yeah. like, it takes training to do that. Not right. anyone can just turn around and know to cut that rope before exactly. it gets taut. And Batman's response is is how many knives do you know that can even cut through my wire in the first place? Exactly. And that's when they kind of start figuring Putting things together. out and yeah. everything. Wow. Cool Very good. story. Yeah, this was a really great DC animated movie. I'm going to put it – let me bring up my uh, 
rankings so far of this, but this one's going to be up there pretty high. Good. I um, I think it deserves to be. Number one is Wonder Woman. That's staying the same. Number two is Justice League New Frontier. And I'm going to put this right here at number three. Very good. Number three, Batman Under the Red Hood, followed by uh, number four, um, Batman Superman Public Enemies, followed by number five, Superman Doomsday, number six, Crisis on Two Earths, number seven, Green Lantern First Flight, and number eight, Batman Gotham Knight. I agree 100%. Yeah, this is definitely the new number one. You've I, nailed it down. I, I totally agree. With the whole list? The whole list. Oh, nice. That the, the Wonder Woman movie is absolutely phenomenal. And that's what got me so excited from like some of the footage that mm-hmm. we've seen from um, – uh, the Wonder Woman movie uh, is it feels like it, it, it is in that vein. Yeah, Jay, I, pr- I know I've told you I will, but I promise here in the next week I will bring that Wonder Woman Blu-ray over. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, you guys talk about it. I really want to watch it's it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, any of these. If you, want, if you want me to bring over all these DC animated movies I've seen so far, I can bring I'll them all I'll binge over. watch all of them. That'd and I great. apologize. I, I said that in the in the Jeff Johns interview that he said that she was sculpted. Yeah. I was wrong. He didn't say that. I guess I, I was just excited, and I, I kind of like threw that in there. So I don't know if she's going to be the just like the daughter of of Zeus and Hippolyta, or if she's going to be like made from clay. Oh, I'm hoping that I do. I, I think I think it, I think the way that they did her origin in mm. the in the in the animated movie yes. is so good. Even though it is clay, mm-hmm. I think just like having like what was it Zeus like through like put lightning on it and then like yes. made her come to life. I I think it actually would work. It's it shows the love of a mother that she wanted she wanted a daughter so much that 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 she prayed up to the god and and uh, Zeus like brought life to. Yeah, it also worked for the whole villain aspect, too. It made yeah. that more dynamic, too, uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was also a Jonah Hex short in this movie that I did not watch because one of the upcoming movies is all of the shorts collected. Oh, wow. And so I'm going to review and rate that separately when we get to that movie. They are going to have a DC Legends of Tomorrow episode with Jonah Hex yeah. in it. Are they going to go back to the Wild West, or does I, he come to the pre- to the to their timeline? I think that they'll probably time travel. Yeah. Okay. That'll be that'll be. Fun. They've been doing a lot of time traveling here. No, actually, they haven't. They, they've been stuck in the kind of like 1975. 75. Less. But I, I think they're ready to move on now that Hot Girl's good to go. Yeah. So should I watch Legends of Tomorrow? Oh, Would I yeah. like it without liking any of the other stuff? See, the thing is, is like a lot of people bitch about that cw romance stuff yeah i love it i love it i i I grew up enjoying shows like 90210 and i grew up loving melrose place and uh i I love that 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 stupid bullshit romance stuff i i think it does have a place in these types of shows and i'm not saying that like oh it has a place in these types of shows so they can grab a female audience no i feel that romance is prevalent in every story Mm -hmm. i think if there's not romance in certain stories that it's just a fucking sausage fest yeah i think everybody can relate to to relationships as cheesy as some of them get Mm -hmm. everybody can still like gravitate towards some sort of a rom-com will will it be accessible to me though i think just watching it absolutely i think it will i think it will i i I, you can watch them on hulu yeah so there's only been three episodes that have come out and you can watch them on hulu i think you can i think you can get into this man all right i'm in i'll watch the three episodes please i did i don't i don't watch everything yeah i I can't that's true you don't watch error or flash no i this i thought this was very refreshing and cool i've heard a lot of people tell me that i i should jump on this bandwagon regardless of not watching arrow and flash it's fun yeah the team-ups are awesome and i 
st- I still stand behind Flash. Yeah, yeah. I stand behind Flash 100%. It is a little discouraging. I'm not going to lie to you guys because we're all friends. Uh, it's discouraging that nobody else on the cast watches Flash. I will be. Mm-hmm. I will be for sure. Yeah. I understand that Jake doesn't watch it, and I'm fine with that. But, yeah, it's like if I could have like, just like, one person watching it with me and, mm-hmm. like, we could talk about Because, like, there's so many things, like, uh, it's hard for me to talk about it and, like, throw out theories, and I've got nobody else to kind of, like, right. bounce anything off of. Are we in season three of Flash right now or season two? Season two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Season two. And it, 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 Flash, dude, I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. People bitch about the fucking relationship stuff but mm-hmm. that stuff in the downtime i think that's where that's what you need i i love like i loved the fucking the whole patty stuff i yeah. loved it i love i love the the stuff with uh, him and iris I, I like that stuff i don't know i yeah. don't understand like guys i think guys have just put themselves in that place where like oh, i don't need that bullshit romance stuff yeah man. just go just show me some fighting scenes dude Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah. you've got some pretty girls on this show. I under, I 100% understand why Barry is having some struggles mm-hmm. around these women because they're 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 cool as hell. Yeah, and they're attractive. Yeah, and you're around them all the time. You're around them all. What the are you time. gonna do? <laughs> yeah, the romance wouldn't bother me in a show like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a giant Buffy fan, and mm-hmm. if you have a problem with romance, you'll never fucking like that show. <laughs> That's True. a good point. Yeah. That's a good so point. you know, yeah. as long as it's done. You know, yeah. where it's not just over the top stupid, then yeah. it won't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Um, well, some, some, some of, some of it I kind of disagree with. Like, uh, you know, the, the whole Cisco and hot girl thing. And then she, and then, I don't know. Cisco gets with hot girl? A little bit. They used to, they were dating for a little while. <laughs> wow. And then, and yeah, it was interesting. I don't know, man. I don't know. I you love, still hate Cisco? Is that a character I, you still hate? I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand Cisco. <laughs> Fucking what a bullshit character. <laughs> They're trying to make him cooler with the whole vibe thing. Oh, yeah. So, so he's vibe? Yeah, he's vibe. Oh, wow. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, Jay, do you have anything this week? Yeah, uh, just real quick. Um, I started watching Better Call Sal. Um, okay, did you watch Breaking Bad? I did. Yeah, okay, I watched see, the whole thing. I've never watched. I've, I, I watched the pilot episode. Yeah, that's all I've seen too. And I liked. I liked. I it. liked it too. I, I just didn't stick with it for yeah. some reason. The bathroom scene was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, that still stands out to me as the only thing I've seen on the show. It's it's uh my dad watches Breaking Bad. My dad loves Better Call Saul. Does he? Okay. And I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, you know? me too. <laughs> I I almost think like this is a good place to start. Um I've seen 3 episodes now. Um of first course, season? Yeah, first okay. season. Uh of course Bob o- Odenkirk's in it and uh, uh uh the guy from Spinal Tap, the main dude, McKean. Is, um, it, is it David? Mike Michael. No, uh, uh, Michael McKean. McKean, yeah. Michael McKean. Yeah, McKean. Yeah, um, he's in it as his brother. So he you was, have those two guys. Was he Lenny or Squiggy? He was Lenny. He was Lenny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Shamil, Shamabul, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoff and Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah, I, 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 I can't oh, remember. <laughs> but it was really fun. Yeah. And I think like people that are hesitant on delving into Breaking Bad. Um, I think this is more up your alley than like even jumping into that. And you don't, I so wa- far. I, I want to watch Breaking Bad. I, I really do. Yeah. But so far, like this isn't necessarily dependent on Breaking Bad. I've only seen three episodes. So maybe I'm wrong later on. 
Um, of course, there are ep- uh, there are people from Breaking Bad in this. Well, this is a prequel for Breaking Bad. This is a prequel, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I thought that this was going to take away from how much I loved Breaking Bad, but this adds to it, and it adds to Bob Odenkirk's character in right. the show. So now I want to rewatch it now that I've seen even just three episodes and seen kind of his backstory. It's, right. it's funny. It's high drama at the same time. There's really intense situations he gets in, but he's always Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. And him having uh, uh, Michael as his brother is really fantastic. Those two together, they, they, they look like brothers, and they act like brothers so well, and, and they're both so really... M- Mike McKeon, he was not on... He was not in it. Breaking no. Bad. So uh, eventually, I guess we're going to see what happens to him and why he's not in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it is so fun. Breaking Bad was fun in its own way, and Breaking Bad was a lot darker than this. Yeah. This is a different feel. It's based on Saul, who was always kind of quirky. His real name's Jimmy. Um, but he was always kind of quirky in these shows. Um, and this really, I, I think it really adds to it, and I was really surprised. I didn't want to watch it, like I said, but it was just something I was like, I've got to watch this eventually. Everyone's telling me to check it out, and I've just been a dick about it. I've just been mm-hmm. like, no, Breaking Bad's the be-all, end-all of... Yeah, but it's Bob Odenkirk. It's yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And that's why I think you're going to love it even more. Like, you're going to be like, I'm fucking hooked on this, and now, well, you I've know... I've been a Bob Odenkirk fan since yeah. fucking the Ben Stiller show. I know, yeah. I know. So I think, I think you're really going to love this. Mm-hmm. So I... I would urge you especially to check this out even before Breaking Bad. You know, listeners might write in and be like, no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But so far, it's just like this only adds to what I saw in Breaking Bad. Nice. It was very, very, very cool. Great story. Rating? Rating? Uh, Tupperware so far. Three episodes. Okay. Total Tupperware. I don't see that changing. Yeah. Well, yeah, from like what I've heard from everybody that's watched it. My my dad watches it and loves it. So Yeah. Yeah, I got an email this week that Netflix just added it. Yeah. So it was actually kind of – I was kind of thinking about it myself nice. is now the time nice. to and i was wondering do i need to watch breaking bad before i watch like this? i said you'll you'll see older characters and you'll be like okay there's that guy i think i, I, I think i would watch i i think i personally would yeah. want to watch breaking bad first yeah. in the order they created it yeah it would make sense but i don't think you have to um but yeah a lot of fun uh the other thing i wanted to talk about just real quick was i've i've been watching uh, i'm on episode three of the magicians on sci-fi yeah i've got i've got all three of those uh, on my dvr mm-hmm. As well, is it something that we should be watching, Jay? I think so. Uh, it's not a Tupperware. Uh, okay. So far, uh, that could change. We all know we watch these series, and then you have that blockbuster episode that changes your whole viewpoint on yeah. it. Yeah. So far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's a lot of exposition, though. the The first episode was was probably the best so far. Um, just because you're, you're introduced to these new characters, but they don't delve so much into who each one of these is. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters in this. There's this is Harry Potter, you know, times ten as far as there's different factions. There's a school, and then there's all these kind of different characters that practice different forms of magic. Hmm. Um, but what really uh, what really does it for me? The main character's phenomenal. Um, you start off with him in in a. Uh, He's at a mental hospital because he just doesn't feel like there's any reason for him to live. Yeah. And they kind of show like he's, you know, kind of a social outcast. And so I, I could relate to that immediately. I was like, okay, yeah, I've been there. I understand this guy. And he's looking – he doesn't know that there's this other thing. How, how many mental hospitals have you been in? I've been in one. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. We're on the same page. <laughs> so, same I, hospital? Uh, no, I went to a different one. But yeah. we can. Re- I think you'll relate to this character in that way, like the early years of 
feeling that stuff and not knowing I what tried to, to call him out and he's actually like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was like shit dude got shut down i thought i was gonna one up you <laughs> no <laughs> we're in the same boat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um crazy but he's a really interesting character in yeah. that regard is he he just he kind of hates himself and even up to episode three when he does you know, kind of get a grasp that he's a little bit special and he has mm. these magic powers. It's it's like Harry Potter. Hmm. He's kind of the gifted one. Um, but it's it's more of, you know, something I think I can relate to, um, not having to read a bunch of novels and understanding this character of, as Harry Potter that's younger than me. Yeah. This guy is closer to my age, and he just kind of stumbles into this realm that gets him out of this funk that he's in and he starts to realize he has these powers and he meets all these really cool, interesting characters. What's also cool about it is it's not your typical magic where it's like you have a wand and you cast a spell. They do these really cool physical like ways that they cast spells. Is it kind of like uh, Scarlet Witch and like Age of Ultron? It is exactly like that, and it's really fun to watch. She did it really well, yeah. I'll be honest with you. She uh, did. Yeah, with her fucking like, crazy fingers. Yeah, exactly. How are, the, how are the effects in general? The effects are good, um, and what really, really caps it off, um, you know, for me, like like I said, the second and third episode are good. They have their, their pluses, but the first episode was so far the best because they reveal the main antagonist, which is called the Beast, mm. and he's fucking cool as Hank hell. McCoy. Not, not <laughs> Hank McCoy. More like the devil, the beast. Okay. Um, but it's, he's a really, uh, he's really badass and he's really cool. Alright, so this is The Magicians on Sci-Fi. The Magicians on Sci-Fi. I think it's on Monday. Overall rating? Overall all rating, still a taste it. Taste it, yeah, okay. That might change. It could Can I be ask better. you a couple questions here? It shows that I want to find out if you're still watching. Uh-huh. Uh, are you still watching? I know The Expanse had their season finale recently. I'm not caught up, no. Okay. Uh, Colony, have you been watching Colony? Colony, I'm on like episode three right now. Yeah, I finished episode three okay. myself. Yeah. Episode two, I was not as impressed. Episode two bored me. Episode three, though, brought me right back in. I stopped after yep. episode two. You should get back on episode three. Okay. It gets better. Yeah. Episode I don't know what it was. Episode two was just dragging. Ep- episode two is not that <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. But episode three uh, of Colony was actually pretty good. Brought us back to a lot of the characters and a lot of their do you did you watch uh 12 monkeys on sci-fi no uh-uh. oh shame shame i should absolutely I? yeah uh i i only have th- god i have not watched all of them yet from the first season oh really yeah new season new season uh season two starts in april mm-hmm. okay um i'm three episodes away from finishing it I, I just get caught up doing other things where can you watch 12 monkeys do you have to buy it uh you can go to uh sci-fi.com and just enter in your comcast information okay here. i wonder if they have an apple tv app i love it absolutely i it love out. it I, I still tupperware the entire season i've got three episodes left of it i'm okay. gonna finish it this next week but 12 monkeys is just fucking great wow. so fucking good i love it i i'm just kind of getting caught up because you yeah. know season two is going to come out in april so shit yeah that. i better get on that too did you did you watch any of the expanse yet no i haven't okay. i haven't i've seen like some more trailers and stuff like yeah. that it's something that i will watch but i have them all on my dr okay. so. yeah i'd like to hear your thoughts on that are you still watching this the shannara show yeah shannara chronicles have you been watching that no <laughs> i am 100 all caught up. i would if i could if i had time i'd watch that too. uh i love it i was I liking fucking, it i fucking love it yeah. i'm all caught up dude i like i've watched every episode how how far are they in S- 
five or six episodes. Okay. Okay. So whatever whatever episode they're on, I'm, I'm, I've watched them all. I was enjoying it. I yeah. still love it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of corny, but I like it. No, it, was, it started off as like a fucking uh, like a taste it for me. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. Oh, dude. Shit. Wow. I love it. I love it. It's fucking cheesy. It's CW bullshit. The effects are fucking awesome, though. You gotta understand, like there are some really good people involved in this. John Favreau is like an executive producer. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's I like know that. yeah, there's some big time people involved in this fucking show, and I I, I think they do a great job. Like, uh, whoa! <laughs> I'm trying to knock my drink over. No, fuck, you, but, uh, fuck your creamy goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, uh, there's a dude. Uh, there's like this fucking like evil black knight that they're fighting. It's like a black knight demon, and it looks like fucking like it's it's got like this wispy fucking like black smoke that's coming off of it and shit it uh-huh. looks like a soul that's in armor uh-huh. like a black soul that's in armor it reminds me of like uh lord of the rings type that that fucking demon character that fucking uh uh fucking uh gandalf fights on the you shall not pass oh, like the balrog, oh, the balrog. Yeah, yeah. it has like that it's not as big as the balrog but it it looks like the balrog mixed in with fucking uh Sauron. Wow. In the armor and shit. Okay. <laughs> their villains are fucking badass. Dude, yeah. Their villains are badass. You have these beautiful people, and then you have these really yeah. cool-looking, evil-looking fuckers. Yeah, dude. And they do a good job some on the character design. Yeah. Some crazy shit happened with the druid, dude. Okay. And Interesting. I, I dude, I love Shannara Chronicles. Yeah. I really like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the whole fucking season. Cool. I got to get back on that, too. So. All right. Moving on. Um, let's talk about – you want to talk about Hail Caesar? Sure. All right. Hail Caesar. Uh, the new Coen Brothers movie stars, uh, Josh Brolin, George Clooney, Alden, uh, Aaron Reich, uh, Ray, Fi- Ray Fiennes, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, Francis McDormand, Channing Tatum, and Jonah Hill. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a cast. Huge cast. Hail Caesar follows a day in the life of Eddie Mannix, a Hollywood fixer for Capitol Pictures in the 1950s, who cleans up and solves problems for big names and stars in the industry. But when studio star Baird Whitlock disappears, Mannix has to deal with more than just the fix. Baird Whitlock, of course, that was played by George Clooney. Yes. Um, Jake, what did you th- what did you think about Hail Caesar? I fucking hated this movie. I did. It was wow. a, it was a toss it to me. I'd go so far as to say it was the worst Coen Brothers movie I've ever seen. Jeez. Um, I thought, wow, the trailers and commercials look so good too. I was so excited. It looked like so much energetic fun. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, the plot was so stupid to me. Uh, very few characters I even liked. Um, the twist at the end was just really dumb. I, I was bored to tears about like 40, 45 minutes into this movie. Jeez. I don't know. Did you love this movie? I tossed the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, God, thank God. I was like, oh my God, if Brian Tupper is this movie, I'm going to be like, what, what the hell? Was I stupid? It's, no, it was, it was. It was a hard watch, and I, I love, dude. We love Coen Brothers. Yeah, I love True Grit. I love, uh, oh my god, every uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, Big Lebowski is one of my favorite movies ever. Me too. Me um, too. Fargo. Yeah, the, the other one Brolin was in, No Country for Old Men. I love that movie too. I know. I'm a I'm a big Coen Brothers uh, movie fan. Uh, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah, love yeah. that movie. This movie was so stupid. Wow. This movie is. The trailers, like not the original trailer, but the extended trailer, yeah, phenomenal. I agree. I, 
and, and, and what they it's misleading because uh, I thought yes. it, I thought it was going to be a very fun movie about a kidnapping and rescuing the kidnapper. Right. Yeah, there's so many different themes and storylines being woven into this one movie that it's very clunky and some people may think that it works but in my opinion it does not work Mm. um you've got you've got the whole communist agenda (laughs) that's what i was talking about the twist josh brolin as the fixer you've got the kidnapping you've got and I mean, they tout Jonah Hill as being a major player in this movie, and he's in it for a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, same with Frances McDormand. She's yeah. only in the one scene. I think all the characters, in my opinion, all the characters, in my opinion, are very interesting. Yeah. But they don't work. They don't work together to form a good movie. Like I could watch, I could watch a movie about each of these characters separately. I thought the same thing, isn't I, it? Yeah. I thought the like the character that was the Western actor that gets brought into being in drama films that was Hobie Doyle. I thought the if the movie would have been about just him for ninety minutes, yeah, I would have had a good time. Well, even Tilda Swinton playing two different characters, yeah, she was great. I loved I love Channing Tatum's character. I agree. The be, one of the best. My okay, my two. My favorite parts were the the Scarlett Johansson synchronized swim, swimming screen. Yes, the, yes. The, the, the synchronized swimming scene was was great. I loved it with the with the animatronic looking whale. Yes, yes, yes. I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought that's 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 great. Coen Brothers cinematography. That it, it, it's great. There are some great moments in this movie. I agree. I agree. But together, like, like if I were to watch this movie in scenes, yes. I might love it. Yes. But, but, but when you put it together, it's a clusterfuck of just. It was such a clusterfuck. It was a huge clusterfuck. I kept thinking it was going to have like a Tarantino esque like last twenty minutes where like all these storylines yeah. were all going to like crash into right. each other and it'd right. be like, oh shit! But that never never happened. happened. Wow. Uh, yeah, my two favorite scenes were the ScarJo mermaid scene mm-hmm. and the uh, Ralph Fiennes yeah. trying to teach the actor how to say his lines oh, oh, uh, Lawrence Lawrence yeah I yeah, love, yeah, yeah. agreed that, that was my favorite scene of yes, the movie where yes. just, they just kept saying well, the line over and over and over the, and over the, again the Channing Tatum homoerotic dance scene was really good that was a great scene yeah. too that was that a was great very scene funny. too yeah, it, had, it wasn't like this movie was a total crap fest but there yeah. was just like it was like six really good scenes intermixed with a bunch of shit that didn't work. They, very clunky. Yeah. Wow. Very clunky. Like when you put it all together, it does not work. Yeah. Um, and this movie felt long. It wasn't even over two hours. No, it was I an was, hour and 40 minutes. I was like so fatigued by the end of this movie. Yeah. I, I like just, you said, 45 minutes in, I'm just like, okay, this is not going to get good. Oh, wow. I was just like drowning my face in popcorn just waiting for this movie to fucking end. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, and, and like the synopsis for this is like, uh, it, it basically says like Eddie Mannix is a Hollywood fixer. Like, yeah, that, that comes into play, but there's like so many other side stories going on at the same time. Yeah, we never spend enough time with any character to ever give a fuck of really about any of them. Uh, I thought George Clooney was underused. Yeah, oh, and he, he was great. He was great. He was great, but very underused. Yeah, he was barely in the fucking movie. I mean, the movie had tons of fucking people. Like, even in the scene alone, when he's with all the communists, there was a yeah. lot of recognizable people in there. Absolutely. I think, like, Rudger Hauer was in there, yeah. and there was a bunch of recognizable faces. Jeez. This movie was terrible. Jay, I know you said you didn't see this. No, I was going Don't. to. <laughs> I was going to. Probably won't now. Save your fucking money. Watch this shit on Netflix at home when it comes out. If Man. you must. Yeah, if you're going to watch this, watch it if it comes out like on HBO or Showtime or something like wow. that. I, I, I agree 100%. And I, I know it's doing well. 
as far as like Rotten Tomatoes goes. Yeah, seventy nine percent. Um, man. I think people are just sucking the dick of the Coen Brothers, mm-hmm. yeah. saying they love this movie. Well, a lot of people are saying like like you have to be a Coen Brothers fan to appreciate this movie. Mm. I am a Coen Brothers fan. Yeah. yeah, and I still think that this was just like you said. It, like you said, like there are some great scenes, but like yeah. once it's all put together, it's just it's just a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, and as much as I enjoyed the Channing Tatum homoerotic dance number, yeah, like when they introduced him like halfway through the movie, I almost groaned. I was like, oh, another character that we're not going to spend any time with, or I'm going to give a fuck about. And Scarlett Johansson was really good. Yeah, she was, she was really good. good, and it's like we hardly get her. Uh, I don't know. It, it was mostly it was a Josh Brolin vehicle. It felt yeah. like. And even ScarJo was like it was like a throwaway joke at the end, which yeah. was really stupid. Yeah. Oh, she married Jonah Hill. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big yucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in the movie for a minute. Yeah. Wow. He's movie. all over the trailers. Well, That's he, the only in, scene he's, he's in. in the poster. Yeah. He's in the poster. That's the only scene he's in. That's it. He's in there literally one minute. Wow. Yeah. If even. If, if even. even. Does it feel like it was like just made for the Coen Brothers? Like they made it for themselves? I think, I think so. I think it was like kind yeah. of an ode to old cinema and old, old Hollywood. Old cinema, old Hollywood, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, it's basically like we are seeing old cinema with today's kind of effects. Right. Yeah. And I can appreciate visually like what they did oh, yeah. with like, the, like I said, the synchronized swimming, swimming yeah. scene. And I. Dude, I love the 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 Channing Tatum dance number. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it. I really did. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And I think that's kind of like. Did you guys hear that? That kind of spawned like there's going to be like an R-rated musical with Channing Tatum and Joseph Gordon-Levitt I, coming out. I oh, did wow. see that. That's yeah. Funny. So I think this movie kind of in, kind of like helped bring that along, and I think that's great. Yeah. I would love to see an R-rated dance musical. I think that's. I think that's yeah. a brilliant. Idea. <laughs> yeah. That could be great. But but, but this movie. I, I don't I, I don't know how much of a Coen Brothers fan you got to call yourself to really enjoy this. I yeah. just feel, I feel like it was very clunky. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, I, I can only it. afford to see like one movie a week, and I literally was pissed off when this mm. movie ended. Yeah, you know? I yeah. was like, "Fuck!" I yeah. wish I would have saw anything else, but I wish I would have saw Kung Fu Panda fucking three. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. Kung Fu Panda two is one of the best movies ever. I so seen a Kung Fu Panda. Movie Kung Fu and Panda, was... and, and I'll be honest with you, Kung, Fu, Kung Fu Panda two is phenomenal. <laughs> I like the first one. I Kung seen Fu the Panda two is even better. I'll check it out. It's even better. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. Man. I know you're not. I'm not bullshitting you. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. I wanted. I did. Uh, I, I. I. I did want to talk about a movie that I saw yesterday. No, I'm excited to hear what you think of this. Anomalisa. Okay. Have you guys heard of Anom- Anomalisa? Uh. Uh-uh. I googled it after you, you texted me. Yeah. Anomalisa is. Uh, it's a stop motion movie uh, from uh, the mind of uh, Charlie Kaufman. Okay. Charlie Kaufman from. Uh, I've never seen Adaptation, mm-hmm. one of your favorite movies. I love you, Adaptation. Uh, he did... Uh, Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich and Eternal Spotlight... Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the too. Spotless Mind. Yeah. Which I love that movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love Being John Malkovich. I yeah. love Eternal Sunshine. Um, and this is a stop-motion movie. Hmm. Um, it stars uh, David Thewlis as Michael Stone, which is the main character. Main character. It's Lupin from Harry Potter, right? Is that who it is? Yeah, Professor Lupin, the werewolf oh, teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee as uh, Lisa Hesselman. And then Tom Noonan 
plays every other character in the movie, and there's a reason for that. You know who Tom Noonan yeah, is, right? Yeah, off the top of my head. Tom Noonan, uh, uh, last action hero. Okay. Remember the guy with the Kaiser blades? Yes, yes. That ca- that guy. Okay. He's been in a ton of movies. Kind of a character actor. You know who I'm talking okay. about. I'll, I'll look it up. While You'll you're know when you see him. You want me to pause? No, you can keep talking. All right. So I watched uh, Anomalisa, and it's written by Charlie Kaufman. Um, and it's uh, the synopsis is Michael Stone, an author that specializes in customer service, is a man who is unable to interact deeply with other people. His low sensitivity to excitement and his lack of interest made him a man with a repetitive life and his own perspective. Hmm. But when he went on a business trip, he met a stranger, an extraordinary stranger, which slowly became a cure for his negative view on life that will possibly change his mundane life. Um... This movie is not going to be for everybody. If you don't like Charlie Kaufman movies to begin with, yeah. you're not going to like this movie. Right. Okay. I um, – right off the bat, I'm going to Tupperware this movie. This movie spoke to me on so many fucking levels. It. This is not – this is not – it's a stop motion movie. Right. But this is not – this is not the fucking Lego movie. If, yeah. you're, if you're going into this thinking it's going to be a fucking fun comedy – if you've seen a Charlie Kaufman movie, right. this is a Charlie Kaufman movie with just stop motion animation. Yeah. First off, I'm going to tell you that the stop motion is fucking breathtaking. Really? It is fucking amazing. You see little subtleties. Mm. Even as like if they get a close up on a character, Jake, their chest moves up and down. Like you can see them mm. breathing. It's wow. fucking unreal. Was it really done with stop motion? It was done with stop motion. It, it, it's. Just the animation, number one, is a Tupperware. Okay. Um, movie's about an hour and 40 minutes long. Pretty good length. Uh, this it originally started off as a Kickstarter. Okay. I think they earned like $400,000 to do this. Um, I don't know like if that went towards distribution. I, I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they got distribution after they raised the money or whatever, but – it's just amazing that this movie exists, number one. Yeah. You'll see little things like, uh, like he goes on this business trip and like, you know, he gets off the plane. Um, everything looks real. Mm-hmm. Like, except for the environments that he, that he is in looks real. Yeah. Except for like the, the models themselves. Uh-huh. And they're a work of art too. I right. mean, just watching them move like fluid movements from stop animation. Yeah. You know, it, it's just amazing. Because who does that well like that anymore, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, like, this is not even, like, uh, Team America where they use puppets. Yeah. This is, like, stop animation. Right. Very, very long, grueling process. Tedious, yeah. Very tedious. Um, and, and, like, just, like, the, he he gets a cab ride from a character at the very beginning, and it's it's raining outside. Oh, wow. And you see things, like, like on the windshield, like, fucking, like, rain. Yeah. And you see rain, like, when they, they, they cut back, like, they do, they do it like a movie. Like, you see, like, the, 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 the driver, and they, they have a camera shot of the driver, and then they'll move to a camera shot of him in the back seat of the fucking cab. Wow. And it's a, it's, fu- it's a fucking model. Yeah. And there's little sp- Platters of like water. Wow. On the fucking windsh on the on the on the on the windows. Yeah. And it looks everything looks real. And you see other cars driving past them on the outside. Man. He gets to the hotel. He, when he gets to the hotel, uh when he walks into the room, it looks like every hotel room you've ever walked into uh-huh. with the single bed. You've got the little coffee maker there, the mini bar, the yeah. bathroom off to the side. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, J- Jake is watching the trailer right now. 
Are you look at that? Look at that. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna let you guys watch this a little bit so you can appreciate it. Hold on. Okay, so you guys got a chance to watch the uh, like the, the trailer for uh, Anomalisa. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. I hadn't seen that yet. As if that was local, I would go see it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 a little bit of a drive mm. for you guys, uh, but I, I went to the art theater in Champaign, so I had to drive about forty five minutes away to watch this one. Yeah, but, um, I, you know, just let me just start off with like the detail that they put into this movie is amazing. Um, like the, like I said, like the hotel room. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it didn't look like it was trying to be over the top animation. It looked like no. it was just going for realism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it does that so well because there, there are certain scenes in this movie, Jake, where like you, you will just see like the most, uh, everyday normal things that you would do in a hotel mm-hmm. that, that you wouldn't pay attention to if you were watching real actors. Yeah. Because, but but you're watching the animation, the stop animation style. So like he uses his key card to get into the room, mm-hmm. and you you see the red light. It's not working. <laughs> so he has to swipe it like multiple times for it to get him in that green light to open up. And yeah. it's just like it's like you wouldn't notice that in a regular movie, but you notice it here because you're watching the stop animation style. Yeah. There's a there's a scene where he is in uh, the shower and he's showering and the water's too hot and it's burning him. And then so he goes to turn it down a little bit and it's too cold and he's cold <laughs> and it's just shit like that that you watch and he's trying to get the water just right that you're just like oh my god i've been there i yeah. know i know this mm-hmm. and you're you, you pay more attention to it because it's stop stop motion animation right um basically you've got a character here who is not a good guy hmm. um the main guy uh is uh, Michael Stone is the character's name, and he does like uh, he wrote a book about uh, customer service, and so he's supposed to know about people and what people want. And in this movie, there's a reason why Tom Noonan plays every other character because every other character in this movie has Tom no- Tom Noonan's voice. Mm-hmm. Just very monotone. Is it just because this character doesn't pay enough attention to other people when they're talking? He just hears the same voice from everyone. Basically, he just views everyone as like the same. There's yeah. nothing new. Uh, every and, and and every character has the same face. Right. He's not seeing. So finally, he comes across this one character played by Jennifer Jason Lee, and she's got her own face. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of a, he's a broken person. Like at the beginning, like they show him, there's this, he's a fucked up character, man. He's really a fucked up character. He's married, he's got a kid, he's on this business trip, and he's gonna do this fucking conference the next day. And he's in Cincinnati. And while he's in Cincinnati, he's got a past relationship that he just broke it off with this woman. 11 years earlier and didn't give her a reason just left her life like she was in total love with him Mm -hmm. and when he he calls her out of the blue while he's there and he's like hey i'm here would you meet with me and she's like i I can't believe you're calling me why are you calling me now (laughs) and he's looking for something he's looking for something he thought that they had something really special so she meets him in like the the uh the bar at the hotel so she comes out to meet him and then when she meets him she's he's like talking to her like you know like what happened and she's like well you you know what happened you left yeah and then all of a sudden like uh he's like would you want to go back to my room and she's like i can't believe you're asking me to go back to your room why would you're trying to sleep with me 
And like she flips out and like leaves him. And she's got like the same face as every other character in this movie. Yeah. He finally meets the girl played by Jennifer Jason Lee and she's got like a distinct look to her and she's a broken character too. You find out she hasn't had a relationship in eight years and all this stuff and like she, but she's got her own voice. It's Jennifer Jason Lee's voice. It's not Tom Noonan's voice. Mm, okay. And she's got her own face and like there's an awkward dude, this movie is even though it's like stop animation, it's so realistic, like the things that happen in this movie. There's an awkward sex scene yeah. between them and like, you know, like he like lowers his elbow on top of her body and she's like, Oh, uh, your elbow, <laughs> watch it. And it's like, and like he goes down on her. Dude, it's fucking weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird because it's stop animation, but it's like, even though it's stop animation, it's like the most realistic sex scene I've ever seen in a fucking movie. Mm. Because. It's that awkward first yeah. time. You know what I mean? And you're paying so close attention to what was all put into that. Yeah. Rather than just a person playing mm-hmm. that, doing a sex scene. Yeah. It's almost more humanistic in that way. Yeah, Kaufman has, like, total control over, mm-hmm. like, what is going to happen in the scene. Exactly. So directing someone. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And, like, you know, her body's not perfect. His body's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not like a sex scene that you'd see in Hollywood where it's like Ryan Gosling banging some like Rachel McAdams and they just have like beautiful bodies. Right. Yeah. It's realistic. And this 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 movie actually like hit me on a level like where I started to like realize things like I'm not like this guy in a lot of ways, but in a way in some ways I kind of kind of I can I don't want to be this guy like I'm aware of it. Like, cause, okay, I date, you know, I go around dating and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, you know, I do a segment called Brian's Dating Disasters. Yes. And this movie woke me up. Like, like, I need to stop dating right now. I, I can't because I, I'm, I, I, that's what I'm doing is like, I'm going out with like different women and I'm just like setting it up for failure every yeah. time. It's like you're seeing the same person. No exactly. Who you date. Exactly. I'm not seeing like, like the individual and yeah. but it woke me up. So like, you're probably not going to hear Brian's dating disasters for a while because this movie hit me on such a, such a fucking deep level. Like, I just want something to happen. Some of our listeners are going to hate this movie just for that. Just for that. <laughs> because they love, they love hearing my stories. But, like, but on the flip side, like, it, it really hit me. Like, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going out with different people. Like, I've been, I've, I've been single for like two years. I even took six months off dating. I've gone out with 26 different women in two years. And, and it's like, Nothing, you know what I mean? Like, I've just, I don't know. That's don't, why they're the disaster. Yeah. There's not that diamond in the rough. Right. Like this movie's kind of implying. Yeah. You know? Well, okay. Or what you're searching for isn't there. You'll, you'll see, when you watch the movie, you'll see, like, she has, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't, yeah. But watch this, watch this movie. It is, a, it is a Tupperware. If you don't like Charlie Kaufman movies, you're not going to like this yeah. movie. I could tell that from the trailer too. Yeah. Like yeah. You, if, if you're not a fan of his, yeah. this doesn't look like something exactly. you'd like. Like, 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 like if you didn't like Adaptation or Eternal Spot, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, if you didn't like being John Malkovich, you're not going to like this movie. For me though, it really spoke to me on a level. I love this movie. Um, his movies are very like soul searching yeah. like that. Yeah, like, but I, I think anybody, yeah, very soul searching. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee is great in this movie. Um, what a resurgence for her this year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Great year for her. Uh, okay, moving on. So Man, I Tupperware that. Sounds brilliant. It's fucking, yeah. it's a deep fucking movie. I left that movie just like on the way home, just thinking about it. And, yeah. 
And like that's I I think like right now like I'm I'm gonna I'm putting dating off um <laughs> because of this fucking movie. That's how that's how that's, that's what, a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. I mean, not like funny, haha. Yeah, but just that you know. Well, see, the, like, I think this 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 character, the main character, in my opinion, at the end of the movie, you figure out like he's the villain. Uh huh. He's the villain, and like that, like like I'm aware of that. Like I don't want to. I'm not like him because I'm aware of that. Uh-huh. See, that's the thing. You know, I don't know if it makes any sense. But people, well, I, people could go down that sense. road. Yeah, they yeah. could go down that road and then not knowingly. Yeah, you know? but it takes something like this to wake people up from that. Yeah, I think we all do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did watch Lucifer. Okay, nice. So that's a that show on Fox that you guys talked about yeah. last week, and mm-hmm. I watched it. Uh, I absolutely loved the first episode. I mm. gave the first episode a Tupperware. Um, the second episode, I gave it a Taste It. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, th- I don't know. I like the movie. I, I like the show. Excuse me. Um, but I thought that, that that first episode was so good. It was. It well was done. really good. And yeah. I just feel like it's just going to be serialized every week now. Yeah. Case of the week. Yeah. But but I did like the ending of the second episode mm. where like he did use that one angel to slow down time. Yeah. And I, I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. the way that worked that played out. I'm going to continue to watch this one. Yeah, me too. I'm going to continue to watch it. Yeah. Has there been a third episode yet? Is no, that, I don't think tomorrow? it's coming. I think it comes out tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, uh, I, I Tupperware the first episode and I taste the second episode. I love the psychiatrist. I've seen, oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen her in some other th- stuff. She's always... She was really funny. Yeah, she's always kind of that background yeah. character, yeah. though. Is that is that bottle? Is that... There's is something that wobbling. I keep hearing that it's the bottle. too. It's the bottle. Is it? Okay. Yeah, get that. I keep hearing that... Bop, 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 yeah. Bop, bop, bop. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck get is that? that? <laughs> Uh, and a movie that I watched this week um, that I wanted to talk about is called the The End of the Tour. Have you guys heard of yeah, this movie? Yeah, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen it? No, no. Have Have either of you read the the book? It's by um, uh, David Foster Wallace called Infinite Jest. No, no, I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay, very popular book that came out in the nineties. I have never never read the book myself, uh, but this is what it's about. It's about um, David Lipsky, played by Jesse Eisenberg, who interviewed this author, David Foster Wallace, that's played by Jason Segal. Mm-hmm. You guys remember him from like How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, yeah. Muppet played, Movie. Yeah, Muppet Movie. He played Marshall in How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. And, um, I'm a big fan of his. I like him uh, quite a bit. Uh, it's about. This Jesse Eisenberg, David Lipsy character, he's a guy who wrote for Rolling Stones magazine, and uh, he uh, was going to interview, even though it wasn't like rock music related, this guy was like a rock star when it came to like writing this book, Infinite Jest, that was like on the top sellers and mm-hmm. shit, and so he was going to interview this guy, spent five days with this guy. Yeah. And uh, it stars Jesse Eisenberg as David Lipsky, Anna Chlumsky as Sarah, Mamie Gummer. Remember we mentioned Gummer? Yeah, remember we mentioned Gummer last week? Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, this is uh, this is uh, what's her face is uh, Meryl Streep's other daughter. It's another Gummer. It's another oh, Gummer. Okay. Yep. Uh, Joan Cusack plays Patty, and then Ron Livingston is in there real quick. He plays David Lipsky's editor uh, for Rolling Stone. He's in it. Remember Ron Lim- Ron Livingston from Band of Brothers and also yeah. Office Space? Mm-hmm. He was the main character. Yep. Uh, the synopsis, the story of the five-day interview between Rolling Stone reporter David Lipsky and acclaimed novelist David Foster Wallace, which took place right after the 90, 1996 publication of Wallace's groundbreaking epic novel, Infinite Jest. What really... What I really liked about this movie uh, is the fact that um, – and I got this through Redbox – is the fact that like 
this guy was like a rock star when it came to like this book. It was a huge book, like a thousand seventy six pages is what they said it came out wow. to be. Wow, God. Um, I want to read the book now. I want to yeah. like, I want to listen to the audio version of it. It's, it's a book about satire and things like that. It's, it's supposed to be very good. I'm sure some of our listeners have, uh, read this book, but like, it, it, it's a fascinating movie, even if you haven't, um, watched it. And the reason that I kind of like connected to it is because of the fact that this guy was actually raised in Champaign Urbana. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and right. then and then and then he moved and lived in Bloomington, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So like he like he's driving around with Jesse Eisenberg's character, and he's talking about certain landmarks, and he talks about the Mitsubishi factory. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like I knew people like their fathers worked at the. My Mitsubishi. uncle worked there. Yeah. The, yeah. People, that, people that worked there, and that's, that's how I kind of connected to this. But it, it's 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 a really good movie. I would recommend it. It's called The End of the Tour. Okay. I'm gonna give it a high taste. It. Yeah. Uh, maybe after I read the book. Maybe I would give it a Tupperware after you know I get to appreciate the guy a little bit more. But I'm gonna give it a high taste. That I, I really enjoyed the movie. Jesse Eisenberg is great in it. Nice, he's nice. really really good in it. Um, guys, uh, oh another movie I wanted to bring up real quick. Have you guys seen A Most Violent Year? No, I have not. Stars Oscar Isaac. Oh, oh wow. shit! Uh, Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain, and David Oyelowo. Um, he did. He was in the Selma movie. Okay. Uh, it's a crime drama set in New York City during the winter of 1981. Statistically, one of the most violent years in the city's history and centered on the lives of an immigrant and his family trying to expand their business and capitalize on opportunities as the rampant violence, decay, and corruption of the day drag them in and threaten to destroy all they have built. I'm going to give it a low taste. That, mm. uh, I, Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain are absolutely phenomenal in this movie. It's just like the story just didn't grab me. Yeah. They call it a most violent year and I think like one person dies. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's, it's okay. I, and I know a lot of critics love this movie, but I'm going to give it a low taste. It, 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 I don't know. There's a, there's a, I kind of like a cool car chase scene for a little bit mm-hmm. uh i don't know this just wasn't this just didn't grab me mm-hmm. that's a shame yeah such a good cast because i love oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh last the i'm not really going to talk about that that much it's called the most violent year you know i, I guess rent it if you like oscar yeah. isaac yeah. jessica chastain has her moments in it but uh it just didn't grab me mm-hmm. uh last thing i wanted to talk about if you guys have anything else you could talk about that's cool but we watched uh the people versus oj simpson yeah yes yep. uh i mean who's all in this fucking thing we got cuba gooding jr yes uh we've got the the chick from american horror story sarah that's paulson sarah paulson we've got john travolta yes um we got some David guy, Schwimmer. David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. <laughs> we got some guy pretending to be Cato Kalin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, Cato Kalin was live tweeting the episode. Was, was he really? Oh, yeah. Shit. The yeah. real Cato. The real Cato. Uh, it was. I was actually like kind of watching it go down. I, yeah. I hadn't watched the episode yet, but I was yeah. watching him live tweeting. He started with a thousand followers, which I thought was like, wow, that's not very many. Cato Kalin only had a thousand followers on yeah. Twitter. By the end of. The first episode of People vs. OJ, he was just over 7,000. They probably wow. love him now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what, okay, we've got, we're, uh, Selma Blair was in this. Uh, are they saying this is only one, season one? Yeah, I mean, there's this, two. Yeah, this could go to season two. But it's not, it's gonna be just like American Horror Story. Okay. It's gonna be a new crime thing every season. Oh, so it could not, it, it might not be just OJ next it season. It will not be OJ next okay. season. Okay. And, and kind of interestingly enough, um, this is a Ryan Murphy show who is also behind American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Um, FX was already developing a adaptation of this OJ book yeah. into like a miniseries 
and then um, Ryan Murphy pitched the idea of American Crime Story and every year doing a different story. And it was actually the network that pitched to Ryan Murphy to do the OJ thing since they were already like 70% done with the like pre-production writing of this story. Hmm. So Ryan Murphy was really only involved with um, casting and directing the first episode. Right. The, the, the thing had pretty much already be, been written and everything, hmm. and they kind of told him, okay, we'll let you do your yearly you know, crime analogy show, yeah. but you have to do OJ for the first season. Okay. It was kind of fascinating. Okay. So, yeah, the, it, it was kind of like, uh, you know, you, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Because I've seen a lot of people say that the, this didn't have a lot of the sensibilities that you normally get from a Ryan Murphy show. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he wasn't the guy writing the original treatment for this. I see. Okay. Um, Nathan Lane is supposed to appear in this too as well, correct? Yeah, he. I, I saw him in the opening credits and assumed he was in there somewhere, but I did not catch yeah. who he Maybe was. Maybe in the second or third episode yeah. we'll see him. I don't know yeah. who he's playing yet. Um, what what did you guys think of uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson? It was I, it was a taste it for me. I I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, one thing that really killed me was the camera work in this show. It actually drove me fucking batty. They they kept like pausing the image before they would cut to another scene and doing all these 360 shots and everything. It it was kind of giving me a fucking headache to be honest with you. It mm-hmm. really took me out of the show. I just didn't understand what it was trying to accomplish. With It was the whole fucking episode, too. It was like an hour and 20 minutes, and they were doing all these pauses right before they cut scenes. <laughs> and I hate to bitch about like a technical thing like that, but it, like if it would have been just one scene, I'd have been cool with it. But like the whole fucking thing was shot like that, and it, it drove me nuts. I like, didn't notice it. I didn't either. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It was mm. shot so fucking weird. Um, I thought the performances were kind of like some were good, some were bad, too. Like I, I thought Travolta was kind of fucking ridiculous. I thought his Robert Shapiro was pretty, I agree was pretty terrible. I agree with that one hundred percent. It was like he was Doctor Fucking Evil the way yeah. he was talking and shit. Too. Yeah, like OJ needs a million dollars and shit. I agree, like, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. He had so much fucking makeup on too. It was fucking crazy. Like Travolta's acting took me out of it a lot. Yeah. Um. I I got the feeling. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got the feeling from this that it was like. Uh, uh, you know, his career is kind of on the downside. He's and, a producer yeah. of this, by the way. And yes. the thing is, like, I, I got the feeling like they were thinking like this is going to be like another like true detective where like it'll help like bring upon the resurgence of like his career and maybe Cuba Gooding Jr.'s mm-hmm. and, and stuff like and that. And I apologize. I'm like getting ready to frank it up and like talk about every aspect of the show when all I'm supposed to do is rate it. So. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Jay, what did you think, man? I loved it. Uh, I, I Tupperware it. I, I this is something that I did not want to delve back into after living it, you yeah. know, and watching that shit every fucking day. Right. I didn't want to, um, but I I enjoyed it. Cubic, I thought Cubic Gooding Jr.'s performance was great. I enjoyed John Travolta. It is. It is exaggerated. <laughs> I agree with Jake. Too exaggerated. I agree. It's I agree with you. I agree with Jake. Like, like he, he, t- like I, I enjoyed everybody else's performance, but like Travolta kind of took me out of well, it. Well, to me, like why I liked it, be- it was because that's how I envisioned somebody like Robert Shapiro to be. Just kind of an over the top kind of you know narcissist. Yeah. You know, I would I wouldn't put it past him to wear makeup to be on camera. Yeah. So that's why I kind of enjoyed it because that was kind of my viewpoint of the game. No, I mean I thought like honestly I thought like I 
I was expecting Travolta to be just like knocking out of the park. You uh, know? I was too, actually. And yeah. like, I was thinking like, uh, who's going to take me out of this? Malcolm Jamal Warner. And he, yeah. <laughs> he, he, well, he didn't. Yeah, no, he did. He was fine. I didn't yeah. even know that was him until I read the credits. I was fine. I was yeah. fine with Schwimmer. I was fine with uh, playing, you know, Robert Kardashian. Yeah. I was fine with him. I, w- I was fine with everybody else. I, I love, what's her name? Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Sarah Paulson was the breakaway star of the whole thing to me. She was, she was very good. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I, I had the biggest problem with Travolta. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I think it's almost fun to watch though because of how how weird it is. You no, know? I, I, I think I think that when you're watching somebody kind of hamming up the way he did, it does. It, it, you focus on that and it kind of takes you out of like mm. it does take you out. of For me, it did. Yeah. It took me out of it a little bit, and yeah. I'm just like, oh fuck, am I watching? Uh, what was it, Battlefield Earth again? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It yeah. was bad. Yeah. It, the Travolta was bad. I was yeah. expecting it, so I had a kick out of I, it. No, I mean, like, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna call them like I'm gonna call them like I see them, <laughs> yeah, and cool. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a very, very high tasted, borderline Tupperware. But I think like the reason I can't give it a Tupperware <laughs> is because like I think the casting decision of fucking Travolta yeah. as Shapiro not working out for me right now. <laughs> and I agree with Brian. Like when I'm seeing commercials for this, I had the exact same thought that this yeah. was like a true detective move. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and once again, Travolta was going to like have a resurgence in his career, and it was really going to just like nail this. Right. Shit. This is this is going to do what Travolta for Travolta, what Pulp Fiction did for Travolta. Yeah, right. I thought that. I thought that, but it was oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm totally with you with the doc with the Doctor Evil. Yeah, I was like, the only thing mm. he's not doing is stroking a fucking bald. Kitty and saying, yeah. <laughs> OJ needs piranhas with laser beams laser. attached to their heads. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was really intriguing as fuck. Yeah. Uh, just to see kind yeah. of the events play, you know. And Cuba Gooding Jr., he's great. He's really good <laughs> in this. I just think, like, he doesn't look like OJ. I agree. That, that bothered me, too. I thought OJ came off as kind of whiny this first episode, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go to jail. It was like, it was either screaming or whining in like every scene he was in. Oh, I think they're probably being true to like how he was acting. He's egomaniacal. Yeah. But I, yeah. my yeah. biggest problem was, was like, just like Cuba just doesn't look like OJ. Right. Yeah, there is some Hollywood fabrications though. Cause like the, um, the scene where we're seeing OJ write out, um, the will, the letter to his kids. Um, and all the different letters yeah. and everything. OJ was basically illiterate. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't. But know I mean, that. they the pictures of these letters are, are public domain. Like you can see them, and uh-huh. they they're like they they really made OJ look good in this scene. <laughs> okay, like it, it was like eight year old or worse, like writing letters to people and everything. Yeah, wow. like the only thing that was accurate was he did put that smiley, smiley face, face in the yeah. O. Okay. And like that's other than that, like those look nothing like the real letters OJ wrote. Yeah. Like they're laughable. I remember first seeing those and cracking up. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like just being disgusted that people can be like that fucking like shitty at reading and writing. Question, is it gonna be enough for you to watch uh season uh, episode two? Yeah, I'm sticking with it. It's kind of a shit storm and I have to keep watching. Well I mean we're gonna get in the Bronco now. The Bronco <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exciting. <laughs> I didn't like David Schwimmer either. I got to be honest with uh, you. Oh, I did. He was good. I thought he was okay. He was Ross Kardashian to me, and it was uh, really silly to me. I, I didn't care for it at all. No, I, I, I honestly, I honestly like every. I thought he was. I thought his character was like very sincere in those scenes where he was talking about like how you were there for me during yeah. like you know my divorce with uh, you know Chris. Yeah, and I, I felt like his character was very sincere, and so that's what kind of like drew me to his character and like kind of like knowing a little bit about the kardashian story and stuff yeah like that. yeah i read a really interesting article this week how um the oj the whole thing is kind of the the thing that like created the stardom that was the kardashians yeah. like without the oj case like that's kind oh of, without the fuck tape yeah it's the, it's the well that, that's tape. for kim though that's, that's kim. just yeah, kim <laughs> but I, I read like it's kind of what taught them that you know you can be a celebrity without really being a celebrity well, that, for kato kalin yeah exactly like that's the whole thing yeah the, the oj thing yeah. taught them that all these people can be right. celebrities without yeah. actually having a real talent kato kalin was like doing like tv appearance after tv appearance oh, yeah. after. he oh, yeah. milked this he oh, milked yeah. this shit out of it yeah, I, I thought it was funny when we saw um, Kim Kardashian's bedroom and she had all the Joey Lawrence Joey Lawrence <laughs> oh no Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah, Jonathan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and OJ's in the fucking bedroom with that chick in there yeah <laughs> banging some random chick, random in, chick. In, in Kim Kardashian's bedroom some fucking rando yeah <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, yeah. That, that I like it I'm gonna keep watching it man I'm gonna keep watching Absolutely. it too I'm gonna keep watching it too it's, it's a train wreck yeah. it is a train wreck <laughs> yeah. it is it is like just like the whole fucking scandal was a train wreck True. Man. The whole True. scandal is a fucking true. I was surprised. Kind of a favorable showing for Mark Furman so far. Yeah. Like that was kind of interesting. Kind of, yeah. but he was being a little shady too. Yeah, a, a little shady. He shouldn't though. have been really where he was and doing what he was doing necessarily. Yeah. Do you think the show is trying is is being ambiguous about whether or not he did it, or do you think it has an no, opinion? No, I think they've already it's basically it's pinning it on him without showing him fucking stabbing them. Right. They're, that's they're, that's what it is. Right. They're they're showing that, but they're also laying it with the backdrop of the divide of like why this case did not convict him. Yeah. Was because of the divide between whites and blacks as far as our view of the, the Yeah, the, Jay, you make a great point. At the beginning they showed the Rodney King. Yes. Right. I was gonna bring that up too, yeah. Right. So it was like ripe for that and they, they showed the divide between how we viewed the system. And obviously black people thought he was innocent for the most part. Even statistically it was like six well, it, it happened right after fucking Rodney King. Yeah. Yeah, it became a race thing. I mean it was a primarily African American jury and it, it kind of became an issue where if they were going to say he was guilty, they were, like, shitting on the well, entire... Can, can you... Okay, this happened yeah. right after the fucking, like, the L.A. riots with yeah. the whole riot. They used it. Can you fucking blame people? No, no, I can't. Absolutely I, not. Johnny Cochran was a genius to bring that into the, the defense. Yeah. I mean, it was an unstoppable defense in that time and in that era. Yeah. yeah. It showed to me, too, like, I didn't understand that, like... I saw the, the, the whole trial. I saw the verdict. And I was like, how did this guy get off? Mm -hmm. It's obvious he did it. Yeah. To me, if I was in the jury, I'd, I'd believe it. Yeah, but, it, was a, it, was a, it was a crime of passion. Yeah, but I also did not understand like what people's you know, what African Americans' viewpoint of the system was in the judicial system and how unfair and unbalanced it was. Yeah. Now I kind of see that with just this first episode, I get it a little mm -hmm. more. I did not get that. I think much. it's more, yeah, and the, and the LAPD and the perception they had right. with, with African Americans, I right. think it's a big deal too. Even yeah. if he did do it, look how corrupt these motherfuckers are. And, I mean, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, and Mark Furman just looked like such a shitbag yeah. that it was hard to side with the fucking defense, you know? Yeah. It was like, 
like yeah. he looks so Mark Furman is such a fucking scumbag and the stuff yeah. that we found out about him like during that trial right. it was like it wasn't doing you know fucking Marsha Clark any fucking favors whatsoever that this guy was fucking involved right yeah, yeah. Very intriguing. Before we jump into news, uh, we Jade, you watched the there was Dateline had the yeah. fucking uh, making a murderer, yeah, and then also was it a, a Discovery Investigation, Investigation Discovery, Investigation Discovery yep. also had it. Um, what are your thoughts after it's it's it basically it's kind of like uh, we saw Making a Murder on Netflix, yeah, and we saw two specials from two different uh, news outlets mm-hmm. talking about it. What are your thoughts now? Oh man, it's hard. It's hard to say because some of the, some of this, um, they definitely left out a lot. I wouldn't say a ton from the Netflix series, but they left out some glaring things that would have maybe changed my mind. Right. And it did. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely on the fence now. I, yeah. I was, I was all for him being innocent at this point. Yep. Um, I do still feel like the uh, Brendan Dassey situation is bullshit. Yeah, I do too. Um, I don't think he should ever go to jail. That kid, I don't care what the fuck happened. That kid's fucked up. I mean, he, I, I don't know. That that really, really pisses me off. That well, there's he's no, still there's in jail. no evidence that he did anything. There's no evidence in the way they fucking coerced there's no that guy. DNA evidence. Yeah, nothing like that. Um, but as far as Steven goes, God, I just. Something in my gut like changed. Um, the Dateline, I, I think, like the the what is it, the Discovery Investigation one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that one was okay. I Dateline was better. The Dateline was better. Yeah. The Dateline special was better. They're kind of the same, but I think Dateline covered it a lot yeah, better. Yeah, the, the EDTA, the yeah. with the uh, with the syringe and the yeah, and that like that was such a huge point yeah. on the on the um, Netflix series. That now I'm just like, well, yeah, they can throw yeah, that out. But on the flip side, the burn pile. Yeah. Two burn piles. Why would you have two burn piles? Why would the, why would you move the body? It's still glaring as to, like, why wouldn't you just destroy the car and the fucking yeah. car compactor? Yeah, the, guy, the guy might have been stupid, but I don't think right. he was that stupid. Right. The phone calls were fishy. Yeah. You know, the blocked numbers. And the fact that on the Netflix series, Teresa said some guy was bothering me on on the yeah. phone and they've never really gone into that. Who the fuck was that guy? If they're tapping his fu- her fucking phone, right. who the fuck else was calling her that was bothering her? Yeah. Even her friend who testified, one of the one that guy, I don't remember his name. He never brought it up again yeah. either. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I when you put a guy away like that, yeah, he was innocent at first, mm-hmm. but when you do that to a guy, I don't know what he comes out I as. I think it comes down to uh, he's got he's got new representation, he's got yeah. a new lawyer. He does. I think it comes down to like they say there's been scientific breakthroughs. Well, let's fucking put that to the test. Right. Let's do some tests and let's find out. Let's yeah. find out. Let's let's do it. One of those things they're claiming is the car latch on the hood. That yeah. his sweat yeah. And fingernail uh, skin cells were found on that or whatever. Right. Maybe he took his glove off to open the fucking hood. Maybe he couldn't open it with what a glove. What blows on. my mind is the fucking key, though. Like the key is bullshit. The key is like all of his DNA is on there. Yeah, but none of hers. It's her fucking key. This could also be like way more complicated than we think. I mean, yeah. maybe he did do it. Maybe that we also have a corrupt police department that was absolutely like, we have to convict this guy yeah. no matter what. So we're going to plant evidence. We know he did do it. You know, there's, they know he did do it. 
but they're going to plant evidence to make sure that he gets put away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's definitely – I'm definitely more conflicted sure. than I was when I just watched the series. Yeah, I know. So everybody why, should watch it to see these other things that yeah. were left out. That's why That's why coming out of it, like what I was saying, like I'm not saying he's innocent or guilty, man, because yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was fuck. But it is it is a good example again of how fucked up the system is and what the media does yeah. and what you know the state will do against you. Yeah. You guys uh you guys ready to move on to news? Yeah. News. What the fuck are you doing over there? Oh, I thought we were gonna take a smoke break after this. I was, <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to pull up OJ on here so I could show you all this pause fucking shit going on. Huh? His what? All all the pause shit that happened in this episode I was trying to show an example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? Yeah, of, pause. Speaking of pause, I'm gonna pause this fucking episode. It's still up. I'm fresh. You gotta, 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 all right, uh, gangsters fuck news, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Straight at you. Is, is, uh, is the news really gangsters fuck anymore? Sometimes. I think we're still gangster with the news, right? Some weeks. Yeah, some weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much certain weeks, you know, I don't know. Deadline is reporting that director Brian Singer, uh, we know him from, uh, what was it, uh, Usual Suspects, yes. uh, the X-Men fo- films, the X-Men films. <laughs> the X-Men films. Yeah. Jake, what are you doing? Uh, put your fucking phone away. I was listening. You're a distracting son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I got I had some shit going on. I had to return that. What's your shit? What you, what do you what do you got going on? I'm not gonna bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff that I had to respond that can't okay. be brought up on the podcast. Okay. Trust, trust me, I don't. If I don't have to text anyone during all this, I don't. But yeah. Sometimes you got. Right. There was some shit going on there. Yeah, we got some. We got some real shit. <laughs> some real shit. I, I, drama. I, I promise you, if, if it wasn't important, I wouldn't have texted it back. So, uh, deadline. They're reporting that uh, director <laughs> Brian Singer is going to re- direct a uh, brand new twenty thousand leagues under the sea for twentieth century Fox. Uh, oh wow! Hmm. I, there was someone else attached to that. It was. Um, Oh no, I'm thinking of Fantastic Voyage okay. that Del Toro was doing. Oh, okay. Both submarines. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. The Beatles and Yellow Submarine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some involvement. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, what, what do you guys think? Brian Singer, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm, unnecessary. Have no care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you guys excited? <laughs> I I love the fucking original. I love it. It's one of my favorite growing up, for uh, sure. Kirk yeah. Douglas. Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. Loved it. Um, I don't know. Do, I don't think they really need a remake of that, necessarily. I don't know. I, I think it all comes down to, like, casting and stuff like that, too. I yeah. mean, I, right now, I'm not excited. It's just Brian Singer doing 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a character-driven, you know, thing with a monster in it. I love the, yeah, I love, like, you know, Captain Nemo yeah. and all that shit. But. So he could, I, I don't doubt that he could pull it off well, um, but as far as, like, excited about it, no, I'm not excited about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 
guess it comes down. I don't know, guys. I guess it comes down to casting too. It does. Yeah. Let's put Oscar it. Isaac in it. I'll get excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Captain Nemo. You listening, Brad Singer? Holy shit! Holy shit. <laughs> All right. I guess be- I, I guess I could get excited with the right news on top of it. And you know what? Honestly, it's like I can't put it past him to get Oscar Isaac because it's like uh, fucking. He's in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, and Brian Singer likes to work with the same people. Absolutely, it's a good point. So he loves he loves him some Ian McKellen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah, it might be all right. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that news was not gangsters. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I don't know if we have any gangsters fuck news this week. Aww. Gremlins three guys is something we've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We reported years ago when we first started the podcast that Gremlins three was going to be fast tracked. Mm. by Warner Brothers. Now we got some news from Slash Film and also details concerning a rejected script. Have you guys heard about this? No, I have not. All right. Details that would answer a question about one of the Mogwai rules, specifically the time zone rule when it comes to eating. (laughs) I've always wondered about that. I'll just read the article. Here it goes. Whether you like it or not, Warner Brothers is still developing a new Gremlins movie. So I guess that's news to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, we we did report years ago that that Warner Brothers was going to fast track this movie. That's probably fucking like three years ago. <laughs> I was just thinking that it's one of our first like twenty episodes. I know, probably, right? I know. And it's like, and then, and then all of a sudden, like nothing happened with it. They they weren't gonna fast track it. It's so got not, slow tracked. Exactly. Once rumored to be a remake of the original nineteen eighty four horror comedy, recent details have pegged the film as more of a reboot slash sequel in the same vein as Jurassic World. Hmm. Uh, while we don't know any specifics of the story, it has been said that the movie will keep the original film's mythology intact while retelling the same story 30 years later. Mm-hmm. This sounds – this honestly, this sounds like Jurassic World. This yeah. sounds like even Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Uh, Carl Ellsworth uh, from Goosebumps, the writer, was the last writer reported to be hired on the Gremlins reboot back in April of last year. Hmm. But some details on a, on one of the rejected ideas for the project have just come to light thanks to Freddy vs. Jason writers Damian Shannon and Mark Swift posting a couple of pages from their pitch, even though this story – won't make it to the big screen. It's cool to see how this rejected Gremlins 3 pitch answers a big question about one of the three Mogwai rules. If you've seen Gremlins, then you know the little furry creatures known as Mogwai must be cared for with consideration for these three rules. Number one, don't get them wet. Number two, don't expose them to bright light. And number three, don't feed them after midnight. Mm. However... Fans have always wondered how the concept of feeding Mogwai after midnight works when dealing with changing time zones. For example, if a Mogwai is on a plane crossing time zones, does it have to be after midnight in that time zone, or is there a specific time zone that applies to Mogwai? <laughs> They're central time Mogwais. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like People have wondered this. I've, yeah. w- I've wondered it myself. Uh-huh. Following a gunfight in Tibet, after here this goes into the the script that okay. was written. So this, this doesn't answer anything though, because if it was rejected, it's not canon. I know, but it gives us kind of like an idea of like where they were, okay, where they were going with this. Following a gunfight in Tibet after the theft of a familiar wooden box, a tattooed man makes it onto a plane after bribing customs officials to let him on with his acquisition. 
Inside the box is the familiar furry friend Gizmo and another Mogwai, which starts making noise because it's hungry. Hmm. The man considers feeding the hungry Mogwai part of his power bar, but thinks better of the situation after asking the stewardess is unable to determine whether it's truly after midnight due to flying over time zones. Mm. So it would seem the rules of the Mogwai adhere to the man-made creation of time zones, (laughs) which doesn't exactly make sense. No, it makes no sense whatsoever. I've uh, I've always thought that a universal midnight would work better for the rules, but that's not how it works in the original film. So this explanation serves the mythology better. What follows after this is an opening sequence reminiscent of the iconic Twilight Zone episode Terror at 20,000 Feet, (laughs) which was remade for Twilight Zone, the movie, by director George Miller. Mm -hmm. Uh, When a kid opens a bag of peanuts that spills all over the plane's cabin, the hungry Mogwai gets his hand on a single peanut, prompting that signature, "Uh uh-oh, from Gizmo. (laughs) The fed Mogwai escapes after turning into his slimy monster form Mm. and causes the plane to have a crash landing in a suburb. Do you think that we'd get a scene of a gremlin on the wing of the plane? Oh, that would oh, be classic. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Looney Tunes style. Somebody saying, like, there's something on the plane. <laughs> yeah. There's something on the wing of the plane. Yeah, I for sure. Have to. Uh, I'd love for them to just, like, uh, have uh, William Shatner re- <laughs> reprise his wo- role from the original show, or even Jonathan Lithgow from yeah. the movie. Yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of neat. Uh, it's there that a young lady. Uh, young lady. <laughs> it's there that a young boy. Oh, I didn't know why you were laughing. It's way off. <laughs> Easy to get him confused. Well, earlier we had that email about the lady boys. Yeah, I was thinking about the, the lady boys from Thailand. The lady boys from Gremlins 3. It's there that a young boy stumbles upon the box with Gizmo still inside and keeps the pet for himself. The other two Mogwai rules are never mentioned or discussed, though surely their consequences are discovered, presumably unleashing the little monsters on yet another unsuspecting town. Hmm. Okay. So that's that's the rejected script. Hmm. I don't know. I just I found this interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. The, the number one thing that I'm taking away from this is like we thought that it was going to be fast tracked and it sounds like it's a slow burn, but mm-hmm. Gremlins 3, they're saying Warner Brothers is still going to push ahead with this. It is going to happen eventually. It sounds like they're just – and I'm glad that the reason is is they're trying to get a screenplay they like. They're not yeah. just going to take it, whatever the first screenplay they get right. and run with it. Yeah. So it sounds like they're being a little bit like selective with the treatment that it's given. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get uh – do you think they're going to have the actor come back as Billy? Do you think, you think that Howie Mandel's Howie coming Mand- back? That's what that was my next question. Yeah. Do you think Howie Mandel's coming back as Gizmo? I think there's more of a chance of Howie Mandel coming back than there is of um, Billy coming back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I think that we're not probably going to see Billy. I, I think that we are going to get Howie Mandel if they're going to do this like, like they're saying, like Jurassic World style. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I could see this Jurassic World, even though you could say like it is a re- it, it is a reboot, but it it, it it everything else is canon. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and people can say that Jurassic World Part Two and Three are not canon. They are. They are. They are. They're they very are. Much are. They're, 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 if if you read on what was it the um it was the the viral website that they had they had uh, they referenced uh, Part Two where the the Pteranodons get loose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was. Um, What's his face's character that actually rounded him up? Um, the guy who played Kingpin. 
uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the one that rounded them all up. So it is canon. Okay. I thought you were talking about Michael Clark Duncan for a second. Michael Clark Duncan? Yeah. Why? When you said Kingpin. I, was, oh. I wasn't thinking of... Oh, shit. I was like, was he in one of the Jurassic Park? You're thinking of fucking the old school. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the good one. Yeah. yeah. So, are you guys excited for fucking Gremlins 3? I am. I'm more excited than 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I could have I asked him, would you be excited for a fucking like, uh, Dirty Dancing 3? <laughs> more excited for 20,000 Leaves Under the Sea than that. Are you, Jake? Like, I am. I am. I never saw Dirty Dancing Havana Nights or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm more excited for 20,000. But speaking of Dirty Dancing, yeah. the fucking, the new Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live that came out with yeah. Larry David as the host, holy shit, the fucking news segment. Yeah. They have one of the new cast members pretend to be Patrick Swayze. Oh, really? Dude, you're going to love it. The, I Tupperware this Saturday Night Live episode. Uh, I got to yeah. watch that. The Larry David one, there was only one bad sketch. And this is a lot for me because I... I oh, I was, it is. I was shocked. Yeah, normally. I, I, well, I watch Saturday Night Live still, but it, like, I honestly think that the show has suffered after the loss of like Jason Sudeikis and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that they have some strong comedians on there now oh I, for sure i love cecily strong i love uh i like colin jost i love kate mckinnon i love kate mckinnon um you know but but i think that you like I, colin jost i do i Ugh. think he's one of the head writers on the show yeah and I, I i think that that some of the stuff that he brings to it is really is really good i think he's very talented um his brother actually is the head writer for impractical jokers oh wow yeah but I, I think he's I think he's pretty talented as the head writer. I I, I, I like him. He's I can okay. see that. I just don't like him on like as a personality on the show. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, but uh, but uh, you got to watch this new Larry David. Oh, I will. I, I, I I'm obsessive about SNL. I but just it was too late last one night. One of the new cast members plays like fucking. Who was uh, it? Do you- I, I can't remember who the guy. He's he's one of the new guys, but he fucking plays. Uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's character from that, and he does like this whole fucking dance routine, but with no other character. It's just him <laughs> pretending to like dance <laughs> with somebody, dude. It's it's brilliant. It's yeah, so I good. I was I can't wait to see that. I was dying. <laughs> it's a great episode. Larry David is phenomenal in it. There's only one bad sketch. So. That's funny. I'm excited to see if I'll know what the one bad sketch in your opinion was. When yeah. I watch it. yeah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're gonna. You know what? That's all the news I got for this week. Unless you guys had anything else. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did see the new term, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah. We did. Well, it wasn't, we didn't even see a trailer. We just saw like a GIF of one scene. Yeah. Yeah. We saw Krang. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of that, man? Well, Tupperware. I love it. Tupperware. Yeah. Tupperware. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Great reveal too. You like see uh, Michelangelo like tapping on the glass of his abdomen. Yeah. And then Krang just pops up and you see michelangelo like screaming in the reflection in the reflection <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was a great reveal the kid in me is so fucking excited for this yeah, yeah. we're getting rocksteady and bebop yeah guys. which look cool too yeah i like i like the way I they ho- look i hope we're getting a lot of krang because if, if we're only getting just a little teeny bit i would have rather they save that for the movie yeah do you guys think that they're gonna fucking uh they're gonna allude to dimension x in this one yeah i think they will yeah for sure you think we're gonna get neutrinos oh, that you? was my next i hope not I, 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 third Third movie. Third movie. Yeah. Neutrinos. Let's, let, let's go. Let's yeah. go to Dimension X. Let's meet the neutrinos. <laughs> don't put it all. Yeah. Don't Batman v Superman this. Or, or 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 we could get like a fucking post credit scene with neutrinos. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that'd cool. be fine. Yeah. yeah. You guys ready to move on to Marvel news? Oh yeah. All right, Marvel news. Eventually. <laughs> Boom. I figured it was playing. I don't have my headphones on. There it is. 
It's playing now. Okay. I'll recap it for you. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Watch me. <laughs> Don't watch me. <laughs> Too late. Marvel news. <laughs> All right, breaking news. Uh, Jay has been kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Guy's annoying. Yeah, Frank will now be our new Mr. History. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, guys, move on to Marvel News. Who said that guy's annoying? <laughs> Myself. <yeah. laughs> I got some new news about the Legion series on uh, FX. Mm. Uh, we talked about the Legion series coming to FX, and I was very encouraged to hear who they had involved in the project. Noah Hawley, yeah. who, uh, who writes, directs, and producer, uh, produces FX's hit show Fargo, uh, is involved in the project. Now we have some casting news. Oh, shit. From the Hollywood Reporter. Have you guys heard about this? No. Nope. I have not. You guys are just out of the loop, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we are fucking out of it. What the fuck are you guys do all week? <laughs> no. <laughs> what good are we? <laughs> sit around and jack off and shit? <laughs> you whacking off Han Solo? <laughs> yeah, I'm whacking off Han Solo. Right. Yeah, I'm working and watching TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> This ain't our job. No, no. You know what I mean? Not. We don't get paid a damn dime to do this no. shit. I don't blame you guys for not knowing what's Supplementary. going on. Supplementary. <laughs> like, you know what's amazing about Marvel News every week? is It's like it's like fucking news to you guys. <laughs> That's what Marvel News is. Yeah, you guys don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I know. Legion? Yeah. yeah. Marvel News. Oh, it's news to me. That's what I should, that's what I should call this segment. News to me. News to me. That's news to me. It's fun. I like hearing it. You get our instant reaction that exactly. way. All right. Here, here's some quotes from The Hollywood Reporter. The network has tapped Downton Abbey's Dan Stevens, Parks and Recreation grad Aubrey Plaza, oh. and Fargo alum Gene Smart to star in the pilot Holy shit. from Noah Hawley. The Hollywood Reporter has learned. The Legion pilot introduces the story of David Holler, a man who may uh, uh, a man who may be more than human, and who has struggled with mental illness since his teenage years. Diagnosed as schizophrenic, David has been in and out of psychiatric hospitals for years. But after a strange encounter with a fellow patient, he's confronted with the possibility that the voices he hears and the visions he sees might be real. In the comics, David is the son of X-Men founder Charles Xavier and Israeli Holocaust survivor Gabriel Holler. The character first appeared in New Mutants number 25 in March 1985. Stevens will play David, a haunted man trying to find his way back to sanity. He's getting tired and is about to give up when he meets a, uh, the girl of his dreams. Uh, Parks, breakout Plaza, will play Lenny, David's friend who, uh, despite a life of drugs and alcohol abuse, knows that any day now her life is going to turn around, which gives Lenny the likable energy of the impossible optimist despite her rough uh, demeanor. Hmm. Smart, Gene Smart, who reunites with Holly after her role in season two of Fargo's uh, uh, FX's Fargo, is set as Melanie, a nurturing, demanding therapist with a sharp mind and unconventional methods. The actress role in Fargo earned her a Critics Choice Award for supporting actress in a limited series. The three-time Emmy winner next stars in The Accountant. 
Uh, she's repped by I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> just quotes from that. Like we give a fuck who she's repped by. WME and Untitled Entertainment. She's repped by WME. Like like our, like our listeners are gonna be like, oh shit. Fucking WME. I was all, I was all for this till I heard about who she was repped by. Yeah, I know. J- Jake, you're not a big fan of WME. No, they <laughs> they really treat their clients terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Stevens and Plaza join the previously uh, cast Rachel Keller of Fargo season two breakout, who will also reunite with Holly on Legion. Hmm. Is uh, Rachel Keller was she the the daughter, the young girl that was sleeping with Bokeem Woodbine's character? Is that who she is? I think so. You yeah. don't fucking know. I think so. This is fucking. I'd have to look that Marvel, up. Marvel, eh, this is all news to you. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I'm pretty sure though. Instead of fucking bullshitting me, hey, Jay, hey, I'm not Jay, bullshit. I Jay, think you're right. Jay, am I a blonde with big tits? <laughs> then, then stop fucking bullshitting me. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you look up Rachel Keller That's instead of bullshit. fucking bullshit? I'll check it out. But uh, Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Keller will play the <laughs> Keller will play the female lead, Sid, a self-sufficient and street-smart woman who uses her sharp and prickly demeanor to protect her soft core. What? Because even though it makes her a sucker and puts her at risk, she still believes in happily ever after. Now, production on uh, Legion begins in March. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out when we were talking about the Legion series that we were kind of down on at first. Yes. Uh, the one thing that we were kind of like. I think that me and Jay were kind of like excited about it first was like uh, the fact that it was going to be on FX. Yeah. And we like a lot of shows on FX. Mm-hmm. I think you even agree there. Oh yeah, yeah. But that like one of the other things is like like okay, okay, who's going to be who's going to be writing, who's going to be directing? Yeah. yeah. And then they released they gave us the news that Noah Hawley's going to be involved. Great news. And me and Jay were like I think the last missing piece was like some of the casting. Mm-hmm. Um finding out that we're getting Aubrey Plaza and Gene Smart, I'm 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 encouraged. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know anything about this Stevens guy. Do you guys know? I him? don't know. No, no, I don't. He's the one from Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. I don't he, watch Downton Abbey. Yeah, I mean, I heard nah. lots of good things. Yeah. yeah. Me too. My parents watch it. I fucking love Aubrey Plaza and I'll fucking, oh, I do too. I'll watch anything that she's, you know, in for at least one episode. I'm I'm there. Yeah. I'm encouraged by everything I'm hear- that I'm hearing so yeah. far. If so. you're gonna have anyone from Fargo involved, I'm I'm definitely on board. It's fucking Noah Holly. Yeah, come on. Holy shit! And I know a lot of our listeners. I- I'll be honest with you. I, I get a lot of uh, tweets from our listeners saying, like, you know, I hadn't watched Fargo season one or Fargo season two. Yeah. And I get tweets from people saying, "Thanks to your show, I've been watching Fargo. I love this yeah. series. Thank you for the recommendation. Awesome. And." Uh, it, it is one of those shows where, like, I cannot see people not watching this and not enjoying it. Yeah. But I think it does need that recommendation. I, I Like I said, I think when we reviewed this, I think, yeah, Fargo's a good movie, but how do you make an entire series, let alone two seasons? <laughs> yeah. You haven't got based- that tweet yet where they're like, I watched Fargo and thanks a fucking lot. It's terrible. <laughs> no, no, no. No one I've ever told <laughs> about yet. Fargo has told me that. Not yet. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, even myself was like, yeah. I don't know why I need to watch a television series based on this movie. Yeah, agreed. But it's so much far and away, like, way better. It's way, it, it, <laughs> No, it is, and I love I love the movie, and I was like, how could you make a series about it? But like, the first season's phenomenal, and like, people that like watch the first season and love the first season, they're like, how can the se- how can you guys say that the second season's better? Oh Jesus, it is. It really is. It is. It's so much. Like the writing is insane. Mm-hmm. Why would you take it to that place? Yeah. Like you, you had a safe bet 
with season one. You could you could have copied that. Yeah, they didn't. Have you guys seen? Did you did you uh, when you watched um, what movie was it um, that we watched? Oh, Hail Caesar! Yeah. Did you get trailers? Did you get the trailers for uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Yes, the new uh, the Tina Fey. Yeah, and it's got Martin Freeman. Yes, um, it's got uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and so it's got Margot Robbie in it. Yes, what did you think about that? I thought it looked good. I thought it looked great. Yeah, I thought it looked it looked really good. I thought it looked really good. It's just nice to see Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton in another, oh, yeah. in another movie. Yeah, in another. Yeah, anime. it's like a yeah. true story, and like she goes overseas yeah. and like tries to get a big scoop. Yeah, yeah. she's got to go to Afghanistan. Yeah, it, it looks really looks, good. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm not a big Tina Fey person, but me this, either. This look good. Me either. I'm not a huge Tina Fey guy. Yeah, I, so. I don't know why. I just, she's never really done much for me. Guys, next week we're going to be uh, reviewing the movie uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, I did want to kind of talk about Deadpool here real quick. Uh, some people have been able to watch some screenings of Deadpool. God damn it, your fucking internet's not working. Oh, no, here it is working again. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let me play this. This is uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's talking about uh, what he will do as Deadpool and what he won't do as Deadpool. Let's see if I can play this. Hopefully it'll work. Probably get a fucking ad. I was going to say we're going to have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it's not fucking playing. <laughs> so is the guy from Fargo to go back to that? Is he playing Legion? Enjoy movies with time yeah, we're getting a fucking ad. The guy, oh, the, the, the was it Dan Stevens? Yeah. yeah, or is it the guy Downton. from Downton Abbey? Is he Legion? I think so. Okay. I think he is. Yeah, not familiar with him. Yeah, me either. Oh, fuck, now it's buffering. Motherfuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this interview. <laughs> You know what? I fucked that interview. I don't care what he's willing to do and what he's not. <laughs> I did want to read. Uh, I do want to read. Okay, so the movie, some people have watched it. Some critics have watched it. I wanted to go over some of the reactions. Okay. Uh, right now, it's sitting on uh, I am not IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. The Metacritic score for Rotten Tomatoes, it's at a 100%. Oh, geez. Crazy. That's right now. Right. Trust trust me, it's going to go down because right now it's at a 100%. You're going to have some media outlets out there that are just like, you know what? Oh, we want to be that clickbait. We want to be the first one to fucking bash this movie. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that true, though? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that bullshit? That's what always happens. Yep. Someone will see all the gun violence and be like, I, I tossed this movie. Well, they, they, they may have even enjoyed it, but they want the clickbait to be the first one that fucking gave it a negative review. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah, just say what you really feel. Just say what you fucking really feel. Yeah. Back it up. Anyway, uh, we've got some Twitter reactions, but 23 ratings so far on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it's sitting at a uh, 100% right now. Wow. Uh, let's let's go through some of these um, some of these reactions. These are tweets of people that have seen it. Uh, Stephen Weintraub uh, from Collider says, uh, loved Deadpool. Can't wait to see it again. Hmm. Uh, Devin Frossi, uh he says, Kevin Feige gets a shout-out in Deadpool. That's huh. hilarious. And the final battle is on a helicarrier. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Jermaine Lassier. Embargo up. Deadpool is okay. Lots of fun, but so unsubtle and full of joke uh, a joke attempts that it gets tired. Reynolds is great, but the rest isn't. Hmm. Um... Wow, that didn't sound like a hundred percent around tomatoes. Yeah, but he may not have been the. As far I don't know uh, who does who was that one? Who was that one from? Jermaine last year. Yeah. I know he's with like one of the main with one of the main. Uh, I don't know one of these main publications, but mm. he may not have been the one that reviewed this for 
for that site. True. Yeah. Um, Spencer Perry says, hey, Deadpool is really great. Um, Natalie Abrams, Deadpool is both bloody and hilarious and bloody hilarious. <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first of many viewings. Um, let's see. Eric Goldman says, Deadpool has my... Deadpool, Deadpool has my favorite comic book movie opening credit sequence since Watchmen, but hmm. they are very different, that's for sure. Uh, John Campia, I think he is also from Collider. My biggest takeaway is the opening credit sequence. <laughs> Deadpool is flat out the most entertaining movie I've seen in a long time. Fucking brilliant. Um, wow. He also says, okay, I'll say it. I had more fun watching Deadpool than I did watching The Force Awakens, and I, I loved The Force Awakens. Take that as you will. Wow. Uh, John Schnepp says, uh, Ryan Reynolds is perfect in this fourth wall-breaking, constantly side-cracking, murderous-out-for-revenge Deadpool movie. Fun and fearless. Hmm. John Schnepp, is he, I think he might be with Colliders, I don't know, whatever. But it's getting some great reviews. From yeah, a lot sounds it. Yeah. A lot of different critics, so I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Fucking yeah. excited. I, I have the first issue where Deadpool is in, so I'm, like, just stoked for this mm-hmm. shit to see him on the fucking big screen. I'm a, I'm a little upset that uh, Rob Liefeld canceled C2E2. Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was going to be there. He canceled. Wow. Mm. Wonder why. Fuck? I don't know. Probably, probably fucking Deadpool shit. Man, Mm. he's like one of those love hate relationships I have. I would love to fucking meet Rob Liefeld. Do I like his whole body of work? No. Do I like what he did? (laughs) It's a lot of body to like. There's some big, (laughs) some big boots. Yeah. (laughs) But I love fucking Deadpool. I love what he did for X Force. Like that's my first introduction to Deadpool. So ah, yeah, man, I don't know. He always kills me how he goes on and on about how his Avengers number one is the highest selling Avengers comic book of all time. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes his artwork is like, buy it just because you're going to make fun of it for the rest of your life every time you read it. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, he had some good ideas. He he did change some things. He's kind of full of himself. He is definitely egomaniacal. Yeah, he's definitely full of himself. Yeah. No, but I would, I honestly, like, you know, I, I I don't know. I was like into the '90s shit. Yeah, me too. too, Me too. I would love to meet. He reinvigorated my love for comic books at that time. So yeah, yeah. I've been reading that Blood Strike. Oh yeah, which is fucking bullshit because there's only two issues out. Classic Rob Life. Yeah, dude. I'm still still waiting for fucking issue three. He's too busy tweeting. (laughs) You know what I didn't talk about was my comic books that I yeah talk about it. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. It's always okay. I didn't. I forgot to bring it up in Goodbye Pop. Please, please talk about it. Uh, Good segue with the Deadpool stuff. Yeah, let's see what I'm. Uh, let's see what I. What has what has Brian been reading? Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about. Actually, I'll talk about three books here real quick. Um, the first book that I want to talk about is the Goddamned. Okay. Goddamn! Yeah, I, uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna have, I, sh- I should have had you fucking introduce it. <laughs> when I said it, it was fucking bullshit. Jake, Jake, what have I been reading? Goddamn! <laughs> yeah, the. The <laughs> this book is by Jason Aaron. Oh shit! Oh, wow. nice. I think I think three issues are out. I've read the first two. Image um, book. It is an image book. Um, it's by Jason Aaron. I I I, I read the first two issues. Um, let me let me let me preface this that if you are like a <sighs> Let's see here. If you're like if you're like a religious fanatic or something like that, you probably don't want to read this. It might offend you. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're like easily offended by like religion, like this is a retelling of the story of um 
the Garden of Eden in a, in a way, and it's also a retelling of the story of like Cain and Abel and, okay. Noah, and Noah. Awesome. Um, it was Cain that killed Abel. Yes. Uh, this story, the main character is Cain. Okay. Um, and you find that out in the book. Cain cannot be killed. That is his curse. Hmm. And, uh, you find out, like, the world is a wasteland. Like, the entire, after Eden, the world is a, is a wasteland. Uh, people have a hard time finding clean water to drink, food to eat. There's fucking, like, different, different factions of, like, ravagers that go around killing people and that, and the world's just a wasteland. It kind of reminds me of like, uh, kind of like, uh, Mad Max without the cars. Uh huh. Okay. People are just fucking evil and they'll kill people and shit like that. But like this Kane guy fucking, uh, he can't be killed. Um, and these, ra- he gets drunk one night and these ravagers fucking slit his throat and leave him out in, in a pile of like, uh, human waste and shit. And he like wakes up the next day and fucking, uh, talks to this kid and he's like, yeah, dude, you should be dead. They killed you. They like slit your throat and left <laughs> you in fucking human waste and shit. And he's like, okay, who are these people? What did they do? Okay. Okay. Uh, where are they? <laughs> like, That's okay. awesome. So he fucking walks out to this. He walks up to this camp where these ravagers are. Yeah. And he's naked and he's got like no weapons and shit and basically just kills all these fucking <laughs> ravagers after this kid tells him, you don't want to go there. They're going to kill you. Yeah. The kid never expects to see this guy again. And he comes back, talks to this kid, and the kid's like, you killed all of them? He's like, yeah. Like, dude, it, it's fucking crazy. He, he, he can't, his curse is he can't be killed. He that killed, sounds awesome. You know, he killed his brother, and now his curse is he can't be killed. And he's, he's, lo- he's constantly looking for, he's lived 1600 years, and he's looking for someone to kill him. Mm. He just wants to die. <laughs> just end my fucking just misery. Just end my misery. And, uh, at the end of the first issue, you find out like there's another character in the book that uh, that that's on kind of like a holy quest, mm-hmm. and it's Noah. Oh wow! And uh, Noah is kind of like he, he, I don't know, he, he's just like a big burly dude and shit like that. <laughs> dude, th- th- I love this book. I, I Tupperware. I, I can't wait to read issue three. Um, I've I read love the- that fucking storyline, man. It's it's crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. No- take, take notable artist on that at all. I don't know who is the artist on that one. I, uh, I'm not familiar with R.M. Guerrera. Mm, yeah, I never heard. Not of him. familiar. Yeah. Uh, the wow. next book that I that I want to talk about real quick. I'll talk about the uh, all new, all different adventures. I read the the first issue uh, from Mark Wade and uh, was it one of the Kubert boys? I don't know if it's Adam Kubert or not, but one of the Kuberts draw the book. That looks amazing. It does look amazing. <clears throat> but. But um, it's okay. Um, the the book I, I don't like how they they, they kind of split it up into two different stories. Like the first story is about Cap, Cap Falcon, uh-huh. and uh, and a little bit of Iron Man on the first book. This the, the and then they split it up into a second story with uh, Nova and Ms. Marvel and them meeting. And I I, I kind of enjoyed the Ms. Marvel and, no, uh, and Nova story a little bit more than I like the whole Iron Man and Cap Falcon story. Uh, which was the secondary story, which was the Nova and Ms. Marvel thing. I thought it was more fun. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's okay. I, I'm going to taste this book. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, I hope not every issue is like that. I hope they don't break it into two different stories. That's kind of a bizarre start for an issue number one. Yeah. That they broke it up into two stories. Yeah. And, like, I like the side story a little bit better. I can Let me take this out so you can kind of take a look at it. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I, I give it a taste. It. I, I, lo- I love Mark Wade, but this is not his – this is not, like, his Daredevil and stuff. Um, it, it's okay. I, that first story is all right, but it, I give that first story a taste. It. I actually give a high taste it to this, the second story, which is the Ms. Marvel and Nova stuff. Is it funny? Nova. 
Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I mean, uh, two teenagers with uh, these powers and, yeah. and how they interact. It's kind of cute. It's good Mark Wade shit. Um, the last book I want to talk about is like I've reviewed the first uh, issue of Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn's uh, Descender on the podcast before. Yeah. But uh, since uh, reviewing the first issue, I read the uh, next six issues, and I'm all the way up to issue seven. I still have issue eight that I'm going to read. But uh, I am really enjoying Descender. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this book. Um, I don't think I got it. I, it's hard to break down. Like, I, I read six additional issues. It's hard to break down, like, everything that's happened in this book. There's been some twists and turns. It's about, it's kind of like, it's kind of like an artificial, there, there's this little boy and he's artificial intelligence. He was designed by a human being. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's these, uh, large robots called the harvesters and these harvesters of, They've destroyed a lot of civilization, and 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 since the harvesters showed up, they're they're like huge, like um like Jaegers. like if you think of like Pacific Rim, yeah, like these harvesters come up. They're, it's like an alien tech, and once these harvesters show up and fuck everything up, like humans then start taking their revenge out on like regular robots that have been created. Okay, so they start destroying all these regular robots. Um, and so a lot of robots don't exist anymore because humans have been destroying them. I don't really, I don't really know how to describe this book. I'm having a hard time with it. Uh, I love it though. Yeah. I really love it. It's a Tupperware. Descender. Sounds fucking awesome. I don't know. It's just like, 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 have you ever, you've seen the movie AI. Yeah. Mm, love it. It's, it's like that, but like the little boy robot I really connect to as a, Opposed to like in the movie AI where I just wanted him to die. Yeah. I, I hated that character. I could not connect with uh, Haley Joel Osment's little robot boy character. Right. Oh yeah. This one I really enjoy. So there's almost this faction of robots that are like trying to get back in with humanity, uh, or are they just? No, I, th- he's this little boy robot, and his main function is to be a companion. Okay. And for ten years he's been. He's been kind of like um, in sleep mode or something like that, and he, he and he wakes up after like these harvesters have shown up, uh-huh. and there's like a link um, between his technology and the harvesters. Okay, um, and so like they think like the guy that created him, which is this Doctor Quan, was in cahoots with the harvesters. Okay, yeah, yeah, and so come to find out that this Dr. Kwan, like one of the big reveals in it is that Dr. Kwan actually got the technology to make this robot. His name is like Tim 21 or something. Mm-hmm. That little boy robot is, yeah, his name is Tim 21. The only reason he was able to create him is because they stumbled across this ancient technology. Mm, interesting. And he was able to take the schematics from that ancient technology and create Tim 21. Cool. And so whoever these harvesters were, they were the, probably the ones that created this ancient technology. Once they created it, that's what brought the harvesters to the to their planet right. to begin with. And uh, it's got really interesting characters. I love it. I, I really enjoy the book. I, I want to see where it goes. I'm going to give it a Tupperware right Fucking now. Lemire tells those what? great fucking sci-fi stories, man. So that's what it sounds like. Just yeah. another layered... You know, expansive fucking side. It's got story. enough to keep me wanting to read each and every episode. Yeah, uh, each and every issue. Excuse yeah. me. Who's this villain in the Avengers book? I think it's a new villain that okay. maybe it's a newer villain because I think the the villain was it was in a Nova book. Uh, I think it's like uh, one of the head of the Chitari. 
Oh, okay. I didn't even know the Chitauri were in the Marvel Universe. Yes, uh, they have brought the Chitauri into the Marvel Universe. Man, um, this book's five bucks, and it feels like you're paying for all these stupid fold-out ads that are all over the fucking place. I know. I know. God. The, the most fun in the book is, is, the, is the last story with uh, Ms. Marvel and Nova. I mean, they barely introduce Miles Morales in it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's just the formation of the new Avengers team. So I'm going to continue to read it. I'm going to continue to read that. I I, I feel like like I want to read I, – I feel like I do want to read an Avengers book. Yeah. And I feel like I want to read an X-Men book. So that's like why I'm picking up Extraordinary X-Men. That's why I'm picking up all new, all different Avengers. I feel like I want to read an Avengers and an X-Men book. It's like the flagship Marvel books kind yeah, of. Yeah. I, I feel like if I'm not reading those books, like I, I'm not – I'm doing my disservice as a as a Marvel fan, even if I'm not like 100 sold on it. I still kind of want to know what's going on. Do you still read Spider Man? I do. I do get Spider Man, but I haven't been reading the new slot stuff. Okay. So I I need to start it. I was curious about that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like uh, I love the Superior Spider Man stuff, and mm-hmm. that, that's the last that I read. I haven't I haven't read anything past that. So. Wow. So you got a bunch. Caught I got up a bunch, catching up to do. A bunch of catching up to do. All right, you guys ready to move on to? Uh, I'm sorry, man. My fucking Descender review sucked. No, it didn't. It's no. hard. It's hard. I read six issues. It's hard to break down six issues. I I highly recommend it though. If I highly recommend. With your bag and board, I'll put this back in. I'm interested as fuck. Oh. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's move on to let's move on to um. You know what? Let's move on to ending this fucking show. <laughs> Our sh- this show's dumb. I fucking hate this one. Time for Super Bowl almost. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to let's move on to DC news. People, this is going to be the last issue, the last episode people listen to. This is dumb. It. No, I highly stupid. doubt it. People hate this fucking show. <laughs> if they stuck with us after the Francis Scott Key debacle, they're they're not going. Nowhere. I guess I don't know. <laughs> All right, DC news. Whatever. Last night, that <laughs> destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, you fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we call you listeners. Um, you know, this is why I hate DC News. It's because like, some of my DC News is like shit that you guys don't fucking watch. Uh, this uh, next, next week, uh, Flash is we're finally going to fucking Earth 2. Oh shit! We're going to Earth Two in the next Flash episode, which means nothing to you two because you yeah. two don't fucking. Know. You know, what? honestly, I think this might be a good jumping on point for you guys mm-hmm. just to watch this this Earth Two episode. Okay, is it this week? It is this week. What okay. night? What night's that on? I think we're talking about Tuesday. All right. Tuesday is uh, Tuesday is Flash. Wednesday is Arrow, and Thursday is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I'm texting it to myself. I'll watch so, that. So I think we're going to Earth Two. It might be a good kind of like maybe like a one shot episode for you guys because we're going into like a new world, a new universe, right? For this. Um, otherwise, it's it's just me talking about shit. Because you guys don't fucking watch. I it. promise I will watch Flash for next week's episode. I will watch. It, it looks like we're we're gonna get like Caitlin Snow. We're gonna get the the Earth Two version of Caitlin Snow, which is Killer Frost. Oh, okay. We're gonna okay. see the Earth Two doppelganger of Barry. Okay. Which wears glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like alternate reality Spock. He's got a goatee. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to this one. I, you know, like one of the, one of the things that I've really uh, been looking uh, – that, that they've been teasing this whole season has been, you know, characters coming from Earth 2. And now we're finally going to get to go to Earth 2. So I'm really looking forward to that, that's man. That's awesome. 
Yeah, 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 but you're blown away. I know about Earth 2. I'm not fucking ignorant to Earth 2. I know you're not. I'm just saying you haven't been watching it. I know, I will be. (laughs) Me talking to two guys that don't give a fuck. It'll be the CW episode next week, because I'm watching all three episodes of whatever the other show's called. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) Big big fucking fans. (laughs) I thought it was Legion of... No. That's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Legends of I don't watch any CW. <laughs> so I should title this episode. <laughs> Speaking of the Flash, it's been confirmed that he'll be making an appearance on another show you two fuckers don't watch, <laughs> Supergirl. Yes, in March. So it looks like Flash is going to be on Supergirl. Uh, here are quotes from uh, executive producers Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. They said, "We are so incredibly excited to announce something that we have dreamed." of happening since we started making Supergirl. Uh, the Flash and Supergirl are teaming up. Uh, we want to thank Grant, Grant Gustin for making the time to come visit on top of his already immense workload and all of the folks at CBS, the CW, Warner Brothers, and DC for working this out. And finally, thanks to the fans. And yeah, especially you two. Oh, you're welcome. We had a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. You guys, big you're, fans. You're welcome. So, what's going on here? Is Flash coming to the Supergirl show, or Flash, are they both flip flopping? Flash is heading to Supergirl. Okay, none of the other way around. Not the other way around. Okay. And I think that's a great move. I, I don't know what, like, the, honestly, I if I were to guess, mm-hmm. even though the Flash is more popular. Yeah. I would say that the ratings for Supergirl, as far as viewership, is going to be higher. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. It's on a network show. You can say, but you, but, no, you're crazy, man. I like The Flash more than I like Supergirl. Flash is way better. And more, pe- more people got to like The Flash than the, the Supergirl show. You got to understand. I wouldn't say that at you all. You got to understand. Yeah. It's more accessible. It's to watch CB fucking it's CBS. Yeah. It's one of the three stations. You don't even have to have a fucking cable subscription or anything. People that once you get done watching whatever the fuck was on before Supergirl, some people aren't. Some people aren't going to change their fucking station. Right. They're just going to keep it on fucking CBS. I love right. your layman idiot voice. <laughs> people don't get it. Constantine, Constantine on NBC. Yeah, Constantine on NBC got higher ratings. Than fucking Arrow, I believe than fucking it. Flash, and you know what? And it got canceled. Yeah. It got higher, more viewers. It got more viewers, not ratings. It got more viewers. Yeah, it needs more to stay on than CW though. though. It C- does. Yeah, CW can ride a one point five and be fine. Exactly. That's yeah. the point here. And, and, and so I think I think this honestly, I think this benefits both shows. I agree. I think it benefits both shows. I think I think you're gonna get. I think uh, I think they're gonna get. I think both shows are gonna get a boost in ratings from this. I think uh, Grant Gustin will probably get a, a boost in ratings for Flash, and I think you know vice versa with Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, how I want to know is like there have been no details on how the Flash meets Supergirl. I'm wondering. Uh, Tender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, <laughs> obvious choice. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that. It, I'm guessing that it has to be an alternate Earth. Earth okay. three. Earth. Earth two or Earth three. I, I. I do because like Earth new. What's What's interesting is like uh, nobody in the Flash show or the Arrow show have mentioned Superman. Okay. Okay. Mm. But. I, I, yeah, you DC Legends of Tomorrow fucks. I know. Yeah. I know. I know what Rip Hunter said last he episode. He did say, yeah. He said in, in the last episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, he teased 
uh, both Batman and Superman, he said something like, uh, I have seen Men of Steel die and Dark Knights fall. Ooh. So, yes, I know. I, I get it, you fucking comic book dorks. <laughs> I, I fucking heard him too, yeah. but 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 on the flip side, but but, <laughs> but on the flip side, I haven't. You know, there's been no reference of Superman or Batman in the Flash or Arrow universe. It may be Arrow with uh, Ra's al Ghul and mm-hmm. shit like that, but like I don't know. I, I, other than that, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard much. Um, so. So I don't know if it's going to be like an Earth 2 situation or not. I, I think it would be better if it was like an Earth 2 and an Earth 3 or something like that kind of situation because I can't see them doing the crossovers as frequently as they do with like the three shows that are on CW. Right. I think it, I think it causes a little bit more problems. I think, I think this is a great way to boost ratings and maybe something they can do maybe like once a season. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe yeah. next season alternate, like, like have Super her girl. be on. Yeah. Right, right, right. I would love to see just like a collaboration of all four shows mm-hmm. in like a super fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm still watching Supergirl. Um, the the last episode, I'm only halfway through. I guess there's like a there's like a there's like an evil Supergirl clone type Bizarro. <laughs> that type. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm still watching that, dude. I'm still I'm still loving Supergirl. I'm having a lot of fun with it. They're gonna be at C2E2. I know Melissa Benoist is gonna be there. Yeah, some of the other stars of the show too. I thought. Yeah, I think her the girl that plays her sister is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else is gonna be there, but yeah, I'm probably going to uh, get down on one knee and ask Melissa Benoist to, <laughs> to marry me. Nice, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. she's nice. beautiful. Yeah, She'll she say is. no, but for a hundred dollars, you can have a photo op. I know. I, yeah. I don't know. She'll probably she's gonna turn me down. But you know, you never know unless yeah. you ask. Never know. You don't want to live with regret. I don't. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm pissed off about a C two E two is like I found out fucking I was like I was on their website like a couple of days ago. Yeah. And they've got like this whole dude. This was a bit. This would have been fucking hilarious. And it's all dude. Oh, what's hilarious about this? Let me. Okay, let me explain this. They have a speed dating thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I actually did that one time. Did you really? See, I yeah. was I was gonna do it this year. Yeah. The hilarious thing about it is like, it's like they have like men meeting men, women meeting women, uh, women meeting men, and men meeting women. All of the ones that are like men meeting women are sold out. Oh, I believe it. I <laughs> believe it. What uh, you know? They're all sold out. So like, I couldn't buy a ticket for it. But yeah. like, men meeting men is like totally open. Women meeting <laughs> men is you can totally buy tickets. It's it's the fucking men meeting women. Yeah, George Perez God. ran it the year that I did. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I was so gonna do that this year. That would have been fun. That would have been yeah, fun. That would have been fun, like a little speed dating shit. Yeah. Brian's dating disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Comic Con episode. Yeah. Comic Con. <laughs> Comic Con edition. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the rumors about Tom Welling. Yeah, you remember him from Smallville? Yes. Starring as Superman on Supergirl. Here's what he said. I've got a lot of questions about that. And the funny thing is, I've never been asked. They've never asked me. (laughs) So, we'll see. It's a great show. I've seen it. I might need a little notice. (laughs) Um, He's currently doing a show for CBS right now Mm -hmm. calling Section 13. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody's demanding it. I I, I I don't think there's a fan out there of Smallville that's not wanting to see him. 
as Superman yeah. in in Supergirl, the TV show. I feel like we'd kind of yeah. revolt if it was a brand new actor. And, and yeah, and he's kind of saying like he's kind of like saying like yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I haven't been asked yet. Yeah, give me a heads up. Don't ask me the day before. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I heard that news, I was like, yeah, of course. Why are you dragging your feet, CBS? And he's on a CBS show currently? Section 13. Oh, this is a no-brainer. ask him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe he's just being coy. Eh. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's kind of the coy play. It's like, oh, we want to surprise the viewers when this happens. Oh, no one's asked me. Yeah, no, I believe him. Yeah. I believe him. I, be- yeah. I, I don't think that they have asked him yet. That's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Yeah, he should be. He should be. I mean, I think we've all wanted to see that since Smallville. Yeah. Like, please, please put him in the fucking suit. Yeah. (laughs) At some point. Well, after the, after Smallville went off, uh, went off the air after 10 season, uh, they did come out with a Smallville comic book. Yeah. Where he was in the suit. True. I think that went on for like, uh, 12 issues or something like that. Mm -mm. They called it like the 11th season. I remember that. That was all the rage for a while. Yeah. I didn't read it. Yeah. So. I don't know. He's a great fucking Superman. Make him Superman. Give him the fucking. They they don't need to have him in there that much. Right. Just cameos. Just an appearance. Mm -hmm. They they really haven't brought him in into the show hardly ever. Like, like you saw his face in the. Not, you didn't see his face, but you saw, like, uh, you saw him in the first episode mm-hmm. and they kind of like the like sun was on shadow. him and you saw yeah, like a yeah. shadow and then like she's texted him before mm-hmm. and on the show and you saw correspondence between those two in like text messages so he's like hey do you need my help and she's like no i'm doing good and shit like that yeah and like she even defeated like an enemy that he couldn't defeat like in one of the episodes and i, I thought that was cool it's just like yeah fucking just give us tom welling yeah. for crying out loud yeah. that'd be cool just do it. God damn it. Everybody would fucking I, fuck, love it. Stop dragging your fucking feet on that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, TNT may have passed on the uh, on Titans. Remember mm. that? The yes. live action Teen Titans show that we talked about. Yes. But that doesn't mean that DC is giving up on it. TV Line spoke with Jeff Johns, who had this to say. We at DC have known about Turner nixing Titans for months and months and months. That's not news to us. We have plans for Titans. It's a huge piece of DC, and we have plans. So it sounds like they may have turned it down, but it sounds like they're still going to shop. They're going to shop the show. Cool. Pull a Marvel, sell that shit to Hulu. Hmm. Yeah. Netflix. Oh shit! A great, great, great idea. Yeah. That's a fan. I love that idea. Especially if he's that passionate about it. Like, get it, get it on the air. You know. That, that, this could be a great relationship between DC and Hulu. Mm, that's what I was thinking. Grab, grabbed onto that before it's too late, before some other property does. I love this. I love this, and I, I mean, make that make that the place to watch a lot of these DC, even the DC animated movies. Oh yeah, that'd be wonderful. Oh my god, I'm all for that. That is a fantastic fucking idea, dude. I don't know if if there's litigations between the fact that it's Warner Brothers and Hulu. I'm not sure who what streaming service Warner Brothers right. is in bed with. Right. But if if they can be in bed with Hulu, I think that'd be the place to go. Hmm. Warner Horizon. Is this it, this is Warner Horizon. They might not be in bed with anybody. Okay. Because you've got different, you've got Marvel, you've got Marvel, uh, the MCU, which is their, which is the, um, you've got, you've got the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side, you've got Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Warner Brothers. You've got the Warner Brothers, the movie, and then you've got Warner Horizon, 
which like the Krypton series is going to come out of Warner Horizon. Yeah, Warner Horizon could do this for, even even though Warner Horizon is bullshit. Warner Horizon could do this for Hulu, and Hulu could fucking they could they could you know what I mean? Yeah, you advertise I mean? the shit out of this thing because Warner has like different. They, it's not all it's not all like one thing. It's like you have Warner Horizon and Warner Brothers. Right. This right. could be like a Warner Horizon thing. Shit. I don't know, man. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Have it on Hulu. Have that go up against fucking Marvel. Yeah. Have a Titan show where it's fucking dark. We get a fucking dark Nightwing. Yeah, direct competition. I think that's a great idea. Holy shit. I never even thought of that, Jake. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah, Jeff John should get... I mean, he's probably not the one in charge of that. I'm sure it's whoever is in charge of DC's, like, you know... It should be. Yeah. It should be. Uh, Powers. Brian Michael Bendis had a lot to do with that Power show. Yeah. They should have Jeff Johns behind this fucking shit. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Powers was a Marvel property, too, and they let him yeah. chop it around. Holy shit, dude. I didn't even think of that. Fucking Hulu should be making a deal with fucking Warner Brothers, like, right now. Yeah, I'm surprised Hulu hasn't tried to do more original programming with how successful Netflix is. Would you want the episodes? You know what? In all honesty... I uh, always want them one of the week. This, kind of, th- this one, I kind of would want them to do it that way. Yeah, I, I kind of would. I kind of would. I kind of would for this one. I love binge watching shit. I really do. But Powers, I did watch it week to week. I did watch the first season of Powers. They did release that week to week too, didn't they? They did. Yeah, that's what I thought. I watched it week to week, and I'll be honest with you, Powers was a guilty pleasure for me. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Everyone I know has watched it. Really liked it. I did. I did. I like uh, Charlton Copley is not like the best actor in it, mm-hmm. and like like uh, it doesn't have like the best acting in it. Mm-hmm. But like, I loved it for some fucking reason. I loved fucking mm-hmm. Powers. I'm gonna Tupperware. I, I think I'm a, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't think you're alone. I don't give a I'm shit. A lot of Are they doing more of that? I think it. Yeah, they're doing a season two. Like I think it, and you can watch season one on Crackle. Yeah, you can. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I have PlayStation Plus though, so it's yeah. the same. I can watch it there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you want to watch it, you can watch it for free on Crackle. Powers. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. Shit. I think it. I think it took. I took it. It took about episode three or four before I liked it. I mean, it's got Eddie Izzard in it, and he's phenomenal yeah, in it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, shit. Fucking Hulu with fucking Warner Brothers. That was fucking, that's a fucking genius idea, dude. They need to get in bed. All right, guys. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder was quoted talking about the Justice League members' roles in Batman v Superman. You guys hear about this? No. Go figure you didn't. <laughs> you guys don't do nothing. <laughs> I definitely don't follow what Zack Snyder is saying. I know you don't. <laughs> Here's his quote. As far as the other Justice League characters go, they play a very small role. It's really just a whisper they exist, except for Wonder Woman. We see her really well. But really, the movie is about Batman and Superman. And we really take time with them, and we really drill down on the why of them and what they stand for and their beliefs and them as characters. That's pretty much the why of the movie. But again... As I said, it does begin the conversation about these guys are out there. Does that change anything for either of you? No. Mm, sounds like he's just fucking doing damage control, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. No, it doesn't change anything for me. No. I don't know. That's what I was expecting in the first place. Even was. if they are just a shadow, we've already seen they've, they're they jamming Wonder Woman into it. They're jamming Doomsday into it. I mean, 
Okay. I, 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 and I'm kind of not buying what he said. Uh, I think we are going to get a little bit more Aquaman than he's letting on. More than a fucking whisper, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think we're getting more Aquaman. I, I think we might get a whisper of Cyborg. Yeah. We might get a whisper of Flash. But yeah. I think we're getting more Aquaman than he's letting on. I think so, too. To see figures of Aquaman already from the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. He's addressing complaints. It I, really sounds like I it. agree. I agree. It's, Yeah. Yeah, and there I have a lot of complaints about <laughs> That's already. the why of it, to discover who Batman and Superman are. It really sounds like that's like a direct address to fan complaint. I agree. Yeah. All right, you know what? Uh, uh, I'm going to – let's take a fucking – God, fuck this episode. This episode's fucking stupid. That's been okay. Whatever. It's, it's right. dumb. It's, it's the dumbest episode. No, it's No, not. it's definitely There's not the dumbest episode. Episodes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. It's pretty craptastic, though. Might make the top ten worst list. But. Yeah, yeah, it's up, it's, it's up there, right? Yeah, it's in the six through ten. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, it's not, not in the one not through top, five. Not top five? No, not top five worst. All right. You know, I really don't care. I don't either. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> well, if you don't care, I don't even know why I'm defending it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we you can't know. be amazing all the time. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. When have we ever been I'm amazing? That's my laugh. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I guess our, our listeners are just, like, content with shit. Yeah. We know that. I mean, that's not news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how it is. I I mean, really. I mean, like the cornerstone. I am not. I I am not talented at all. I bring. I bring nothing to this. (laughs) You know, I'm basically like a fucking. uh, Yeah, we bring less than you, so we bring less than nothing. Well, (laughs) all I do is like look up the fucking news. I'm like a fucking parakeet. (laughs) Cracker, cracker. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Collider said this, and Slash Film said that, and, and you know, it, it, it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You do a good job of it, though. Eh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, we're going we're gonna to take a break. Yeah. Because, oh, God, fuck it. Breaks whatever. are fun. <laughs> break. Back, hey, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, and we're back. You know, it's like, uh, hey, man, we're gonna move on. Mm. We're gonna move on to fucking Star Wars news. Oh here. yeah, sure. but Jake, you know what? We were. I want to talk about two things here, real quick, before we jump into Star Wars news. Yes, but you were talking about you were talking about what is it? Eleven twenty. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, eleven twenty two sixty three. What is this? What is this? It is a Hulu miniseries. It's going to be an eight part miniseries starring James Franco. That is a adaptation of a Stephen King book that is being uh, produced by J.J. Abrams. So it's a collaboration between Stephen King and J.J. Abrams coming on Hulu. Um, I am super excited for it. There's a if you Google it, there's like a two minute trailer you can see online. That's a yeah. really fantastic trailer for it. Yeah, we just watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's basically the premise is is um this guy owns a diner and he's got a room that if you walk into takes you back in time. And what's really cr- go back 
back in time. Yeah, it kind of does have the Back to the Future feel to it, especially when you see Frank. A little bit of Chronicles of Narnia, too. Yeah, a little bit of Chronicles of Narnia. It's got some really interesting rules about time travel that I've never really seen before in a story like this that really fascinate me. When you go through the closet, you get taken back to a certain point in time, okay? And he, the guy wants him to stop the assassination of JFK. Well, that's actually about four years further than the time it takes you when you go through the closet. Mm. So for him to stop the assassination of JFK, he has to stay there for the entire four years to get to that moment. If at any time he leaves and comes back to the present, everything's like he can change time, he can change events, but if he goes back into the it's, time travel, it starts over. It resets the whole thing. Oh. And he didn't change anything anymore. Right, right. So it's really fascinating. Like that conceit of time travel, yeah. and the fact that he's like forced to stay there, and time moves forward. Like the, he still ages the four years that yeah. when he's in there, but the four years haven't happened, right? Like in oh. in modern time, so it's really crazy. Like kind of the rules he sets up for it's it. It's a Hulu original, and this is going to premiere on uh, the fifteenth. The fifteenth. So is it'll it, be, is it, are they going to drop it weekly? Or they- I do not know. That's a question I had. Uh, I think Hulu, for the most part, does do the weekly thing they when do. they do their original series. Yeah. So I would assume that that's what's going on. But yeah, yeah eight parts um, starts next Monday. Yeah. I guess most listeners will be listening to this on Monday. Right. So a week from when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it drops on Monday. Yeah, if you're a good listener, you're listening to this on Monday when I drop it. Exactly. <laughs> so for all the good listeners, exactly a week from today. Yeah, people don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't fucking edit. No. No. We record this on a Sunday night. You get this fucking stupid bullshit on fucking Monday. Uncut, unfiltered. Uncut, unfiltered. I don't fucking edit shit out. I don't yeah. fucking go back and take anything out. Yeah. I don't give a shit. No one's got time for that. <laughs> no one's got time for that shit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I'm. You guys seem excited too. So I do. I, I can't wait to talk about it. The following James episode. Franco, man, making some. I don't know, man. He, he he always makes some insane choices. He does not give yeah. a fuck. He doesn't, dude. I was talking to you guys outside, like like uh, at the hi- one of the height of his career, he fucking did that. Uh, he went back and did a soap opera. Yeah, yeah that was ridiculous. The Young and the Restless. Yeah, was it? yeah. <laughs> Which is Didn't insane. he make a start on a soap opera, and so he came back and did a soap opera? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what it was. Jeez. What's the other thing you want to talk about for Star Wars news? Uh, we watched the new uh, Civil War trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It dropped during uh, Super Bowl, which is happening right now. Yeah, a little 45-second spot. Yeah. yeah. Pretty exciting shit. It was exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Russo Brothers have not let me down, man. Yeah. They have not let me down. And with this trailer, dude, uh, when I saw like the two different groups, mm-hmm. who's going to be going up, uh, up against two? And I saw fucking uh, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow on Team Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then behind them, I saw a floating vision. I got fucking chills. Yeah, yeah I was super excited. Yeah, that was dope as fuck. It was dope as fuck. This was more exciting than any of the trailers I think I've seen to date for that yet. Yeah. For it Civil cool. War. Yeah, yeah, it was a great 45-second spot. Very I'll, cool. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I fucking I, – I did love that. I did love that other trailer where they – where, you know, uh, where Iron Man says, you know, something like, uh, I thought we were friends. Yeah. You were my friend. Once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they start like, like you see, like uh, you know, uh, Cap and fucking uh, Winter oh, Soldier when they start- trade the shield. Yeah, that was <laughs> and like I see a lot of people bitching about that. It was like, well, uh, fucking uh, Cap doesn't need uh, Winter Soldier to help fight Iron Man. Cap could take uh, Iron Man by himself. Hmm. I'm not arguing that. 
I'm just saying that the the two are working together to yeah. beat the shit out of Iron Man. I, I, I think that's a stupid fucking argument. It is stupid. Cap is basically... Um, Winter Soldier is under Cap's protection. Yes. And when Iron Man shows to apprehend him, right. Cap's fucking there too. I'm not... Uh, yeah. I think that Cap could take Iron Man one-on-one. Yeah. On one. yeah. But you know what? The fact of the matter is... Winter Soldier's there. Yeah. He's not going to Francis Scott Key it and just, <laughs> just fucking stand there and write a fucking song about Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm in total agree. I, I hate that fucking argument. They're like, oh, uh, 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 Cap doesn't need Winter Soldier to take on it. I, I agree. Yeah, but he's there. But he's fucking there. He's not just going to twiddle his thumbs <laughs> exactly. while his buddy's fighting Iron Man. Hold on. I'm going to stick my fucking iron fucking thumb up my ass and <laughs> yeah. let you fucking fight him. I know. you could. Cap could probably take Iron Man. Mono e mono. Yes, yes. But the fact is, fucking Winter Soldier's there, so we get to see them two fucking team up on Iron Man. Yeah. What I want to know is who's going to whack off Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, dude, I, I'll tell you what, man. Marvel movies, they've kind of like, I, I think 2014 was a great year. Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, 2015 let me down with Age of Ultron and mm. it let me down with uh, with Ant-Man. Yeah. You know, uh, even though Ant-Man was a little bit better, I enjoyed, I enjoyed some of the visuals in that movie. Yeah. But, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. But I'll be honest with you, man, the fucking Civil War trailers that I've been getting are absolute Tupperwares and I'm really looking forward to this movie. Yeah. yeah. 2016 is shaping up to be a really good movie when it comes to comic book movie of the year for this year yeah it's going to be some stiff competition yeah. i think yeah well i mean we're, we're, we'll see how fucking batman v superman does but, but i mean we got deadpool and suicide squad and x-men apocalypse yes. and civil war yes. and it, I, yes it's like hard saying what, agreed what's going to come out on top uh man it's uh it's going to be interesting man who, uh, who would you guess is going to be coming out on top <sighs> i mean i don't know i I want fucking, you know, Civil War to be the best just because mm-hmm. of my Marvel fandom. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards either Suicide Squad or X-Men is probably going to end up being the better movie. Well, I think as far as the box office goes. Oh, box I, office? I Batman v Superman. Yeah, I think Civil War is going to do damn well, too. Yeah. I, I think it's going to do a good job. I think as far as, like, budget compared to profit, I think Deadpool is going to do great. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I, I'll be honest with you. I think Deadpool is going to overshoot the fifty-five million. Oh, I agree. I think we're looking at sixty to sixty-five. I agree for with opening that. weekend for opening weekend. Yeah, what's what's its competition? Zoolander two, mm-hmm. <laughs> Zoolander two, and uh, what's that? The How to Be Single movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks kind of fun. Yeah, it's got Rafi from the league in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's got some funny people in it. Yeah. What's her name? I can't remember her name. It's got the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. It's got Fifty Shades of Grey girl, and it's got um, um, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. All right, uh, moving on. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, people are going to hate this. This episode's fucking dumb. No, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Stop. <laughs> just unsubscribe now. <laughs> it ain't going to get any better. It's going to get worse. Star Wars news. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> I don't care. What the guys? What's saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Fucking Luke. Every every, every, every fucking week. every fucking week with you. Luke really pisses me off. Luke there. does piss you off there. <laughs> yeah.
God. Yes. Vader's trying to do a good thing. <laughs> Luke sounds like you. Luke's basically might as well just say, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This week in Star Wars news, Star Wars Episode Nine director Colin Trevorrow stated during the Power of Story, the Art of Film panel at the Sundance Film Festival, that he would like to shoot parts of the film, Star Wars Episode Nine. In space. Yeah. Wow, that's wacky. Uh, here's the quote. I asked the question, is it possible for us to shoot IMAX film plates in actual space for Star Wars? I haven't gotten an answer yet, but they've shot IMAX in space. Trevorrow is probably talking about the giant green film's 2015 Journey to Space, a movie about NASA and the space communities working in space. Uh, Christopher Nolan also, he kind of chimed in at the same panel mm-hmm. and said something about, yeah, that he asked to do that with Interstellar. I don't know if they did it or not. Did they, did, I don't know if they I don't think they did. Not that I know of. But he, he asked about it in Interstellar and they didn't do it. Um, uh, but I mean, uh, what, what are you guys thinking? Do you think this is something that's necessary? Or? No. I mean, it's not necessary, but it'd be fucking cool to know that they actually shot that in space. But it's, it's a it's 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 a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean. I don't want to see any resemblance to anything in our galaxy or yeah. anything. If I was the studio, I would shoot this down. I would too. I like this is costing way too much money for no, for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can replicate that just damn well with yeah. what we have. We saw on. gravity. That might have, you know, that it was wasn't shot enough. in space. Yeah. And yeah. It looked damn fine. Felt like space yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So uh, I don't know. That's kind of I don't know. Colin, whatever. <laughs> Settle down. I think he's still a little bit burnt butters about that George Lucas directing Episode Nine petition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George Lucas won't direct in real space, but I will. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're going to get with Episode Nine. I can't that's, believe fans don't want him to do it. That's the least of his worries. Yeah. I mean, just give us a fucking great Episode Nine. You don't have to shoot in real space. I don't. Give Are we going to know the difference? Yeah, yeah that's fucking. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb matthew wood the supervising sound editor for star wars the force awakens revealed how they did the sound for kylo ren's force power and the sound of the wrath tars here's his quote on kylo ren's force power off the top of my head the kylo ren force rumble the really chunky and animalistic rumble it's my cat purring (laughs) that's awesome yeah (laughs) it's heavily pitched and slow bird it's a it's a heavily pitched and slowed version of my cat's purr that becomes Kylo's forced rumble. Awesome. That's cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the classic Ben, ben Burt way of doing sound effects, too. Like, mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit he was doing for the originals. And how about the Rathtar? Uh, the sound the Rathtar made when it suctioned onto the Millennium Falcon as they are trying to escape the uh, Guavian Death Gang and Kanja Club. Mm-hmm. Here's the quote. When the Rathtar has his mouth on the cockpit of the Falcon, when it's trying to eat the cockpit, that is me literally choking myself. (laughs) Finger down my throat in front of the mic to accomplish that, and it's then pitched down. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) That's cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you guys also hear, like, uh, when the the Rathars are rolling, they took actual audio from uh, the Temple of Doom? Was it Temple of Doom? No, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark with a big boulder. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, so there is a a, uh, Indiana Jones kind of, like, uh, tie-in there. Nice. That's cool. Just how, like, in Indiana Jones, you saw, like, uh, C-3PO and R2 in the uh, hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. 
You know what else? They did another uh, uh, Club Obi Wan. Oh yeah, Club oh, yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah. Club Obi Wan and Temple of Doom. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that Star Wars crossover. Yeah. So they did a flip flop here. Yep. All right, let's get into a little bit of Rogue One news. Star Wars news is just man, I don't know, we're just killing it here. <laughs> just going by real quick. Oh, fingers down the throat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's what some of our listeners do after listening to our episodes. Yeah. A purging. Yeah. <laughs> I got to vomit this shit out. Yeah. Oh, shit, it doesn't work that way. I still remember it. Let's get into a little bit of Rogue One news. This news is uh, from MakingStarWars.net, uh, reporting a rumor that they had heard from Jedi News. Uh, the guys over at Jedi News have uncovered an interview with Scottish supermodel Eunice Ulamide. Uh, and Eunice. That's an old lady's name. <laughs> Aunt Eunice. Eunice. Like, yeah. wasn't like, uh, who was, uh, who was Eunice? Like, did you guys ever watch, uh, Mama's Family? Yeah. Who was Eunice? Was there a character named Eunice? Was it like her sister or something? Ah, you don't know. <laughs> I watch fucking that shit. I know, but you know, give me, give me a concrete fucking I answer. don't know the concrete answer. No, I don't know. Google Ooh. Mama's Family. I'm here. just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I loved Mama's Family. I did too. Yeah, I watched it all Big the time. Big fan too. of Mama's yeah. Family. Eunice sounds like her sister. Eunice. I guarantee there was a fucking Eunice in Mama's Family. Yeah. This is this is yeah, we gotta find this information out. Well, Jake now is we do. fucking the we fuck do. out of me. Jake is just googling the fuck away, aren't you? Yeah. Are you on IMDb? Or are you googling? I'm 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 on something. I'm looking for casting. <laughs> He's <characters>. on something. <laughs> we got Thelma. Thelma. <laughs> uh, Eunice. We got. Yeah, more Thelma. More Thelma. Let's see. We got a Vinton. <laughs> Vinton. We got a Naomi. We got a... No, it was Vinton. Yeah, Vinton. We got a Sonia. An Ellen. A Eunice. Who was Eunice? Was that Eunice the neighbor? Eunice Harper Higgins. Carol Burnett. Uh, the second of Thelma's three children. Oh, okay. Damn it, man. Am I good or am I not? Yeah, yeah wow. You knew that. You pulled Holy, that, you pulled that out of your ass, man. Fucking A, I did. Mama's family. Isn't <laughs> that a character on Mama's family? Yeah, you better fucking believe it. <laughs> wow. I know my Eunices. <laughs> You're not going to get a fucking Eunice past me. <laughs> I guarantee you. You know, Ma, what's another? Another Eunice? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's got past you. I'm just saying, man. The only Eunice I know in pop culture is fucking from Mama's Family. Remember Bubba? Oh, yeah. No. You don't remember Bubba? Bubba was the main no. character. No, he wasn't. What the fuck are you talking about? Mama was the main character. Bubba was a main character. Oh, yeah, you said not Bubba the, was the I did the not main. say the main character. I well, said he was a main character. Now you're character. slurring your fucking words. I'm slurring, but I said he was the main character. <laughs> you fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah. God. He's definitely a main character. Yeah, he is a main character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I, Mama's family memory retention is not good over here, I'm dude. I fucking I was all about Mama's family. <laughs> Mama's family fanfic. I, Mama's family. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to Rogue One news. <laughs> Mama's family news. We need a bumper for Mom, the Mama's family segment. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's family coming straight to your dickhole. <laughs> oh my god! Would you guys watch a what's a rebooted Mama's Family movie? No. Not without Valerie Harper. No. Valerie Harper. Yeah. And now who? Well, and the actress. No. Like, oh really? It's Valerie Harper. Who was it then? Was, was that her name? Valerie Harper. No. Yeah, Valerie Harper was from uh, Valerie. From that was from. Uh, 
That's from uh, the the Hogan family. Oh, what are you gotcha. talking about? She was fucking the the spinoff character from uh, the fucking uh, what is it? Uh, what's her name from the Dick Van Dyke show? And you had. Oh, I'm confusing it because the character's name is Thelma Harper. Yeah. yeah. Vicky Lawrence. Vicky yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. This show's dumb. Not without Vicky Lawrence, even though I can't remember her name. Yeah. Thelma. <laughs> Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rogue One News. <laughs> All right. Let's end this bitch. Uh, the uh, guys over at Jedi News have uncovered an interview with Scottish uh, supermodel Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice. There we are again. <laughs> Eunice Alimidy. Uh, which she confirms that she portrays a uh, rebel leader in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. She also describes her scene in the film. This is what's interesting about it. So, like, Rogue One, we know that it's about uh, the characters that uh, retrieve the uh, plans for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Damn, Eunice got loose lips. Yeah. You, uh, loose lips sink ships. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> 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 little old-timey phrase for you. <laughs> Uh, the model. She's a model. The model who uh, worked with uh, Vivian Westwood and walked uh, for Mulberry and Henry Holland said she was very excited about her upcoming film roles. In Star Wars Rogue One, part of a standalone series of films, Eunice plays a rebel leader. She said, I did a small feature in Star Wars Rogue One. That was a really awesome experience. I don't have lines, but it was an incredible experience to be part of such an iconic film. I was originally supposed to play a nomad, but since I'm athletic, I ended up playing a rebellion leader. There's a small scene, so we finally we get a description about a scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. It kind of lines up with like what we've heard about this movie that it's like uh, Hamburger Hill in Star Wars universe. So it's mm-hmm. like this battle. Kind of lines up with that. So it says there's a small scene where I run, and there's a tank that comes after me with twenty stormtroopers. There's loads of explosions. I kept getting a fright whenever the explosions went off. She sounds like a big pussy, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Eunice. <laughs> Grow a fucking pair, Eunice. <laughs> Quit jumping at the fucking explosions. It's like the third fucking take. She's like my dog during the 4th yeah. of July. <laughs> my dog, you know, anytime my dog hears fucking like uh, any kind of like fireworks going off of the 4th of July, he's like up and like barking and shit at nothing. Yeah. I hate the 4th of July. I, yeah. I hate the 4th of July because of my fucking dog. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, like the 4th of July, whatever fucking day that falls on, mm-hmm. I can't get any fucking sleep because my dog Benny is fucking going. She, Eunice is like my fucking dog. <laughs> Come on, Eunice. You're a fucking rebellion leader. Quit flinching at the explosions. What a fucking punis. Jesus. <laughs> I, is punis a word? Punis, it is now. Does it sound like a word? Yeah, it does yeah. sound like a word. It kind of sounds like, uh, like, kind of like penis, but kind of like puny. Like y- a, yes. Like a punis. <laughs> what a punis. <laughs> fucking punis. Fucking punis. Mama's family. <laughs> This show's dumb. Eunice the Punis. Uh, she, she, I kept getting a fright whenever the explosions went off. <laughs> Eek! Mm. She just sent like the women's rights movement back like <laughs> fucking 30 years with that statement. I kept getting a fright when the explosions went off. Such a fright. Gosh. Eunice. Uh. She's got, like, that old-timey name, number one. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. She said, if my scene gets cut or not cut, I was uh, entered into 
the George Lucas archives. I got into a 3D scanner and they did a scan. They just wanted to check out her nude body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to need you to take all your clothes all off. All your Eunice, clothes off, yeah. So we can get an accurate scan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bunch of like fucking dorks. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, I can't believe she's falling for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no 3D scanner. <laughs> she just basically stepped into like a changing room with a bunch of guys fucking beating off to her, right? That's For what sure. happened, right? For sure, yeah. yeah. She was basically a bukkake queen. Yeah, these guys, these, went, nerds. these guys went home and they were like, oh my god, I fucking beat it to a chick named Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. I didn't see something else coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she says they uh, they scan all the characters. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, Eunice. <laughs> she says uh, they scan all the characters so they can reproduce individual toys or computer games. Uh, I will be a toy. <laughs> you sure will. You yeah. sure will. <laughs> the, the old Eunice flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they don't scan him very well. That's why we saw all those manly Daisy Ridley characters. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Daisy Ridley looked like more like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. <laughs> With lipstick. She says, I will be a toy. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, you'll be a fucking toy, all right. Oh my god. Wow. I'm not I'm not buying that whole three D scanner shit. <laughs> she's a fucking model. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Ooh, hey. Just scan yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey. gonna, I like how they give her a promotion to rebellion leader. Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy was trying to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're, you're athletic. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a nomad. Yeah, you're too you're too good for a nomad. You're too good. For, hey, could you step in this 3D scan? <laughs> I, I guarantee. Like as soon as you stepped in this fucking room, like somebody was doing like their own fucking mouth sound effects. Beep bloop 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 bloop. It's energizing. Scanning fifteen percent. <laughs> Another half an hour to go, Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eunice, we're gonna need you to jump up and down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now touch your toes. <laughs> All right, Eunice, uh, we're, we're going to need <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going there. Uh, it's going to get bad. <laughs> Uh, that's that's, that's uh, you know what that's really all I got for this episode, oh, guys. That's oh, all right, man. You're right. This episode was terrible. This <laughs> big pile of shit. You know, the I, top of the Star Wars news is Eunice. <laughs> I blame I I blame the news coming out this week. There was yeah, a lot. Of news. Could have been our fault. We're and, fucking pros. No, oh god. I, honestly, I, I think it, my, my lack of talent. I'm not, I'm not good. No, you know what I mean. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. I am. I'm selling myself short. <laughs> I suck. I, you know, I I'm untalented. I'm a horrible show. I should be an off mic producer. So can you still text us the news? <laughs> Yes, yeah. All the news is like news to you guys. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. Hey guys, did you hear about this? It's like, oh, big fucking shocker. They have it. <laughs> big fucking shocker there. Yeah. Yeah. We're worse. <laughs> the 
this no, this is like, like can we be honest? Like this is like one of our worst episodes, right? No. No, it's not. Why do you guys say that? There's so many worst How episodes. can you guys stick up for this fucking episode? This is not the worst episode. There's 123 yeah. bad episodes though. <laughs> yeah. no, this no. isn't the worst of them. This is pretty bad. It's not uh, bad. No. 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 This is up there. I can think of worse. There were worse. Yeah. Which I won't bring up. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? Why can't yeah. we go there? No. Uh-uh. I don't want to hurt. That's a whole other episode. Are you going to hurt, hurt my feelings? No. No, I'm not no. worried about hurting your feelings. No. There were other contributors to that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your yeah. fault. <laughs> I, any episode without Jay was worse than this. Oh, fuck that. Oh, God. No, seriously. Like, all the episodes without you sucked. Ah, there, there were worse. There were definitely <sighs> worse episodes. I still had a lot of fun with this episode. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, this episode was fun. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't Informative? Know. No. <laughs> Not so fun. Much. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about a Gremlins 3 movie that's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> we, we we basically skimmed over Brian Singer 20,000 Leagues, the 20,000 <laughs> Leagues Under the Sea movie. But what is there to say? <laughs> There's really not. Yeah. That's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the movie God. itself. It's like we're trying to make news. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. Star Wars in space. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow. Settle the fuck down. Yeah, settle the fuck down. Yeah, put your seatbelt on. You fucking artsy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tried. He I guess tried. he's trying. He's overachieving. I don't know. <sighs> God, this episode's stupid. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you still got some mudslide though out of it. I yeah. do. I got plenty of mudslide left. That's a plus. You know, um, next week is Deadpool. I'm excited about that. Can't nice. believe it, man. We're yeah. finally gonna get to see Deadpool, man. dude. Are yes. we doing just a solid pop culture leftovers movie review? That I think that's what we're doing. I mean, you're you're gonna be joining us late, yes. So I think we don't have time to do like a full like fuck. And you know, the news has been bullshit. Yeah. Like, look what I'm. Look, oh, I'm talking about some bitch named fucking Eunice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No oh, doubt. Oh, here's your big news this week. Oh, oh, my name's Eunice. <laughs> Eunice got naked. Eunice got naked. <laughs> If she really have to. <laughs> she didn't know. She got tricked. And half the time I'm talking about fucking Supergirl and Flash, and you two fuckers don't watch it. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. What else are we talking about today? What else are we talking about? We talked about... Oh, my God. I talked about... Uh, an- Anomalisa, nobody gives a shit about that. I give a shit about yeah, that. Totally. I, I would, I, I would hope people that w- would give this a chance. If it, if it was not forty five minutes away, I'd go see it. This I don't week. blame you. Yep. I don't blame you, man. Yeah, sounds awesome. Uh, we yeah, Turbo Kid. We talked about that. Turbo Kid was talked great. About OJ. Yeah. OJ. The juice. It's loose. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what you know what I'm gonna do. We don't want to do. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the last bit of this time to thank. I, I'm gonna thank our listeners. Should, is that is that is kind of a dumb move? No. Should, should I say fuck them? Some of them. Need yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though, dude. It's like in a slow news week, mm. you guys really help out. Like, I'm not bullshitting you. I'm kind of drunk right now, so I'm going to be nice. So anyway, our listeners, they're awesome. They are. 
Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, the ones I talk to are great. Sixty percent of them. Sixty. percent I guess that's most. That's most. That's more than half. That's, that's a good percentage. Yeah. No, I want to. I want to thank a lot of our listeners for like. You know, I want to thank you guys for the iTunes reviews. Two hundred. You know, I'll be honest with you. Two hundred and ten iTunes reviews. That's just American too. That's not. That yeah. That's American. <laughs> that's reviews. not counting the Japanese reviews. It, it, all one of them. You know, like that. Yeah, two and eleven. So like, no, two hundred and ten fucking iTunes reviews. That's nothing to scoff at. No, that's, that's intense. Nice. Yeah. I mean, look at like I look at some of like the bigger podcasts, and some of them have like you know maybe two hundred, three hundred reviews. I've seen some that are like way up there, like you know nine hundred, whatever. But I mean, for like a small podcast like we are, two hundred and ten reviews is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. I agree, it's impressive. And I gotta, th- I gotta thank you guys. I can't believe that people listen to this fucking stupid shit. Fucking idiots! <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to say, didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I, you know what? Question I hate asking you guys. No, no. Every week when we record. How's your weekend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was your week? Like, Terrible. like every time I ask Jay, it's just like I just like I want to fucking like go hang my. <laughs> I did shit, too. I do too, and I it's live like, it. I, I really want to like hear something like interesting. Yeah, that'd like be when great. I, like when I ask you guys, like, hey, how was your week? And like you tell me like an interesting anecdote, mm. uh, anecdote, anecdote, <laughs> anecdote about like your week, mm. and like I hear about your week, and it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I seriously like I I want to fucking I want to fucking like uh, you know that remember that you ever watch that movie No Country for Old Men Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. you know that fucking like that that fucking uh, mm-hmm. that gun he uses that bolt where the fucking oh, I like, love that gun. That kills the cows yeah I want to fucking shoot that in my fucking head <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how I feel about your fucking week like I want to blow my fucking brains out with that fucking shit yeah it's like me and Jay are in a competition to see who can have the most depressing Jay, story <laughs> no like like if I was gonna uh, if I thought like anybody's gonna have like a fucking awesome week. Like somebody's gonna got somebody's gonna have some awesome stories to tell me. It's gonna be Jake. Right? Yeah, no, not, <laughs> no, no, but it's not. not so much. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you do, man? You're like, no, it's like I think I, I look up to Jake. Jake's a cool fucking dude. And it's like, what the fuck is Jake doing? He ain't got nothing. I mean, it's like, not exciting. You? I'm watching TV and going to work. Yeah. yeah. Reading books, watching TV, going to work. And then fucking, I don't know what Jay does. <laughs> don't fucking I fucking know what fucking I do. Fucking comes home and fucking like beats off and cries. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck you do. You like drink and fucking beat off and beats cry. Beats off and cries. It's fucking, and it's sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> like a matter of fact, you said that. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Oh. Who's no, crying now? No, I'm, ta- I'm talking. To, I'm talking to two guys that I love. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. You guys are fucking great, dude. It's like I text. <laughs> I text you, motherfuckers. We text all fucking week and shit. Yeah, and it's like it's like two fucking dudes that I fucking like. Like I love these guys. <laughs> You guys have like the most pathetic lives. It's true. It's true. I know. We don't lie when we say this is the highlight of our week. Yeah, that's not. That's not exaggeration time. This is excitement. We, we exaggerate about many things, but that's not one of them. Once you leave, it goes all right back to shit again. Yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys live like vicariously through my fucking like kind of dating yeah. disasters? Yeah. And shit? Like what is? Like now, now that the dating disasters have ended, well, I don't know what the. What fuck are you gonna, gonna do? do? God damn! Kill what myself. You- <laughs> <laughs> Things just got from bad to worse. 
I might, I might masturbate one last time. <laughs> Just that satisfaction. Go out like in excess style. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking David Carradine. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Exactly. It was, it was a David Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the kung the, fu master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a good way to go. You haven't tried that yet. Who t- no, who started that? Who started? Who thought it would feel good to fuck? Hold on. Ooh, ooh, shit. Can I bring this up? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Check this shit out. Check this shit out, dude. So, started seeing this chick. I would think I was like 20, 20 or 21. And I started dating this chick. And like, we'd slept together like a couple times. Hmm. And we're in my bedroom. We're sleeping together. Dude, she starts choking me. Yeah. I've never had Have that. you ever had a chick choke no. you? Yes. Uh-huh. You have? Yes. What did you do? How did you react? I, I like, we had a conversation after the fact. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yes, so what happened, dude? Seriously. Like, I, I was, like, motioning for her to stop that, and, yeah. and she did, and because she was all about being choked. Oh, so she liked being choked. Yeah, and then one time she, like, choked me, too, and I'm like, listen, I'm, I, if you like it, I'm all about choking you as much as you want. But <laughs> Oh, my God. But, so you, okay, so, okay. <laughs> dude, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, okay, so, like, uh, so is it, like, missionary, like, you're on top of her and you're choking her? Both ways. Both ways. Missionary and, like, her on top. Like, okay. she liked it both ways. Oh, wow. So, okay, so, like, when you're choking her, dude, mm-hmm. was that, like, okay, so she was all about it. So it's, like, yes. you're, you're trying to, like... I understand it, dude. You're trying to make her happy. Yeah, I was even when she first was wanting that. I was like super like awkward about it. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's cool or not. But that's what she wanted. Yeah, but she really wanted it, and she obviously enjoyed it. So I okay. was fine with it. Okay, so then she wanted to do a little bit of flip floppity do. Yes, yes. Not cool, right? Not cool at all. Yeah. Wow, was she doing like really hard, like cutting? Yes, your- yes. Wow. It was, she was on top and started doing it, and yeah. I was just like, just started wriggling around, like fucking stop that. Yeah. And then we like had a conversation about it after, and she no, was, sa- no safe word, no safe word. Wow. Well, I, I I asked her if she needed it, but she was like, no, you'll know if if like something's going wrong or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was cool about it. Like after the fact, I was like, you know, I, I I'm cool doing it to you as much as you want. Yeah. But. We dated for like six years, and oh wow, it was like every time it's she a went. long relationship. Yeah, Damn. yeah. She liked being hit too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was really weird about that too. Yeah, I'd hit her, and she'd be like harder, and I'd be like, oh Jesus, I thought that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> now I yeah, I, I dated a chick like all of a sudden, like I don't know where she started like choking me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was not cool, right? Well, you know, honestly, it's like, like, I don't think she was like going like full strength and shit. Yeah. So I was just like, no, you can keep going, keep going, keep going harder. And like, she fucking, she like, it was like playing like chicken. Yeah. And she kind of like, she backed off. Like, I wasn't into it. I was just letting her do it because she was into it. Yeah. I guess if it's not hurting. It wasn't hurting. Yeah. So like, I don't think she like went full force. I think she just kind of like wanted to try it. I don't know if that's something that she was into. Yeah. Shit. In my circumstances, I'm like, shit, am I about to get murdered? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh God. Like, like if she would have cut off fucking circulation, yeah. I would have been like, stop. <laughs> stop. So, yeah. 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 But I totally, yeah. And now we're talking about fucking weird shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, dude, but I, I went out, I went out with this one chick and she was like, she wanted to be, she wanted to be like talked like down to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Told, See, I've never had like that. I submissive. Did. She yeah. was, she was submissive and she wanted to be told like, like she, she wanted to be told like horrible things like, 
like, uh, I can't believe that you're into this. Uh, you're a slut. She wanted to be told, like, like she was like she wanted to feel like shit. Mm. That's what. Ugh, that was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, like you need like cue cards. I know. <laughs> like, I don't know what to fucking say. God, <laughs> give me the line. <laughs> she enjoyed being humiliated. Yeah, and it was like I didn't really like it, but I did it because that like that's what she was into. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Fun times. Opening up. Yeah. <laughs> Opening up and telling stories. Some truths. Some truths. <laughs> that, that's what you're going to get on this show. You're, you know what? We're going to talk about Batman and Superman. We're also going to be talking about, you know, like humiliating experiences that are, that are sexual. Yeah. I bet Batman gets with a lot of girls that want to be choked. Oh, I bet he does. I bet Tony Stark does, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet she's like, you know, put on the Iron Man armor. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just blast me. Just blast yeah. <laughs> Holster blast right, right yeah. in the bajajay. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. I don't know. Are we done? Yeah. This episode got better, right? That's yeah. fun. That's fun in the end, I guess. Interesting. Our I worst episode ever doesn't have fucking discussions like that. Oh hell no. 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 I, yeah. That's what I wanted to end it on something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like why not? Let's talk about embarrassing sexual experiences that we've had. Yeah. Let's let's end it with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a shit ton. I haven't even scra- I haven't even scratched the surface of that. Yeah, as long as we keep these at the end of the episode, I'll never get in trouble. <laughs> no, don't <believe> that. <laughs> all right, guys, let's end this bitch. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you. For- no, you know what. All good leftovers don't say any of that on their doggy bags. We don't know that for a yeah, fact. Yeah, I've always hated that. Yeah. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that once yeah, Never either. <laughs> I wasn't around when you awarded that. Oh, yeah. That's right. I said it. Male, motherfucker. <laughs> Big winner, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know what the other choices were, and but they had to have been better, right? Pete Neen had a good one. I can't remember what it we was. We should switch to his. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, we will next episode. Yeah, but, but but for now, I'm just like all good leftovers. <laughs> just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for your patronage. And just like all, <laughs> just like just like no leftovers say on their doggy bags. They don't. Uh, none of them. Yeah, I've no, never seen that shit I've, once. <laughs> It's all bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> Who wrote that? You know, you know who the winner was no Dana Sparenberg. Oh jeez, I never. Now s- I'm gonna get in trouble again. <laughs> fuck. I'm gonna get in trouble because I never sent her her prize. <laughs> I still owe her a fucking print, and I never sent it to her. I need even a better reason to switch to Pete Need. It nullifies her her yeah. prize. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to her eventually. I swear I will. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week. See ya, sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> choke a few of them <laughs> thanks for listening to pop culture leftovers congratulations i don't know how you did it i couldn't do it you people need a t-shirt saying i just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap anyway if you'd like to reach the pop culture leftovers cast you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely.
One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, clean, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushover pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.